This time, on Those Conspiracy Guys, we attempt to go outside the bounds of our universe and seek out the truth behind the code hidden all around us. The simulation hypothesis is a school of thought and purported next step in the answer to existence that is furiously gaining mainstream attention. Since the dawn of sentience, mankind has unrelentingly pondered over the nature of reality. Every civilization has gone through philosophy, religion and science trying to reconcile our understanding of existence and theorize on the as yet unknown and non-quantifiable aspects of perception. And with those theories came the questioning of the very validity of the realm we all experience. Ideas of a great fallacy, a veil that houses everything we know and believe to be the only reality. A simulated world whose artificiality is not perceivable to the consciousness contained within. The signs of an all-encompassing universal construct have slowly presented themselves through generations of deduction and discovery. From the laws of physics, which hold the parameters of our world together, to the Fibonacci sequence and the codes of biology. And the theoretical field of thought experiments like Schrodinger's cat and Young's slits, which have provided their own aspects of investigation and have only deepened the debates of reality and consciousness among the upper echelons of high science. But more recently, with the exponential rise of advancement in artificial intelligence and virtual reality technology, the very real possibility that a future of creating our own indistinguishable intelligences and artificial artifices in which to populate them is not so far away. And thus simulation theory seeks to hypothesize on these ideas as we race to a point of processing a memory power that will see our ability to create consciousness and reality outstrip the existence and size of our own. And maybe it already has. Are the laws and equations of nature a clue to the origins of our reality? Or does anything really exist until perceived by our collective consciousness? Is our path to artificial universe creation on an unstoppable course? And what are the moral pitfalls of a godlike ability to create? Is an artificial consciousness less real than a natural one? Are we now already within a running simulation of our own future creation? Or is there a supernatural or ultra-dimensional being behind the codes of existence? And could we ever have any way of truly knowing? Or is it all just a grand elaboration on existential themes that have forever plagued the psyche of people. So join us, co-conspirators, as we seek to pull at the cables of the hard drive of all reality and slip the surly bonds of the game of life. This time on Those Conspiracy Guys, it's simulation theory. Hello and welcome everybody to this time on those conspiracy guys. It's a shocking one. It is this it's one. A new world. This is a brain melter. So <laughs> if you have them, smoke them. Yeah, you gotta love a good brain melter. Uh, you heard the wonderful dulcet tones of our old friend Amos back. Amos, mm-hmm. welcome back. Hello, hello. You've been living your life and uh, loving it. Yeah, I've been uh, 
on the path that was planned for me. The left hand path. The left hand path. No, um, actually, Alistair Crawley's. It's, it's like a, no. it's like that old Robert. Fra- I I took the path less traveled. Right. All this. I took the path most tread, and it's, yeah, it's, it's been easier. it's been relatively kind to it's me. Way but, uh, it is what it is. You don't get your booth monkey. No signpost and shit. That the grass is already pressed. Yeah, you don't got to worry about. It's lovely man. Yeah, it's nice. It's and nice. fulfilling your pledge to come on every few months and prove to the the fans that you're. Actually, not renditioned. Yeah. yeah. Not in Guantanamo. The, the, the boys don't just have my brain in a vat here. Because <laughs> they don't believe us when we tell them. Yeah. <laughs> the aiming? They're right not to. Uh, yeah, so you're back. Well done. And yeah. thanks very much for yeah. coming back. I'm I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to this 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 rendition of reality of yeah. what 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 is going on. In another, in another on? simulation. Eamon uh was one of the for those that didn't know, I don't hmm. know if there's many. That's uh, someone new could be ir- listening right now. Yeah, exactly. This is your first one. Uh, in which case, welcome. Yes, hello. Um, pussy flaps, just to get you right up on the level uh, where we're going to be going with this. Which uh, is about kind of mid-level yeah, pussy flaps. Mid, mid-pussy flaps. Like table height. Yeah. Um, so Eamon was one of the original conspiracy guys at the very start, and we went through a, a fleet of subjects yeah. that we could pick. And uh, as of now, even with all the audience suggestions, we still have enough to do us for, I think, three years million three million three yeah infinity <laughs> amount of time um so we we the the simulation theory is one of Eamon's original suggestions yeah. and we're only now two years later getting around to this was a day one to, to it this was a, a yeah, first yeah. A first meeting i want to do it simulation theory which now that we've we've researched it and everything i realize you were quite right this should have been a day one because yeah, well, it's, it's depending a good on unquote, yeah depending on how you come off the fence on this one Everything else is somewhat of a moot point. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. But I think that the funny thing about this is it was probably kind of, you know, two balls deep to start. Like, true. we're doing a conspiracy concept. Hey, the nature of reality. It's more like, no, 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 no. Just reel it back in. Yeah, Let's talk yeah, about something. UFOs or some this shit. This is the while. ultra tent fall. This is like the one that keeps the marquee up so that the, the tent doesn't fall down on all the wedding goers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you don't start with of, the bottom of the shaft. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? Uh, we've done like MK Ultra and we've done like some uh, governmental ones, the false hmm. flags and stuff like that. But this is this is kind of an overarcher. But we say that every time when we're doing like, yes. you know, Charles Manson or we do uh, like. Uh, this feels like it's on car though this yeah, kind of goes yeah. off on a different card and everything else and goes if i'm the one then fuck everything else ever <laughs> you're like oh okay yeah i think with this sure. one it's, it's, it's i know kung fu <laughs> <laughs> this probably lends itself to almost any podcast yeah you could do a philosophy podcast semi, yeah exactly. a religious podcast you could do like science of you course. know yeah. yeah yeah i mean even if you're in you're doing like a, a home diy construction podcast it's like mm-hmm. well every time i go to hit the nail it's simultaneously there and not there so i end mm-hmm. up hitting my finger like it's it's, it's yeah. all encompassing maybe, maybe yeah you're, yeah, yeah you're like, really stretching with your right to DIY yeah. Yeah. you're in a DIY I was just trying to shoehorn <laughs> but I would if, if that guy came to fix my house yeah I'd be like look 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 I just want that <laughs> bit of wood to go into that bit you gotta stop with this I'm trying to drink some tea yeah, well yeah. I've had a couple of Girl. quantum plumbers over here yeah, in the last little while I'm ringing him up and I'm going hey where are you and he's like I'm, I'm right there I'm just around the corner and the cunt is nowhere to be seen he's bilocating yeah, all over the place he's everywhere so it's both leaking and not leaking at the same time <laughs> How's that now? Because uh, what, well, what about the stain? He's like, oh, no, the stain's there. Yeah. <laughs> the leak <laughs> now, I'm not certain about. That's definite. But it's only there because you looked. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking plumbers. So, plumbers, plumbers. Just, just did he plumbers. just puts his hand over your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Shh, 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 shh. It's gone. It's gone. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, yeah, but the bill still exists. That's mm. the thing. Mm. Uh, so simulation theory, Eamon, when you first stumbled across mm. it, 
Uh, this show is about simulation theory, by the way. The holographic yeah. uh, yes. simulation. You should have been paying attention in the intro. Universe. like, what are these people or talking you, about? Yeah, you could have listened to the intro and be like, what the fuck was that? What was this? <laughs> and to be fair, you'd be forgiven for that. Because even as I was reading, I was like, it's a bit heady. Don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I would have picked this up now if I was, if I was just reading it. Pick we cobbled nine, that on DMT. Nine, I don't know how they're going to tie this into Loch Ness. I'm just going <laughs> to sit down and enjoy it. Shit, you prepared for the wrong podcast, man. <laughs> Shit. So for those of you who are listening, who are fans already, thank you. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Uh, For those of you who are not and you want Uh to join in the conversation, you want to uh, let us know how wrong we are, which happens quite a bit, or Mm -hmm. just tell us that we're great, which happens an awful lot. Yes. Um, You can get us on facebook.com forward slash those conspiracy guys. We're on Twitter at T conspiracy guys. And we're, I mean, fairly good at replying to the the, the, the many mails that we We are humans. Yeah. I mean, we've got got shit to be doing yeah uh, you can get us an email Literally. at guys at gmail.com um we're not as good as replying to the email it is a lot harder mm-hmm. but they do come in a lot longer there's a lot more to answer a more um, but if there's something that you feel that uh stirs up your imagination and you want to get in touch with us and let us know do contact us please uh we're all all yeah, we get the NSA green security clearances Facebook. are welcome as well yeah absolutely any level security any level you want to tell us something you want to come talk to us go, go do for it, it. Uh, we get a green sticker on Facebook now and again for we do for our reply speed. So that's not Facebook so treats us like seven year olds sending us off to get the car <laughs> well keys. Go on, I'll time you. Get, get me car keys quick. <laughs> Open your hand to take it out of the jar. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was doing wrong. <laughs> um, and um, those of you who are wanting to find out what goes on behind the scenes are mm. looking for some outtakes for this one, of which there will be many. I presume we're only starting recording it now, but I guarantee you from the first. Yeah. Three or four minutes of warming up, there will be many uh, a bold word and a, a funny, weird thing a funny turn. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com forward slash those conspiracy guys and become a patron of the arts. Yes. Support us with a dollar, two dollars, whatever you got hanging around. Um, be a real hero because whatever hero you are now is bullshit. Yeah. And we're starting to, produ- <laughs> be a real we're hero. Starting to produce videos and stuff now and you really will get the word Calling out. Calling you out, people. Uh, discounts on our T Public t shirt store uh, up to 30%. Oh. So you can get yourself a nice uh, simulation t shirt, which will simultaneously be both on you and off you at the same time. Yes. So, uh, girls, if you, if you want. If you crunch the mats on that, you could actually come out ahead. Yeah. By the end of the tax Absolutely. year. Absolutely. It's really <laughs> worth <laughs> you doing. Declare that on it's it. It's really worth going to Patreon. And, <laughs> and, a, and a quantum t-shirt. <laughs> um, so, Eamon, simulation theory, uh, where did How you... How did it come to where you? Where did you feel like you where needed did it to find talk you? about? Where's <clears> the first time you heard it and it blew your face off? Um, I don't know the... I don't know the first time I heard it. I think... Ever since I was young, I was always interested in the sort of nature of things, like the reality, reality behind and, things, you yeah. know. Um, and I think like an awful lot of people, you, you kind of you have a sense that whatever's here, that there's something that you're that that you can't measure, you can't understand. Um, as a small child, I was probably like, God, you know, that's what I was brought up. Just, yes. you know, we are, we are, we're, we that's all, what I'll call it. Were we all? Oh. Were you Catholic? Did yeah, you go to? yeah. I had so, to go to school in Ireland. Oh for, yeah, in like, certain yeah, places. Absolutely, had to be. Go to yeah. mass on Sunday and serve mass and everything. And then you start to realize you get a bit old. You probably get a bit spiteful towards God at about yes. twelve, yeah. and you're like, oh, "Fucking, what's going on? This is a bit weird. I don't Trickster know what the fuck God. is going on here." And Killing then, children and war. Yeah, and you get a bit older, and you're kind of like, like I remember, I remember as a kid, injustice was something that I couldn't get my head around. I was like, "But why did they kill all those people in the north?" <laughs> and my mom was like, "Well, they think that you know they they want to they they want to have those six counties for England, but uh, we we want them for Ireland." So there's, I was like. But what difference does it make? Who has the counties? And she's People like, still live there. well, well, uh, you know, because 
Because the English know them. I was like, no, 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 bitch. I get that. I get, I get, I get that. What difference is that going to make? Fuck England and God. <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. But yeah, no, I've all, I was always just interested in like the theory. The theory's wrong. Just the navel gazing yes. of, you know, what the is ex- this? The, ex- the existentialism the existential- of existentialism. Yeah. 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 Not, not all. The eyeliner. Yeah. And when you started taking drugs, obviously, that exacerbated that Gets Gets that a good bit worse. Yeah. Yeah, um, riddle, riddle me this. Were you one of those people that ever like took a lot of drugs, talked, and then went... Oh, I came up with the plot of the Matrix, and you see the Matrix like two years later, and you go, oh. "What the fuck?" Yeah, I, and you go, "I'm in now. I'm definitely inside the Matrix." I never it's had that. To me. I tell you what, I, what I did have. I, I didn't do really... it with the plot of the Matrix. <clears throat> oh, I did but... do it with the plot of the Bridges of Madison County, okay. which isn't as popular. Right. <laughs> it just it was born out of your imagination. Yeah, yeah. Dream yeah. or nightmare. That exact that you had. thing happened with the actors and everything. Like I had Thank it written God. as a child. Yeah. I see. I thought I I thought I had come up with the idea of. Um, so like you know you know when you see like a petri dish and or like a one of those things in a science book like the nucleus and you have all the whatever other stuff I can't even remember the names of them. But I remember being young and looking at that, being like, oh, it's kind of like the galaxy and the planet. And I was like, maybe if you just keep like zooming out and zooming out and zooming out, like it's all just part of this one bigger and bigger thing. And I was like, I thought that I had our universe is an atom in our, a much larger yeah, like our universe thing. is just like it's like we could be one of the molecules that in, makes the imperceptible a man permutation Whoa. if that makes sense. Yeah, yes. like the deeper you go, the deeper you go, the deeper you go, and just there's more and like every atom that makes it up is its own individual universe. Yeah, so there's like six, seven billion like people in you know one of the follicles oh my on my God. big toe, but. I thought I was like, oh, I've, I've, this is mine, and then it, it turned out that like back in the fifties, yes, <laughs> back in the f- Rod Rod Serling was all like, a man wakes up one morning, you know, like it, it was fucking back I, in back in the fourth <clears throat> century, there was motherfuckers, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and thinking that shit, absolutely, um, but yeah, no, I don't know, it was it was all that, and then kind of got into some sort of Eastern philosophy in some on on my path to getting older and then from there i don't know like i, I was never good at physics but I, I feel like as i've gotten older i like i think i like the fact that it lends itself to something a little bit mi- mystical and bananas because you can't really tie it down you know so i like the fact that the nature of reality is so unknowable so from the unknowable like you're you're talking about sitting around in smoky rooms talking about is shit actually real yes but like did it ever did it ever occur to you that this is all a simulation or after watching the matrix or something like that did you for those that haven't watched the matrix it's a a biopic basic yeah two decades too late so So, uh, spoiler um no the first the first time i ever heard anything like this was um my dad was a maths teacher right so every like coming up to uh junior cert and leaving cert and stuff like that my cousins would come over and get like grinds before you know they had to do mm-hmm. the state exams and one of my cousins came over uh, it was pretty let's big. let's be sure now grinds are extra tuition yeah he wasn't yes. just like he wasn't teaching him how to dance or anything yeah. like or that skateboard like was, or... yeah um, i got my twerking finals on friday <laughs> get in um but yeah so my him and my him and one of my cousins i was only like maybe 13 or 14 they started talking about how if you don't look at say for example when you turn around then everything that you saw behind you doesn't exist anymore and mm-hmm. i was all like 
oh, oh daddy gone crazy like it's to me it was just it was, it was like this doesn't what do you yeah. what do you mean i was like, you like dad is that a metaphor for you leaving our family yeah. is it over as soon as you walk out you, the driveway do we not exist to you anymore she annoyed you that much um you well, didn't yeah. really hear your dad talking about like spirituality and consciousness and no stuff no like that. Oh, that was like, the first time he released he, it like well like he, he it was know what's in him, him, him and my cousin were just talking about it and it was yeah. very kind of like oh and like a and you were like about consciousness. i think about that shit for years we could have connected no no that was the first time i was like because i I could only i could only think about things and probably still can to a certain extent in terms of the material and how you know things are the way things are like that very kind of aha it's all relative yeah well that was yeah i gave you that one didn't i that 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 helped me on many a rainy night it helps a man it helps a man to Uh, know that all things are relative yeah but um no like i never science and maths and stuff like that was never good at um it, I just liked, I think, ideas I liked. You always seemed like a philosopher to me. We know each other since we we're about mid-teens, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And you always seemed like a, an Eamon, like a shaman Eamon. Like shaman. a guy who would always higher thinking and like quite peaceful and then... Do no, but I, I think I think like that was probably... Inner, an inner tumult, but definitely like a, yeah. a, a, of higher thought. Yeah, a kind me. of a lever. I think I... That's probably why I had to give up smoking weed and stuff, like because my brain would just shoot out to the stratosphere as soon as I start. I think oh, they're bridging the gap. In yeah, between. like my my baseline is kind of like heady and it's asking mm. these big questions all the time, so it's a bit too like someone comes up and is like, "How are you?" and you're like, "How is anybody? <laughs> yeah, how is anything? Ever? Like, yeah, why is anything? How, yeah, yeah, how are you? Do you not mean?" Why am I? <laughs> it's like I'm not hanging around with Eamon anymore. He's a fucking buzzkill. Out of Would the two, say? out of the younger, the, the younger two of you, who was the most shamanic? Oh, Eamon. Who was the most shambolic? <laughs> probably, probably Eamon as yeah. well. Um, no, but I don't know. I think when I was maybe younger, that sort of stuff consumed me to to a certain extent. And as me, you get man, older, I was very, uh, yeah, well, was totally. Very, you yeah. were very much. You and Rossi were like, you could sit down and just sort of be like, just start talking about what most people most people would probably turn away from the conversation because it starts to get into very bizarre yeah places weird, weird uh, examples of different movies and tv shows yeah. and stuff that but were all shared amongst us you, neil he's talking about who's my brother yeah, he joined yeah. us on uh, a few episodes mm. uh, on this podcast but well. you you again were always one and and neil as well two guys who like you could sit down and talk to and you kind of come away with something that you hadn't really considered beforehand mm. you know but um, but certainly in, ter- in terms of the first inkling to this simulated world was that the what you can't see doesn't exist when you don't look at it. Right. Kind of to kind of wrap that in that quantum physics kind of t- yeah. And again, theorem. from someone who didn't know anything about the quantum, mm. um, and then of course, obviously, to me, probably the first one that I considered the possibility was seeing the Matrix, and I I was like fourteen or fifteen when I saw it, and I was like. It's funny because it kind of seems like it could be. Not that I believed it, but I was like, "That, that could, could totally be. be a thing, yeah, yeah, that could be a thing." Uh, and the Matrix, as a, as a movie at the time, was groundbreaking. Like it, it threw so many different uh, philosophical and scientific theories together into a really, yes, a really well constructed story. Yeah, um, loads of different psychological and quantum physical. If you're into um, those things, brilliant, you like, see them all come together. Mm, if yeah. you're not, you're like, oh my God, the Wachowskis are the smartest motherfuckers ever. They thought of all these ideas <laughs> yeah. that no one's ever thought <laughs> yeah. of before. But it's and just you don't know they cobbling together or stuff. They were all just sitting around in a, in a sitting room somewhere. Yeah, I think it's called the Tarantino effect. And yeah, <laughs> and just like going, uh, what about this? And what about this? And then one, uh-huh. of them, like the, the, one of them said, I don't want to even be a guy anymore after thinking about all this <laughs> yeah. shit. 
<laughs> we could be anything. Yeah. Am I even? Am I even a man? No. <laughs> and uh, fair play to him, her. Yes. They can mm. rewrite the code themselves. Absolutely. They're no longer money. the Wachowski brothers. No, they're, they're like just Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Yeah. Because Wachowski brother and sister just doesn't have that. It doesn't have the same. The, the Wachowski patch. siblings. Not it's the same. But everyone goes laws the Matrix like and they totally blasted Cloud Atlas. I really like Cloud Atlas. Um, and that was another our. Um, I liked uh, the themes of it. Yeah, I wasn't against was, the themes. Uh, I just yeah. felt it was a little overlong, and it was there's only so much Tom Hanks you can look at when he's not yeah. animated. I've not seen it. There's a whole lot of that stuff that's like the consciousness travels through different, yes, you mm. know, time zones, and you're you're existing in multiple places at once, and quantum superposition, and all that kind of love stuff. That We're going to talk about all of this stuff yeah. now in its scientific entirety. In, in uh, fact, another one that in that as much I, as we can, being uneducated. Yeah. Mm. Another one that I liked that Louds. one of the movies that probably got me thinking about stuff was probably um, the butterfly effect. Yeah, even I though if I, I now at the time Whoa. I haven't seen it in about ten years, I, I wonder that. how how it, it holds would stand up. It does up hold if up. Back, if you've like an episode of Transformers, if you've already watched <laughs> the butterfly effect, go back and watch it. If you've never watched it, don't bother. Yes, because yeah. it has Save that yourself. Thundercats and that He Man yeah, yeah. and that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nostalgia effect. That if you know what it is, awesome. If you don't know what it is disappointment yeah. mm-hmm. but that got me very much into that idea of ordering chaos and, yeah you know again there are other heady things that no one knows for sure so mm. that's fun because you can go in as like a it's like fighting uh, fucking mike tyson in you can just go in you don't know anything about it you haven't yeah. trained you've done nothing you're just like hey what about this Blah! and it doesn't matter how smart the other person is they're like well, I can't know. And you're like, yeah, stalemate. What are you talking about? You're trying to, you're trying to postulate some kind of phallophistic, <laughs> phallophistic, uh, psychological uh, reminiscence to me over here. You, you saying that uh, I can't exist uh, as champion uh, of, the, of the heavyweight champion of the world as well as be uh, like a father and a husband and a normal person? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying... I'm going to eat your children <laughs> if and when they exist. <laughs> I'm going to rape you till you love me, faggot. <laughs> Didn't he that's say that to someone that before? Is One of the best things. Yeah. That's yeah. such a, a jeer. Such a jeer. Awful. And, uh, <laughs> Tyson yeah. Fury. That's b- beloved, beloved Mike. Yeah. As we call him. Not Iron Mike anymore, but now no. uh, Rabbit Tail Mike. Like Need the Money Mike. I believe he's <laughs> yeah. gone now because he's had bad yeah. money management. What's on your face, Mike? Advice. So, Paul, when mm. did you first uh, have a dalliance with the simulation? The or simulation when did, when did it first reveal itself to you? Uh, it first re- I remember we sat down and we said, what will the first episode be? And I said Sandy <laughs> Hook. And you said JFK, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's high up there. Yes, and Evan says simulation theory. And I went, what the fuck is that? And you gave me like a brief explanation. I went, oh, that's too big. <laughs> no, for <laughs> now. No, 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 That's no, too no, big no. for now. That's insane. It was the right call to Until make we have good mean. microphones and a, a memory <laughs> card that will take more than two hours. Yes. That's insane to tackle something like that. Yeah. But it's it, the time has come. And uh, that was my first dalliance with it. My first dalliances with any kind of uh, that kind of thinking, I think, was... Do you remember that Simpsons episode where Bart's trying to win... I think it's the one where he's trying to win the mini golf tournament. Okay. Very when he has one. to get the into the clown's face. Yes. And this is my, my, my first interaction with this idea, is Lisa takes him out to the woods and tells him the, the old Japanese proverb of, if a tree falls in the woods oh, and yeah. nothing's around to perceive it, does it make a sound? And Bart's like, of course. You know what I mean? Which made me laugh yeah. at the time. It made me think a lot. I was like, wait a minute, does it? And I remember being whatever age, because that was one of the first few series of The Simpsons. Yeah. So I was pretty young, I guess. Season three or four, I guess. And whatever age I was, I remember thinking, that's right. If something's not around to perceive something, it might as well not have happened. Like, without consciousness present to absorb things, 
who the fuck cares it's all just a big black void anyway mm. and then so I always kind of had that thought like an because episode of, of the Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits or something like that right? yeah I watched a lot yeah. of Outer Limits too, yeah. and I, I, I had that idea r- rolling around my brain for yeah. a very long time but I never did anything with it I think it was one of those people opposite to you guys when you were younger where I never wanted to talk about this kind of thing I didn't want to go near it or touch it because yeah. it was like it's too hard it's too much work it's too long it's too unknowable why open yourself up to like questions that you may never or probably will ever get answered ah, it's not worth my time kind of thing yeah. until uh, you know the, the conspiracy door came knocking mm. too hard, and I, my walls broke. Oh, there you go. But it's probably glad we, very... bro- glad we broke the walls. <laughs> broke, yes. broke the broke the sweet and walls. The Jericho walls. We stand <laughs> in the rubble of those walls. Yes, <laughs> rubbing our full bellies. Jericho rubble. Yeah, it's probably a very pragmatic thing, though. Like when you think about it, if you're just like, oh no, fuck that. There's no point in getting involved. I've in liked to be because... living. Yeah, like that. Totally. That's certainly... how most people I talk to, <clears> especially this episode. When you know, when we're researching an episode, you come across other humans in our daily lives mm. and we, we mentioned like I don't know if you're like me but you can't help but go have you heard about this thing what's the thing about this thing and anyone I spoke to about this one was just like oh I can't even begin yeah. to, I'm not I'm not <clears> I, I didn't going even there try. at all I didn't even try people like don't I, really want to go there with I'm you I'm talking no. to my girlfriend's parents or I'm talking to like my brother at lunchtime yeah uh, people from, who have to be around work, you I meet him in the park and he's like, I'm like how are you he's like I'm great and, I, and he's like how are you and I'm like well did you know <laughs> that Hitler went <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, cool. What you get in your sandwich?" Like, it's fucking, he's like, "Don't, uh, don't be going and shitting all in my yeah. brain." Yeah, my girlfriend came home because I was watching like just, just even uh, uh, Michio, Michio Kaku, Michio, oh, Kaku, Michio the Kaku. Kaku, oh, the string so, theory, yeah, yeah, the king so of YouTube and curiosity yeah. stream right now. He's fucking he, everywhere. His the background on his YouTube videos are whiter than the white page that mm. YouTube is on. I'm like, yeah, how do you get it so white, Mickey? So white. What, it's, the hair? Like, no. <laughs> that's, that's, um, Can but you imagine yeah, him? He's like, cheek. I want the background to be whiter than my hair. But that's whiter than the page of YouTube. <laughs> I don't care. We don't have the pigment. Or else I'll just look like a guy who's missing most of his head <laughs> if it's just all white. I have to have a, I have to have a background. It's a 16-wheeler just rolled over my head kind of a thing. Uh, the yeah. surgery's coming along. I've got microcephaly. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine if the background wasn't that white, it could look quite Trumpy. His hair, mm. it really it should have a black Trumpy. background on it. But he's like, yeah, no, see, I yeah, want that to be the contrast of the YouTube games. Yeah, you see um, the strings coming out from his yeah. theories. <laughs> Mickey Okaku, the human blackboard. It's such a fun name as well. Really? Like, especially when you Michio see Kaku. him and you're like, that looks like a Mickey Okaku. All yeah, right, do you know, like he looks like the name. It kind of suits it. That's quite Irish, isn't it? Mickey Okaku. Ah, Mickey yeah. Okaku. What's the story? That's nothing but a bunch of Kanye young fella. Never mind that theory. What's that entwined theory? <laughs> the old twine theory. Bail and twine theory. filaments of energy down there in the bales of the stuff, you know, and sure. You go in and the dimensions will be there. There are small ones and there's big ones. You know, you know yourself. You know I yourself. Tell you, I tell you something about quantum theory. When you have them two lads and they're down helping you in the field, the minute you turn their back on them, they stop working. They'll stop working. <laughs> they'll only be working when you're looking at them. I tell you another thing about dimensions. You stop thinking now about the dimensions here and the dimensions there. Look at the dimensions that bit of timber over there. <laughs> and, and you put it down on the floor, young fella. I've had enough of this bullshit out here. <laughs> the dimensions that coated over there aren't going to build themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in this fucking dimension now. You get up out of bed there and milk the cow for the love of fuck. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mickey Ukaku, Mickey Ukaku. Oh yeah, I've had like I've had just 
I have my phone like Google Play, so it just keeps mm. playing YouTube videos or whatever. Play, yeah, and yeah. so I'll head off and like I'll be making dinner or whatever, and my girlfriend will come in and she's like, "What the fuck are you watching today?" I'm like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." I was like, "Oh no, it's just like it's about dimensions and you know." And she's like. Going fucking crazy again, are you? Because every now and then I'll just like dip for an hour and be like, "What does this mean? This is fucking nuts." Yeah. And she's kind of like, "Yeah, just she's she's very much a pragmatic, mm-hmm. um, like this is life." Yes. And she's she'd be kind of like if she believes something. So if she like believes in I don't know some sort of spiritual thing, and we would have a talk when, and I'd kind of say something like, "Oh, you know, I'd I'd like to be able to believe, but I just can't. Like, I can't make myself." Mm-hmm. believe in anything because I, I like in the like, female orgasm or whatever oh that's bollocks yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe. i'd like to be able to make myself believe <laughs> like, but, but uh, i just feel there's like no evidence for it so far <laughs> i know that there's evidence of my orgasm because so <laughs> i can see it that's the one i chase all over the bed <laughs> i go for that one <laughs> every time um, <laughs> but um yeah like she she's very much like if she believes something she's like no i believe this makes my life mm. better i don't need like i like i don't paul, need it to think about other things like a young paul in in roaming the streets of brain not thinking of existential questions <laughs> yes. i'm probably getting a load of poon and drinking cans <laughs> and it's like no but for like 90 something percent of my life i was that person i was to like be, fuck to all be that fair crazy though shit. existential in bray sounds fucking terrible like that, that's that, the name of his first album yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would go out tonight, <laughs> but there's fuck all to do in Bray. Walk to Greystones. It's a trek, a trek, a trek that'll have me in bits. Yeah, it doesn't I really. Can, I can't wait to send this back in time to younger me. Hear it. I mean, like that song is about my life. I mean, I thought all the other Morrissey ones were, but that one in particular. We'll send it very nod- specific. We we'll send it every note of a back photon by photon, oh, and slowly, slowly, like Denzel Washington. Yeah. Um. My my first kind of dalliance with uh, simulation theory and the fact mm. that our reality may not be as we perceive it, and that consciousness itself is a power beyond the physical realm was when I saw that episode of Quantum Leap when Scott Bakula ended up being a Down Syndrome kid and I was like that can happen? <laughs> yeah. Scott Bakula became quirky. Yeah. yeah. And then it made you think like and I was like what the fuck and then I got really as if like Ziggy Leap. has no particular program parameters it just yeah, goes anywhere. It just like, goes anywhere. But like, also the fact that like that part, like to understand how Quantum Leap works as a mm. very young child Oh is, yes, is a, is a feat in itself. The idea of it, like when is, yeah. when um, Al is coming back and he's saying, "Well, you know, I have that person, and they're in like the future, mm-hmm. which is really like a fifth dimensional, but like in a waiting room, to, in the future, yeah, in yeah. a waiting room, in a fifth dimensional kind of holding cell. Yeah. So their consciousness is there, but their corporeal form is being uh, in, in, inhabited by Scott Bakula's character. Yes. Right, he plays Sam Beckett, who's mm-hmm. a scientist who goes back in time in a. Uh, an experiment gone bad and that means he can't get back to his own time to you know it was just like he stayed 10 minutes late after work just to do a little thing and then he ended up getting fucked yes and he just has to go from body to body to body if you haven't watched it it does hold up it's really really good i always took it as like the the people who made quantum leap couldn't get the rights to uh, bill and ted <laughs> so they kind of just rewrote things a bit and <laughs> doing the double fingers on the phone out. box which yeah. i used to do all the time um he used to go back to people's bodies and perform like benevolent tasks hmm. and he could never find out what task it would take him to do to be like propelled into the next body and the next leap could be his leap home like that was slider style I love so, it. so yeah, yeah it was yeah. like a very early sliders and and mm. i was watching that going so the consciousness of the person he's taken over is in a fifth dimensional holding cell and he's in that 
consciousness like operating and doing all that stuff so how do i know that anybody around me yeah. isn't being inhabited by somebody else's consciousness and to me they look like so if anyone was acting weird in my day-to-day life i'm all like is scott bakula inside of you there like, whoa, whoa, there whoa, is whoa. there is Think a mental illness i can't remember it's got a specific name i can't remember what it is but the um the the, the kind of theme of the illness is that you believe that either everything and everyone has been replaced by identical replicas or the body of someone looks exactly the same, but they're not them anymore. Someone else is there. That's called too much hash. <laughs> no such thing. Nah. Oxymoron. Try it's got released on the world. Yeah, there. But even think, think tell about me that. that at 22. Just stop. My, my age was 22. 22. Yeah, I got fucked at 21, or, I think. I burst in my brain like a big fat beach ball. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so but even quantumly think about yeah. that for a second, because that, he's, so he's getting into other people's, he body. he is consciousness, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And he's going into other people's consciousness. So where's he? And his body is like tied up in that yoke that he starts off in. But he's but his he's, consciousness uh, is gone. He's, so the transference of consciousness was the. But thing he's that, evolving. Like yeah. that that idea of he's that growing. the universe is it's trying to you know experience itself subjectively, mm. evolve, understand. So he's going to these people, helping them to evolve, yeah. and then moving on. But they're actual they're actual like historical mm. people, right? And that's how I always perceived time travel to be possible. Like mm. Marty going back in the car and all that's fucking cool, right? Like reorder someone's neural network in their brain. Yeah. Have it be your consciousness in their brain yeah. and you can travel to anywhere. But keep yeah. their consciousness jarred like up in the future. In, yeah, in a fifth dimensional And then they all come back position. and go, oh, afterlife is like this bright white room where kind of nothing happens. Mm. Yeah. And you're all floaty. And you're like, no, and you're the the waiting the, room. Guy coming in a bad suit with a shit calculator annoying me every half hour. There was a cool, there was this idea I had that I wanted to like write in a story or something like that. And if anyone can write this or make something cool, just work away because I don't fucking own the rights to anything. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Creative Commons license there. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go for broke. But there was a cool, you know, you have those people who have like, um, near-death experiences so they're yeah. getting like a surgery operated on them and they they go out of their bodies mm-hmm. and there, there's one particularly famous case where they see like a pair of shoes that were i think five stories up and they could say what they were and mm. you know there's there's basically people who believe yeah like they leave yeah. the body or whatever but i had this cool idea where like the whole thing is that you leave your body you know you're getting the surgery you kind of this this sense of oneness and you go out or whatever and then when you go to get back in your body like it's like Somebody you're against the there. window, yeah. Someone else has gotten in and taken over your body, and then all ghosts are just dudes who like the demons or whoever the fuck got into their oh, body. And just, yeah, that's they, the unfinished business. They, they managed to out. take it over. So everybody who's a ghost or whatever, just people who had these near death experiences oh. or concussions, and they come to, and oh, there's just a new guy it, in there, and you could oh. set it in a hospital so that every week there's like a pair of. Uh, uh, People who are in like a dichotomy of character, yeah. Who are like you know some a racist white guy and a black <laughs> dude, and the racist white guy is getting an operation, and then the black dude like is starting to die and his spirit leaves, and then the white guy comes out and they're black and they swap bodies, and yeah, every week yeah. it's all like I have to deal with this stuff, and then at the end he's like I'm not a racist anymore. Yeah, it would always have to end like super yeah, happy. Yeah, that's you, like that, only, uh, uh, that most recent episode of Louis Theroux. Is that one where he meets people that were in a serious accident yeah. and had like brain trauma yeah. and then they come back as like a completely different personality uh, yeah. like that's like a glitch in the matrix yeah. mm. they just reboot a new consciousness well even that what you ever hear xenoglossy it's a it's a term for <laughs> sorry like i'm not just making up what and another thing no but there's that's a, the warrior princess the prince yeah, yeah. that I, I paid for from comic-con like, yeah <laughs> that are wiped clean <laughs> my favorite kind mm. i only order glossies like thai 
Um, Lucy Lawless, Lucy behind, Lawless behind that I'd fucking, I'd say it was Paul Lawless when he got a hold of that fucking the, the squidgy wipe they called it but uh, yeah so it's uh, it's if you get like a some sort of head trauma and then all of a sudden you're or you just, can speak another language yeah, speak another language mm. it's like xenophobia but you're not afraid of it you speak it yes that's cool. <laughs> Don't be afraid of people who are different because they're as afraid of you yeah. as you are. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. That's why they're doing that dance. It's a fear <laughs> dance to get you to leave. The hacker. Yeah. Um, I, but I did think that that quantum leap thing was really weird and how, you know, the consciousnesses can swap and travel through time. And I really had a good think about that. And I was like, oh. so what happens if when I dream, my consciousness leaves my body and I'm able to go back in time and tell my stuff stuff or go back even further beyond my can like can I can my consciousness travel beyond my existence? Oh. Was a dream um, a dream? Like or was it a yeah, it was, some other kind yeah, of reality like experience? Jumping around the place. And then you're thinking because. of you're doing like um different uh different T V shows like The Outer Limits and The X Files mm. and uh then the Twilight Zone, I suppose, when you got mm. to yeah, yeah. watch reruns of that and all like it's already been done. Um did but you... the way time travel was made and then they got to go see that the the Days of Future Past, the X Men movie and the kind of the rules of that are Wolverine is immortal, mm. kind of, well, not immortal, but very, very old and he mm. can't die or whatever. But he can only travel back so far as his lifetime allows it. Yes. He can't travel back before that. Oh, so right, he's yeah. able to be sent yes, back. His consciousness to be able to sent back to a, a pre-existing mm. iteration. So he heals his brains in exactly the same format mm. as it was exactly. in the future. Yeah. So it's just all of those it's nice strong of, rules. A confluence yeah. of, of those rules. But just the way that when you're researching simulation theory now, when it's saying you can send like photons out of out of this existence where do they go mm. do they go into another existence to go through time is it you know all these experiments that they're doing in cern now and they're opening up parallel universes maybe you're sending it to a universe that's slow behind our yeah. one um well even some which is some, a, yeah well it's a great it, like it's, uh script device but you think about for yeah. shows for shows like sliders yeah, yeah yeah but even think about how we grew Retcon. up like mallory before even getting into like into into <laughs> shows that like as you got older and you could kind of make sense of things yeah you remember the teenage mutant hero Tur- we, in yes. ireland we had the hero turtles that yes. the because we were afraid irish of film board yeah. ninjas <laughs> we were like no ninjas, ninjas were cowardly assassins that struck mm. without the other person even knowing that's not cool no not at but all to be a hero but turtle. dimension x and the technodrome yes. yes and as a kid you kind of like that you just that became part of <laughs> You that. just fit, but come on, turtles! <laughs> Whoa! Did you, did you see the new oh, movie? It's no, it's all. I went to see the premiere, and Seamus was there. Me. Oh yeah, he was in it. He's, he's Bebop. yeah, he's he's a uh, rock steady. Oh, rock oh yeah, steady. that's good. Cool. But um, did they do the crying real good? Crying, yeah, he's sim- it's no actually. No, <laughs> it's oh. like as I was thinking about, it, it's like actually no, he doesn't sound. You know, our crying was like shredder, shredder, come on, that's the one. Yeah, that that's perfect. Kind of like Joe Pasquale and your man from Neighbours, Harold from Neighbours, gonna mix together. Yeah, the neck, the waddle, the waddle. But yeah, like we we've been from an early age, like a super early age. What's Tara's like? We're seven, very young. Um, like yeah they're like that's you're sort of buying the idea of dimensions mm. yes of another you know? another realm outside yeah. of our own i also watched another tv show that it kind of haunted me mm. for years Uh-oh. and i rewatched it like in the last couple of years and i'm like that is still fucking awesome and it's a tv adaptation of a book by a woman called diane Wynne jones and it's called archer's goon have you ever seen it i nope. have not you haven't seen it ladies and gentlemen in conspiracy land Go and download that motherfucker. It's an Ooh. English 
like a, a BBC kids TV show mm-hmm. starring um, some unknown rando kid, mm-hmm. the of, uh, the father of whom is Trigger from Only Fools and oh, Horses. Nice. In the show or in, in real the life? Show, in okay, the show, in the show, right? And it's basically, uh, I don't want to ruin it for you because it's awesome, but it's basically about like um, seven time traveling dimension jumping aliens who all get separated but they don't know they're aliens uh, and i had like dreams and dreams what? and dreams about shit like this when i was younger that there's like people out in the universe uh on this planet uh, and other planets that have existed before or existing now that are intrinsically linked but don't know they are or they've had like previous lives and as a small child i was like yeah that's fucked up like these seven aliens were put on the planet and some of them know and some of them don't and it was just like it's really like super heavy uh, for that's a, high concept for a, yeah for yeah, a children's yeah. good god thing so this kid then has to go around and this guy comes to the house and that's archer is his name and he's like you've got to come and help us and he's like pretend to be stupid or whatever um you have to watch it it's really really right. good but it's oh. all about these like dimension jumping aliens and you're like wow man that's that that is it's kind of like a bit mind open and where you think like you'd hear something like simulation theory like is this all imaginary quantum physics and how how the quantum works like how consciousness and idealism before yeah. i was able to put a name on it before i knew who fucking plato was mm-hmm. the only reason i knew who socrates was from the jokes from bill and ted's excellent adventure when he's all like hey man the socrates guys like it's all like the album cover from houses of the holy like Socrates, hey Socrates! Like that's the only reason I knew anything about mm-hmm. Plato or Socrates is from Bill and Ted. Yeah, I mean we're not really well. I think me too. I think me too. Ago. Other than maybe Captain <laughs> Brazil, Socrates was for a little while there. Yeah, the, the seventh yeah, one, the just, top team. How do you how do you put that into the mind of a child to get them to understand? Do they even want it? They're all like, "Hey man, I'm fucking exploring my dick." And well, some will. It's, you you got to give it a little bit of flavor for all different. But do you know? Do you know and I, I did, and I, and I if, ran with it. I fucking ran. Love that flavor, like sherbet. Yeah, but I think kids, I think kids can probably grasp. There's some. There's some. I think there's some sort of knowledge in kids that mm. yeah. gets kind of um, subverted or something as they get older. Because kids a psychic are very, connection, a paranormal. Yeah, we said that before that like babies know everything, and we just forget as we get older. Well, I don't. Yeah, like no, I remember, I, don't, I have a quote. They're saying, seeing all yeah. the spectrums, like and just as you get older, spectrums fall yeah, away. It's a possibility. Oh, no. Like you see much more if you think of what I suppose people would say enlightenment is, or mm. the experience of enlightenment. Yeah. Like you probably had that shit when you were like one or because you were just any emotion you felt was a hundred. Everything was a hundred percent. Nothing contrived. Yeah, real. you wouldn't. You wouldn't just, have done anything yeah, socially pure. Contrived. It was very pure. You yeah. weren't doing nothing for anybody else, really. For no, you weren't no. doing it for like you know, looking good in front of other people. There is your pure state. It is your pure state. That's true. Perceived negative. uh, I wonder, I wonder, is there some sort of, I don't know if there, if there's extra sensory stuff that isn't, you know, that's something they say that it's kind of ground out of you as you get Um, older. Like I remember being a kid and I remember this sort of relatively vividly. I was really small and I was kind of playing on the stairs and I looked up and I imagined seeing like a green face at the top of the stairs and I knew I remember having this like kind of thought in my head that went oh that's not like real or anything that's just me imagining this green face Mm. and I knew at the time that was like the first time I had that Mm. whereas before then I could probably look at a shadow and be like oh there's like a there's a huge there's some sort of light in in that shadow and it's making but that point I I, I felt it when it was drilled or when it was ground out of me rather where I was kind of like this is just mm. this is like a figment and later on in life my... as we talked about in the ghost episode and some other different episodes yeah and in life you may have talked about you've been able to perceive 
you know, extrasensorily. I liked it. Different I like, beings, like, and it could be like in uh, Insidious, where the boy is presumably targeted. Yeah, he's tar- he's been targeted by demons, but it's not maybe demons, but like maybe dimension travelers or people who are existing uh, well, on this plane, there's, there's, but just beyond our <clears throat> perception. Yeah. There's and you only, just have a higher perception. There's only one. There's only one I've ever seen like a shadow walking yeah. by me. But, but it was always that, around you, like people like would who say, have those kind of skills and talents that they're like, hey, you have, you know, lights around you and blah, blah, blah. And we perceive it as like ghosts or some people say mm-hmm. like, you know, it has like religious connotations or it's spiritual connotations. But this quantum physics kind of marries the spiritual and the scientific together in a kind of an ineffable, mm. un, unquantifiable Opens the door route. to it anyway. Yeah, you can apply yeah. an awful lot of, yeah, well, metaphysical can, kind of concepts. You can deny a lot of religious things and explain them away with scientific yeah, principles, yeah. Mm. which is kind of the problem that people have with it, you know? And I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd just like to say that I think that that feeling of mental clarity, of purity of thought yeah. that you only really experience as a baby, I think the only time we can really experience that as an adult is that kind of 15 second golden window yeah, after you ejaculate? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where you're, you're not trying <laughs> yeah, to set up your next sexual congress. Yeah. You're just like pure of thought. There's nothing in it. Because like without that, you're not worrying about money. You're not worrying about, this, you're not worrying about anything. <laughs> and then 15 seconds passes and you go, oh, I need to set up like a round two here. So you begin going back right. into the social constructs again. I find that that's the, a lot of uh, young men's motivation to start a task starts with like, I just have a wank first. That's why. That's why like teenage boys would would jerk off like fifteen times a day because they're like fifteen times a day I get like a Red Bull shot to the brain of pure clarity. Yeah, for a few seconds. <laughs> you get addicted to it. You're like, it's, oh man, I have to start studying. I hate maths, and they just do it, and then when they, and it's like, all right, maths, because they're like, yeah, I have to start quick within those fifteen seconds, yeah. and then as it wears off, like after half an hour, you're like, oh, history, <laughs> history, you know, yeah. you know, and it just. And you have I the know. joy of knowledge and learning yeah, for a moment. For 15 seconds. I, yeah, I really believe that. I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm not joking. I've never been a better, nicer human being than just after I come. Have you ever, have you ever had... <laughs> I'll do anything for somebody after that moment. You know what I mean? Can you give me, yeah, except, I'm a fucking, I'm a saint. Except like, I'm a saint. I like shake hands and stuff. I have no wants or needs in this world. to have sex with them again. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, calm <laughs> down. That's, give me a couple of minutes. That's what I'm in my refractory period. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, so, have you ever done like any meditation or anything like that? Where you I had? have. I've never done hallucinogenics and I know you did and it blew through the roof of your mind. Well, it was, yeah. I only I only ever took mushrooms like twice or something. Um, but it one, brings you to that extra plane of perception, right? It, I mean, it, it, do, it, it does, but it's very hard as well. Look, because it's been fucking like 10 years or whatever. It's hard to look back on it and be kind of like, well, it's very hard to... Let's put it this way: the material concerns that you have of everyday life, and the material, uh, the material kind of questions that mm. you apply to everything that can't be proven. It's like I'll tend Moot. to put that on on everything. So I might go, well, I had this feeling where I connected to a certain thing. I remember for like maybe a week or so afterwards, I I felt a sense of connection. That's the best way I can put it. But physical connection. connection? No, more of like um, on a molecular level. I would. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even try to put like a word or a term on it. It just felt mm. like. Like I remember an aunt of mine had died relatively previous to that, and I like wrote her a letter when I still was in that kind of zone of having taken the hallucinogenics, and it. I felt very much at the time of writing it mm. that it was you know this information. The message was going to get there. It was being sent across yeah. on some level, you know, and I could like. I I don't know. Like, there was still I, a transference of energy, right? Again, I I wouldn't put words, and I wouldn't even say it's right or wrong. Yeah. This is maybe a week after, but for me, for about six months, while I was totally normal and functioning normal, my normal self, I just had a, a sense 
of being a bit more connected or some sort of it's hard to describe well we're going to talk about a thing called non-locality in a little while yes which is basically the relation the, the inert and definitely provable relationship between uh two apparently unrelated mm. molecules particles i like that idea you have atoms a, you have a thought and, and the thought is the original yeah and then anytime you say it or you write it down or you do anything that's like a carbon copy because mm. the original thought goes up into the the cloud yeah or maybe it comes down the from the consciousness cloud, cloud. Yeah. or or you drag a it friend out of, of mine had a really cool dirty he had a really cool way of describing thoughts and he would say like you know every now and then like you're doing whatever you're walking downtown doing whatever and you get like a thought and your initial thing is like well that's not one of mine like you know you're saying it's, it's good like it's yeah i don't think that's weird that happens all the time when you have ocd no. man oh yeah ocd <laughs> brothers <laughs> yeah yeah well, thoughts well, that you don't want ocd like, intrusive oh. kind of like i think everybody has the thoughts but when you have ocd or anxiety you'll kind of latch on to them like where is it coming from that thought well it's yeah, why so is it like, coming it from? intrudes your brain like yeah right. i just like, think it's i just think it's like thinking that my memory's shitting out like it's just having a shit so every time every now and then it throws it throws me up like a really super embarrassing memory from from oh yeah like when you're like when you're lying in bed and you're trying to go to sleep and it's like, oh, remember that really embarrassing thing you did with that girl nine yes. years ago? Try sleep now, <laughs> motherfucker. And That's the only like, time oh, I think yeah, that yeah. happens. But I'm like, I'm so, I'm such a vindictive person secretly that I'm, it's probably me doing it. It's my brain <laughs> right. doing it. My brain would do something like that. <laughs> Just to get you. Yeah, well, the way, the way my mate said it was kind of like, so he said like, so imagine you're, say, you're in a post office and mm-hmm. you're part of the identity that you have and what you believe is that like, you know, all people come from the same place if you if you say for example were born in a in a minority or a marginalized community you didn't have as many good opportunities as you might have had where you were raised you would be this person and you're me and i'm you and we're all exactly as we would be if we had come from any place so it's hard to judge anyone who does anything wrong because based on what they were given with or based on what they started with you know they couldn't mm. have done any anything else you're kind of projecting your own sort yeah. of your own um what would you call it prejudice on yes them. and so he was saying basically one day he was in the post office i think he was like getting his dole or something and there was someone in front of him <laughs> dole. <laughs> dole exactly prejudice. but that was the thing the dole is there and i think that's social security for those that don't yeah. know it comes in canned yeah. fruit form but he said something that we like get from the he said <laughs> they throw it <laughs> from, a, from an upper balcony you have to catch it in a pillowcase whoever <laughs> catches the most eats the most um <laughs> the most pineapple in syrup so, so much basic syrup. rules of- so, yeah yeah um but he was saying like there was like a woman who had obviously immigrated to ireland and she was there and he said he had this thought like out of nowhere and the thought was just like you shouldn't be here taking my money but it wasn't like he did was totally oh, like, like somebody else's thought in his brain yeah so he's like he, he was kind of described it as like are these kind of because there's what dozens of people in the post office getting their dole and there's obviously going to be like out of them x amount of racists x amount of mm-hmm. rapists homophobes it, whatever yeah. you know and he was saying like well is it possible that thoughts are kind of swimming like fish in you know just the, the you got a cross line air. yeah you just yeah. get a fish in the head and he's like yeah. he's like that's not and that was his thing he's like i don't believe that like, like he heard somebody thoughts. else's thought maybe in the line no it was his thought but he was saying like his he described it as he was like i don't believe that like but you know like but could it, be that that it came he, from somebody else's point of view yeah, could it well? be that his it, there was someone behind him in the line thinking that and he just got crossed into his yeah that's like that's what he sort of described yeah, that's and you've had that feeling when yeah. you felt like it was somebody else's thought in your head i don't think i've ever felt that's i've never felt that way the way i tend to think i think of my and you know maybe i don't know if it's right but it's the way i think of my own 
mind mm-hmm. is that it's like a it's like an office block right and so you've got like you've got finance and you've got fucking the call center right hr the, yeah hr like they're all in there trying to do everything and like finance is doing really great but the fucking call center is in bits and i feel like there's loads of different personalities that all contribute pixar's inside out that's pretty much yeah that's that's you thought fair. of that movie before it came out that shit doesn't freak you out no, like I've always thought. Like I, I always thought that inside you always thought of something you see it in a movie, and you're like, "That's the fucking thing that I've been thinking." No, when I saw when I saw Inside Out, I was just like, "Is that yeah. not? Does everyone not? Is think everyone that? not oh, feel like no, that?" I, really. thought, I thought like that for years. That inside my body and brain, mm. it operated exactly like the French cartoon "Once <laughs> Upon a Time" life for a little while. I think when I get yeah, cut, the, the guys in the white suits. Yeah, when I get cut, the beardy man. You should watch. Not, not you the should brain. watch "Once Upon a Time" life. Yeah, and teach you a thing or two about how many holes a woman has. Does it? Like, it does it uh, teach more you the in, a, in a more subtle way. Yeah. Than what, <laughs> today on all form. about life. <laughs> <laughs> Three holes. Mm. I'm going to the pencil. <laughs> but tell me, this, have you ever had like a super serious, like quantifiable déjà vu? Moment? moment yeah oh, really yeah, specific yeah, yeah, yeah. deja vu moment. i had like everyone's like, had one nobody I, i've never met someone who hasn't gone like oh i had it like a, I, i've had at least one super serious deja vu moment i overdosed on ecstasy one time and <laughs> i had class a. Yeah. this one time when i nearly died yeah. on class a's um i overdosed on ecstasy one time and for like two hours straight i just was in a consistent state of deja vu what? yeah and now i hear like groundhogging groundhogging hard jesus <laughs> like just going this has all happened before this has all happened before. And then I had like a moment of clarity where I was like, that door is going to open. Three, two, one. And the door opened. I'm like, ah, I can think of the future. What was really happening was I was getting brain damage. But <laughs> I only found out recently that there's a certain type of epilepsy that affects your frontal lobes that gives you that, that uh, state of deja vu that feels like... Like replaying the vine over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that it comes back to you. You feel like, oh, I feel like this has all happened before. I feel like this has all happened before while it's happening. Okay. It's just being written to the... Mm. Directly to the long-term part of the brain because the frontal cortex that handles the short-term memory is not... There's nothing able to be written to that hard drive so it gets immediately written to the long the long-term memory mm. and then when your brain is remembering it at the same time, it's going, but this is coming from long-term memory so it means I must have... Done this remember before. this before okay, yeah. so it just has that feeling time stamp to it that yeah. isn't real okay. exactly i'll tell you okay. i can give you one i've never I, I don't know if i've ever talked to you about but this apparently though this... uh, apparently though that ecstasy overdose thing is a pretty common occurrence to people that take too much and they end up getting a feeling of deja vu because i was like am i going crazy and then i had a theory that uh because i felt so much deja vu then it was because me in the future had spent so much time thinking about that exact moment in like times of regret and guilt mm. or like times mm. of trying to clean out my brain and my soul or whatever. And I, that moment was a super focal point mm-hmm. in my life for me. And later on for the next couple of years, I kept on thinking about that exact moment. And it was just to myself, it felt like my future self just drilled the shit out of that moment. Sent it back to you. Sent like it a back. Sent times. my photons from my consciousness now back in time, mm. and just blew my brain out. Then at that moment, to, made you experience it loads of times. Loads to, of times. To stamp it. Yeah, to really get in there. And every time I was going, it was me thinking of myself in the past yeah. from the future. So it's not what the that's matrix what I, says. That's what I felt at the well, time. It's one of those like the idea of like say for example the and I'm I'm kind of almost a big believer in the old wives' tales the way a lot of them turn mm-hmm. out to be true Aye. or mm-hmm. that the old mystic stuff a lot of it like you're like we're all one and then years later it's like oh we're actually all connected yes. yeah. yeah um and with scientifically later on in yeah, the show we're going to prove yeah, that we are actually like science that. moves on to a certain degree but philosophy doesn't really in that yeah, sense doesn't really move some on some of that the much. old, old ideas, not been around since like. 
fourth, yeah. the fifth yeah. century. You can't but really some of those old ideas, though, turn, like... So how, what's the old wives' tale, then? The old wives' tale um, was, again, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting things as I'm taught. My brain's just like, and this one, and this one, and that. Like, I've got shitloads of stuff bashing me here. And we haven't even got into the notes. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That idea, say for example, when someone says, "Oh, I just had a feeling like someone walked on my grave." Yeah, like just yes. just stop and think because you hear and it's like, "Oh, someone walked on." What the fuck does that mean? But if you stop and think of that, you're like, "All right, so in the future, on some kind of parallel plane of time, or some obviously some line that's happening as this is happening, someone stepped on where my body's buried, and because of that, it's made me in real time now as this is synchronicity, as the synchronicity is yeah. happening, that I'm feeling this strange." sense that's kind of listless i can't understand i can't did you did you understand that to be like oh somebody i got a shiver that means someone walked on your grave so did you think that they meant in the future someone's walking on your future grave yeah no yes that's what i thought i understood that to be where your grave's going to be in the future that someone now is walking on where your grave is going to be Oh well, well that's, that's what that's, I, no, yeah, that's the opposite of what no i took it no but i mean yeah that's yeah i thought it was in the future someone's walking on where you are yeah like then, in the year 2051, it's funny someone's because, walking on Eamon's grave. So they're walking on there where you're not there yet, is what you thought about. And I thought they're working on where you are in the future. Yeah. Yes. Either way, it's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty out there. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, a strange But one. either one... But it, then you have to think about all the things that happen in graveyards, the whole thing. Like on the 5th of November, they have the Feast of All Souls. So the mm. whole fucking town is shivering because there's people just walking on everyone's grave all over the spot. Sure. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't make sense. No. Um, no, it's just it. It's just like people are walking on where I would be buried. But it is. That's it is an. In, it is an interest. Like it's interesting how that's how they. That's how that. Like, why would somebody think of that? I'm not making an argument mm. here for anything. Yeah. I just mean, why would that be the thing that you yes. think of? Exactly. You know would, I mean? are, are, why are yawns? Is. Why are yawns contagious? But if you yeah. think that yeah. up, yeah. then, then you. Quantum physics, bro. But you believe that all all time is stacked up like against at the end of Interstellar. All time is stacked up on top of itself. Yeah. 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 If anyone who ever says that or like has any faith in that someone walked to my grave thing, that that's, you would have you're, to, you're already thinking that. That's already I, written into your program. As I died, I saw my life flash before my eyes. How did you subjectively experience that? Was it linearly? Was it chronologically? Yeah. Yeah. Did you experience it all uh, super fast, or was it just like flashes of important stuff? Like how one of those? You, what do you call those things where you put like a, a, a reel of negatives in, oh, yeah, in a wheel oh, and you, you kick yeah, the button and it switches around? Like binoculars. Have you ever what heard the, the medical scientific reason for life flashing before your eyes? No. Right. No. So someone explained this to me before because I, I, I we were just talking like bullshitting about it, and he was basically saying he was like, well, the reason that your life flashes before your eyes is because as you're about to die, you're in mm. a situation that your body's never experienced before, and so what it does is it tries to go through it, everything. Oh, yeah. Rolodex, yeah. Rolodex is everything, Rolodex yeah. is everything yeah. to try to figure oh, out what you man. can use. It's like to, what does this compare to? Other other things. Other I had I had yeah. a, an experience. Is that why like Steven Seagal's life never flashes before his eyes? He's never he's been in like, that situation. He's never been. Nothing he couldn't handle. Yeah, he's, like, he's fine. I've been in everything before. <laughs> don't worry about it. I had a, I had, and I don't think I've told you about this. Probably haven't seen you since I went. But I went to Lanzarote with Jana for the summer holidays. Right, yes. went for like a week, and when we were there, I was out like snorkeling the whole time. I just loved like hey. w- watching the fish. Woo! <laughs> but uh, in the ocean, <laughs> in, whoa, that's difficult. In the ocean, um, yeah. <laughs> I can breathe through my ears. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> but, uh, girl. But uh, anyway, so in the actual swimming ocean, uh, we're go- I'm swimming, looking at the fish. But I wound up going out too far, right? Oh, shit. And I got, like, stuck in a current. Oh. And so basically, I was trying to swim back in. 
And when I, I, I looked up and I, I literally couldn't see any land. There was just blue waves coming towards me and blue waves going away from me. And, and you were like, Wilson! Well right. I was like, I'm fucked. Oh, I thought, shit. like, I thought I was gonna, I was fairly sure for a couple of seconds. I was like, you're fucking dead. Like, and so I put my head down and started But you swimming. had a snorkel, you were grand. But the waves were coming up and going over the, the, whatchamacallit, the top breathe, of the snorkel yeah, the pipe, the breathing oh, no. pipe. So like it was, you were getting yeah, but stuck. that's what a snorkel is for. You breathe when there's breathy and then you blow out when there's watty. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, when eventually when his legs the, would give out and he'd <laughs> sink like a stone. When, when you're having you? the sort of the fear of, so like I was, okay. what happened was I got stuck. I was trying to swim, but I was stuck in this spot and I wasn't going in or out. I was just stuck Fuck. and I couldn't see the land. And like I just, actually stuck or like metaphorically stuck like no like oh, trying to <laughs> i'm in a rut um <laughs> no i was trying to swim but because the the um the current. sea was the current yeah was dragging me back like i couldn't go anywhere just go with the current you go like the that's, current that's, goes somewhere yeah, that's what you think but people do get dragged out to sea to yeah, you know what I mean? but there's land at the other side of the current you can be like get to the other yeah no no this is very if, if i had been sitting at a ta- if i had been though. sitting at a table when, <laughs> when i was drowning i probably would this would have made much sense <laughs> okay, i mean like i feel like this will be okay what are you, about? you just use the table to float <laughs> and you do <laughs> Like fucking, it's like the end of Titanic all over again. It's like you're acting like he's he's <laughs> it's a no big deal. Like, but the, room on the, the door, dude. The, Come on. The point is, though, I got like I you could end up I on freaked. the coast of Africa and just be like, just upgraded this motherfucking holiday. I don't think I could have <laughs> been made a king of a local tribe or something. From Lanzarote, man. You end up on the island of AIDS-infected monkeys off the coast of Liberia, and you just be like, I am the king. Oh shit, they're all AIDS. <laughs> There's an I'm island. Quite there is... badly burned, and dehydrated. So now that I've gone from space into Africa <laughs> <laughs> monkeys monkeys everywhere but not a one to fuck <laughs> and, unbelievable uh, here, here, you're presenting to me all day as well with these red asses <laughs> yeah they would have matched your red ass <laughs> been for sure yeah two days my ass is like pale as fuck even in even having been burned from weeks long of drifting on the ocean oh it just reflects all the light it can't <laughs> be tanned it's, like, it's actually made out of chrome <laughs> but uh no when i got i was stuck and you have that initial panic and you're like fuck you you might be in serious trouble the the worst part of it was the anxiety like there was no fucking flashing before my eyes ran but the anxiety of that moment wasn't worse than like a month when i can't make rent and I'm, to <laughs> no. out, like, out to, I'm like fuck me like a death to me is as scary as not being able to pay rent and having to just maybe get out a, an overdraft from my bank account like, like you obviously weren't genuinely concerned with dying then if it hadn't or were you i had i had you were just like nah a lot of people go into denial when they're in that situation like no that car is not gonna no i no, didn't sh- surely stop before he no it's not gonna or when what I, what I face his death, he's yeah. like, oh, it feels like a big warm blanket and a cup it's of cocoa. Like, this isn't so bad. That's odd. Should um, I enjoy yeah. it that no, much? What I had was, what I had was, uh, I, I, I was I there, I was going, out <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be all right here. I'm in serious trouble. And then I just said, please don't let me die here. That was like, yeah, oh. that thought was pretty clear. What, what then, were you speaking to? I don't know. I don't know. It was just sort of me being Anything like, oh, Neptune, but please was, don't pull me to your watery depth. <laughs> but you say it now and you're kind of going, well, what was it? Okay, yeah, there was no, man. there was no thought. There was just <laughs> yeah, like, suppose, yeah, there's just flailing <laughs> limbs and I don't oh, know, Jesus Christ. Is, is it worth me shouting for Superman? Like, I just though. wanted to look at the fish. Why is this happening? Did you not try and just do like, well, if there's nobody else around and I'm going to die anyway... Did you not try one of them? Have you ever tried to have a wank when you're dangerously out of your death and yeah. potentially drowning what? on a volcanic, a volcanic, a volcanic island? When yeah, two yeah, arms no, are barely keeping mind. you afloat and you're like, you know what, I'm going to stick one in the water now. Yeah, but you could just like, 
float on the salty water or like helicopter your way along like of the north jet. african but like that's, north probably, african Atlantic that's Ocean. probably a surefire way to get saved yeah, because just you know float and then you're digging oh, no. above the water coast no, no, guard no. coming arrest you yeah if you just start having a wank like the universe is probably going to be like we need to embarrass this fuck. a japanese cruise liner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just, just taking pictures. you're just with your eyes closed and your ears are under the water like you used to do when you were in a bath when you were younger <laughs> and then you're just lying with your with your which are willy above the waterline. It the waterline. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it feels great, doesn't it? it? it that waterline. Yeah, man. That's how. That's what I would. It's do. an all compass. It's all encompassing. That's what I would it's do. No I would float. Like, like, I would float like a big peony. I would it just always be. points yeah. north. And yeah. The, and the what, Japanese what tourists time, would What come time past. is it? I shall consult my own sundial. You piss in the shower, stupid. Not the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Because either way, you're going to be on the news, right? If you drown, you'll be on the news. If you're caught jerking off in the ocean on holiday, you're going to be on the news. Yeah. Either way. Better I to be just, alive, though. I could just see the headline now. Eamon O'Neill is the reason the sea is salty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I, I, I am not that virile, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, if you were to simulate any kind, of, uh, any kind of life, it probably wouldn't have been dying having a wank in the... No, it, the, 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 the thought didn't really come into no. my head. The thought was just like, I hope that I don't die... Because even though sometimes I feel rather down, I think this is worth living. But even that thought, like that was the sentiment. But the way it came through was just sort of like, (laughs) but that's what the thought means. You know, that's what it's trying to say. But that's what your mind hears in that moment. In the the freeze frame with the... the, the uh, golden or the wonder years over talk like <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to die at this point. Yeah, yeah, he thought life was worth living he thought yeah. about Jana on the shore wondering is he going to be back soon yeah. all of these things he also thought things. about having a wank <laughs> yeah. how, do you, how do you know that wasn't one facet of your psyche that wanted to live and the rest of them were all just jeering him loudly because yeah. he was been, like it it's been. good to live and they're like you fucking yeah. such a fucking reader. you don't get it yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Who knows? So yeah, like science fiction and and TV was a huge influence then on pretty much all of us for our mm-hmm. simulation theory or even the the knowledge of quantum physics and what it is. Even mm-hmm. without going, like I didn't do science in school. I didn't do quantum physics anyway. Well, we didn't do physics. I didn't even do science. Like anything no, I, I know, science, I've learned yeah. in the last like fifteen years. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. from my own personal. I did study. physics for like six months, and I was like, I'm huh. out. Zo- Geography is way easier than this. <laughs> See you later. Hey, I, I know I know that you didn't try to tell me some of them letters is numbers, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and some of them isn't even letters. There's just squiggly lines. They're all the time letters. Lambda? That looks like a fucking upside down V to me, motherfucker. That's bullshit. All, all I got from, from six words of physics was that U plus V equal everything. Because that was like the baseline... Uh, I think you misunderstood uh, Oh, I completely misunderstood it. No, it was like, you plus me equals everything. You're like, you plus well, V? You know. Mm. And she's like, yeah, you can call it V if you want. <laughs> Mr. Bulger was good an code. attractive P man. P plus V <laughs> equals GT for good times. Um, so yeah, like a lot, of, a lot of science fiction and stuff like that kind of influenced and informed us about <clears throat> how stuff works, like time travel, about like consciousness, consciousness and enlightenment. All, enlightenment, all of these kind of things. And also like the weird stuff like that episode of the, uh, the new Twilight Zone where there's an alarm clock and the guy is running through. Uh, it stops in one minute. And he meets all these builders, and the builders are like building that minute. Oh, Did right, you ever watch right, that episode? Right. And each minute is built specifically and particularly for for that minute, and then it's deconstructed and broken down. 
and there's like one guy and he's like the foreman of that whole minute so it's like 3.21 in the afternoon on a certain day and the whole universe is being built and then the guy is running away he's caught in the minute and he's running away and he turns a corner and there's nothing there it's just blackness and your man's like whoa 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 don't run into that we and he's like why is this thing all black and he's like well we didn't need to build that bit because in that minute there was nobody there so we didn't have to build it because no oh, one's going to see the universe no yeah. one's going to see it anyway so we just build the stuff that people are going to see Which but is, they, yeah. they do everything he's like did you ever wonder why you put your keys down and then you can't find them and then you look again a minute later and they're there that's because one of these stupid cons is after making a mistake and he didn't put the keys where <laughs> and he rushes them back in the right position yeah so it's, oh it's just God. yeah it's a really good episode and it really kind of had me thinking of like oh man every minute is its own universe like every person is their own little mini universe and you watch something like Men in Black and at the end the Aliens with dicks the for marbles. fingers are playing marbles with, with your galaxy and stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this is kind of weird, you know? I don't want to be a marble. <laughs> I'm more than a marble. If I have a choice, I'm not choosing marble. You'd be uh, more like a slate or, or maybe a like a granite. A jack, so then I don't understand what the hell jacks is and how it's played <laughs> and what they are. Well, I don't really get it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's mostly for American kids, jacks. We didn't yeah. get them. Well, what the fuck is jacks? Like the little, little uh, the yokes that you get on the beach when they were storming the beaches at Normandy. In Saving Private Ryan, the X's, they're like X's, yeah. 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 Or like what the the Bond car drops out the back of it. To the way the, the way I understand yeah. the game to play, you have to bounce a ball, and in the time it takes for the ball to bounce, you have to pick up the as many jacks as you can and catch the ball. Oh, okay. okay. But it's like a game for no friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So Aww. simulation theory, as we talk about it, mm. uh, we kind of touched on a lot of the topics that we're going to talk about scientifically. Yes, uh, you're well looped in the, now. The show. Yeah, you're, you're, for the hard science, you're nice and uh, coming at you. You're nice and wet and ready. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your your brain matter now, not mm-hmm. and then the sexual connotation. We need moisture in the brain. Mm. We do. Um, so simulation theory. Who who wants to try and have a bash at explaining what simulation theory actually is? Well, I'll start us off with the, the very basics of it. Mm. Uh, all right, the textbook, go along in the textbook. Yeah. You would say that due to empirical physical information coupled with theoretical science and philosophical consideration, there is a chance that the entire universe is simply a construct. Right. It's not. So it's, it's, it's a makey uppy computer program. It's one of the possibilities. It's certainly not out the window of possibilities. Mm. Basically, that everything that exists in our universe is a creation or a byproduct of a universal code, uh, like programming. That is written into the very fabric of the universe. Our reality is a program. And it's running code. And our consciousness is all just a part of that code. Fuck. It's all, it exists within the, the lines of that so code. So we're all part of a computer. So, for example, this table that we're sitting at isn't here. Now, the obvious thing to counteract that is to say, the table has to be here. I'm fucking bouncing my knuckles off it. Yes. But, but are you actually? Well, the thing is, if you play a video game... And you're playing like Gears of War and you walk into a wall and you can't go through the wall. The wall doesn't exist. No. But the rules of the the, the program. The code in the game yes. says that you can't. So go you know that. that a wall doesn't really exist mm-hmm. when you play the game. Mm. But if the character in the game was conscious or sentient or aware of himself. Or if there was a mistake in the code. A mistake yeah. in the code, yeah, for like example. A big glitch. Yeah. And then, yeah, you would be able to walk through the wall or you could. End up with your legs stuck in the wall, or yeah, you're like it'd be like it's like the Philadelphia or you go experiment. Under the castle, like in like in Warcraft, you go under Storm Stormfront Castle or whatever, and there's a whole like infinite plane underneath it. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, we was down there a couple of times. But yeah, it's it's that kind of idea. Like that's what they would say this reality mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it seems it seems kind of far fetched, but also as I at the more I looked into it this week, um, 
it got it it started to become a kind of a like a, not a religious experience but definitely like a a huge eye opener to be like fuck yes it's you it's can't everything. Like get I've, into something like this without really wanting to question yeah everything. the fabric of reality man yes. like there's the, there's a code that's underlying everything in the universe and it's hmm. it's based on mathematics so i watched we watched all these like the theory of everything at neil degrasse tyson and watched all of these documentaries and read all this stuff online and loads of scientific papers explained and you know all the the, the heavy hitters einstein and mm-hmm. heisenberg and all of these guys we're going to talk about later on in the show but um one of them was called james gates and we'll talk about him in more detail saint james's gate saint james were to make guinness yes um a hero yes and uh his head looks like an up- upside down behind the guinness actually mm. you should like kind of like. al sharpton mm. he's very al um it's <sighs> It's so weird how he explains to Neil deGrasse Tyson in the the, the theory of everything. There's a seminar online, mm. and he goes uh, that parts of the the computer code that you would find in a everyday internet browser are found deep, deep, deep in the code that these guys have developed uh, that examines string theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the string theory code, deep, deep, deep inside of that, is computer code ones and zeros mm-hmm. that's identical mm-hmm. to to code that was written and developed by humans in the 40s yes like specific code specific computer yeah. code not just like um, oh it looks like computer code but it's, it's like actually, oh we've already written code. this type of code yes mm-hmm. we've created before we discovered it was very special now code. they have found computer code as well in other there's other mathematical again things that i can't even begin to kind of understand mm-hmm. but there's a few other ones where that sort of happens again um and again, that doesn't validate or invalidate no, yes. anything. It's just but to say that, like that, 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 that is... These mathematical sequences of stuff code? that looks like if you were... Like, I mean, all of our all of our front and, front and back-end developers out there listening and all the guys who write computer code for games or anyone that codes, like, websites or anything like that, where you're going, you're, t- you're writing, like, open bracket, do the thing, make it a thing, style, class, size, thing, blah, and you put the parameters in, mm-hmm. and that thing lives within that side that parameters. Mm-hmm. Like when you're writing that code, you recognize that code anywhere because it's it's kind of like unless you're it's writing personal, loads of different types of codes like Drupal or Apache or whatever you're writing in. Uh, if you see that code, you're like, that's that code. This is like basic computer code that is inside of the theory that physicists use to describe reality. Mm. Yeah. So the like so the it's, equations, it's the and equations the, of reality of, of, of string theory are yeah. built on a computer code. Um, but the mathematics of of uh, existence, mm-hmm. yeah. the way things are built from from the the atomic level up, are all based on very specific mathematical formulae and equations that are. And, and the way they perform and the way they act, not just like the counting of how many there are, but how they perform in these cyclical and pattern-like... They have autocorrect. Uh, yeah. They self-correct. They, if they something rewrite goes wrong, themselves. And they analyze previous code to find out the best working code and then fucking, reorder themselves. It's demented. The it's like someone set the dominoes on. off. Someone just said, yeah, run, yeah. run, run, win, run program. X, yeah. And, and that's it. And then walked off. Run world. So much EXE. for your God. <laughs> Are you sure you want to run world.exe? <laughs> it was downloaded from the <laughs> internet. <laughs> um, Whatever's doing it is lazy. So much for your God. It just yeah, walked off. It, it can't be real. Just set the, set the virus going and mm. the virus scanner. And there's some, um, there's some big boys in this field that are playing with it. Yeah, it, this, this code that they found in the string theory, it's in plants and animals and the natural functions of the planet, like mm. the tides, uh, the, you know, the, the moon and how it moves and how uh, uh, 
the waves lap on the sea in these mathematical formations like it's it's, it's biological and non-biological oh, crazy there's not a lot of stuff that straddles the two absolutely mm. and it's even in the atoms that make up the universe like in the atoms and the electrons and protons inside of them the quarks that that exist inside of them and the photons that make up all of the all of the the matter of life all adhere to these mathematical Wait, equations so you're like. saying some some lazy asshole programmer is just like rehashing old code over yeah, and over yeah. again yeah 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 we are you are, saying that we, we have like all, a lazy reality we have like a there's not a half hours but not the perfectly rendered just going like uh, copy paste it's a poorly rendered universe mm, absolutely imagine that like it's not even that high high definition our universe it's quite low definition actually in comparison <laughs> to the other universes yeah, yeah. It seems good like god it can't get more high, high definition than our eyeballs what's the point of that yeah you, you just know? have to get stuck in Navin for a night to know <laughs> to know yeah. the pa- parts that he was like nah fuck it I'll take low death never go here yeah um but m- more than that, though, it's estimated that there is more of a statistical chance of us actually living in a constructed reality than living, being the, like the base version of this mm. universe. This is the problem with this like, one, isn't statistically, it? Statistically, it's more says, likely. Yeah. It's much more likely that if that you we can, are actually a simulation. If you can create infinite universes and infinite consciousnesses, way more likely that we're one of the creative ones than we yeah. are one of the original ones. And if you, if you look, it, if you, right, let's try just very simply to explain oh. something, okay? Very simply, right? So let's say... Sorry, this. just before you say that, anybody that's smoking weed right now probably be a good chance to smoke it right now and try and... Yes. Like, if you smoked at the start of the show, probably should finish off that joint now. Hit the dab right yeah. now. Because this shit is going to get, like... Deep and get weird. Very real. Yeah, and if, if 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 existential matters ever cause you to feel deep rooted anxiety or or a sense Paranoia. of despair, smoke that, that shit and listen. Covered, to that this. covers your life no, like a deep no. grey mist. <laughs> if you feel like you're drowning in the African Sea off the coast of Lanzarote <laughs> with anxiety when you hear this stuff, but then you wake up in your bed in the hotel room, you're like, oh dude, but you're still all wet somehow. Pissed myself, <laughs> bastard. Uh, so yeah, so basically. Just a way, just a way of describing one of the reasons, say for example, why this might be applicable. So we'll be getting into something later um, about quantum entanglement, which is you cut a quark in two, and no matter where they both are, once they're cut in half, if you turn one, the other has to move as well, right? Non-locality, non-locality, yeah, oh. in real time. So that has to happen. Okay. Now we know that in our universe, the fastest speed we have is the speed of light. So. The theory of this is that when these are cut in two, one moves, the other moves, doesn't matter if it's on the moon or where it is, it moves in real time, yeah. which means... Oh, we'll go through that in greater detail yeah, well, later in on. In greater detail. But, so you're not looking at time. Time isn't involved in the time it well, takes it doesn't, for one to it, move. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect it, it is involved, but it's just so fast that it's imperceptible. This is where the, the simulation comes Aha. in, right? Is that... If you think of a video game, yeah, right? we're going we know, yeah, yeah. yeah, put a put, put a cork. You want a cork? We're going oh, right, to do right. that later on. Distance from the processor, right? Just that it has Pixel access to universe. all things. Yeah, at yeah, once. yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, do yeah. that now in a minute. Careful, you keep a cork too long, you get blue balls. I know, I know, I know. We'll 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 lash it all out because we want to give the people a nice base okay. to robot. We get him in. We get him in. We get him in. Um, the, the actual statistical chances that we exist on this planet, anyway, right? Like, think about the statistical chance of us being in a simulation leans on the side of yeah we are in a simulation because yes. L- like, there's only one base yeah, original universe one right? original well maybe not or i mean yeah there could be probably. a few but there's like trillions more artificial artificial ones. ones that were made by kids in bedrooms learning how to program you know like an episode of fucking rick and marty or something right mm. so the chances that we exist on this planet anyway according to like you know intelligent design or you're yeah, talking about yeah. you know god made it and chose us and blah 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 the chances that we 
and we very well could be alone in the universe. Mm-hmm. The chances paradox. that we exist on this planet at all in like distance from the sun, Our Goldilocks zone. Yes, or... the balance of inert gases, the fact mm-hmm. that we have the Van Allen belts, the and all timing that stuff. of formations, T- yeah, of things, all yeah. that stuff, like hundreds and billions. Jupiters or Hoover to stop us getting pelted with all, all the, 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 the space debris, mm-hmm. right? But the chances that we're on the base Earth. That is the focal point of all universes. I think that's that's a bit audacious, right? That's like to think that we are the first, we are the only one. If the statistical mathematics mm-hmm. balances up in the millions of universes that say that we are a simulation. Let's just say millions. That's a low, that's probably a low end. Yeah. 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 Like infinite amount of universes mm. that are statistically possible with this uh, simulation theory of universes, right? Mm. To think that we are the only ones, like, you could do that on the alien thing as well, to say, like, the, the fact that we're the only things uh, intelligent and alive in the whole universe is highly improbable. highly improbable and audacious. Yes. So is it too to think that we are the only fucking universe that was ever created, mm. that we are the base universe and our future ancestors are going to invent computers so advanced that we'd be able to create this universe in a simulation like if simulation theory is correct if we ignore all of these natural mathematics and all of this computer code that's based in our reality if we ignore all the fact that that could very well mean we are in a simulation mm-hmm. it's a lot it's very coincidental right like i'm leaning on the side of yeah i mean statistics say it's like a mary sue you mean What's a a mary sue? like a that idea that like when whoever was booting up the system and programmed the story of our Earth into it, they went, let's make it the most like unbelievable story behind this Earth. Yeah. Like, it's in a Goldilocks <laughs> zone. It's almost like the most impossible story ever. You know, the real, like, Rudy. This is Rudy, but for planets. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, right. The it does start, seem that the way. The start though. of the universe is how Lost should have ended. We never should have figured out. We never, they never should have told us. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. leave, the, leave the start alone. Leave the universe alone. This whole universe is an atom inside of the... Hershey staying inside of Hurley's jocks. <laughs> Good God. He's on Hawaii Five O now or something like that. Is he? Yeah. He's working again. Good. Fair play to Hurley. Yeah. He's a personality. Um, the, these hypotheses are exp- uh, are espoused by uh, Nobel Prize winning astrophysicist George Smoot. Cool name. Uh, theoretical physicist Brian Green. I think he was David Silver on 90210. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember Brian Green? I just got a flashback <laughs> of his stupid head there. <laughs> he's married uh, to Megan Fox. Fair play to him. He's not what? that stupid, yeah. He's, he's cashing those Megan Fox I'm checks. To be fair, when I, when I said stupid head, he's infinitely more attractive yeah, than anybody well. sitting at this table. Hey, man. Yeah. Except maybe wasn't Gordon it, and Paul. Hey, man. But, <laughs> but, it wasn't going to be Luke Perry marrying one, Megan Fox. Is he the one that's like uh, subtly giving her like low-grade emotional abuse to get her face changed every couple of months? I'd say, so, yeah, why else is she... Like a working actress and then still getting her face knocked out. No, Brian Brian Green, he's doing, he did some, was it clothes or some bullshit like that? No, he, he did rapping for a while. Did he? He was a rapper yeah. for a like while. Like Marky Mark. Let's not rapper. get stuck yeah. in the Brian Green train. Yeah. This is theoretical. He's We're hitting pretty hard simulation. for, he's for no reason. Yeah. I, think, I think Megan Fox just dumped him, so that's hitting pretty hard. Like, <laughs> no. Did she? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think she's back in America. Are you, are you he's really sad. He's Brian. I did, I did see I the new Turtles movie, so I'll... Oh, there you go. He's Brian Blue now, because he's really sad. Uh, MIT professor Alan Guth. That's between your balls and your asshole. Mm-hmm. That's where the Guth is. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, Stanford's Leonard Suskind. Oh, he's Arizona really State's Lawrence Krauss. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my favorite, mm. the 
somehow plastic surgery looking, but obviously not Elon Musk. Yeah. Mm. He he really loves that simulation theory. Tight face, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Elon's our man inside the mm. Illuminati. <laughs> he's a real guy like the rest of us, <laughs> he owns but he's the up there uh, yeah, in yeah. the echelons of the Illuminati. He's like, I have enough money to be here. Um, he's going to reveal it any time. happening? Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, Did so you have Sam Harris there as well? Sam Was Harris. That? Yeah. Everyone's Sorry. favorite uh, professional debater. What a job. He doesn't, doesn't believe in free will. Doesn't believe in free yes. will. So not, it is. Not he, into it. He loves the fact that it's a Oh, he's all about it. So what are the different like uh, simulation theory well, theories? Yeah, the, the general ideas are it's a couple of simple ones. If it's all a big simulation, what's simulating? So the answer is everything, could be, right? Yeah, well, the whole thing is a giant simulation, but ah, who's running the sim? Right, right, right. So the answer could be, it could be some future civilization of humanity. That's what a lot of the ideas okay. think. We're coming to a point where we're going to have the technology to do it, so why wouldn't we do it? Therefore, we are in it now. So mm. that's uh, Time our, travel ideas, our future ancestors right. making a history sim. Yes, the so holodeck, yes. So they're recreating history, maybe to analyze what happened. Mm. Or like, what happened when Trump it's hard was to elected president the future. and nucle- nuclear bombed the whole world. Yeah, and at what point did things fall apart? Yeah, how did yeah. we? Maybe we're living in the most important. Very part. soon. Mm. <laughs> That's what president. John Tudor would say. We're living in the most yeah. important part of all human history. I feel it I right feel now, it, man. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, I always think it's it's easy to like render the past because we have all the data, mm. whereas to render the future is almost impossible because you're not sure exactly how it's going to look and you're not sure what parameters to put into the system. But just so try. Think, you can try. That's but for you, eighties TV shows. The only thing we could successfully render, really, when we have this technology in the future, is the past. Is the past yes. Yeah. Well, have you ever heard of ancestor? The or we programs. could make up something that's completely alien. To yeah, exactly. Yeah, or it has to be blue sky. Have you ever heard the idea of a black swan? Not Natalie Portman getting off with a uh, what's her face? Kunis. Yeah, Mil- Kunis. Kunalingus. Kunalingus. Um, but no, it's it's the idea that like, say for example, the financial collapse, mm-hmm. and you have the people who. Uh, these hugely paid fucking analysts who are like, oh, well, this happened because of this and blah, 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 blah. The idea of the black swan is that you can't know what's going to happen, mm. which obviously we all know, but it's more so um, like a more precise look at it. So, for example, if you're measuring height, for example, yeah. all height is generally going to be the same, even if you have someone who's eight feet tall. If you mm-hmm. take 100 people the median will still, give or take, be about the same. Even because, if there's 28 foot tall lads. Uh, yeah, if you take like a, a good group size. Mm. Yes. Because there's not that many eight foot tall lads because the way the human body grows, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just is what it is. But if you're trying that's to the way, measure... That's the way I used to date girls. They had to be eight feet tall. No, no. If you ask like enough of them, <laughs> yeah, throwing some up, some of them are going to be stick. Yes. Um, but then the black swan, when you look to say money, let's say you have a median group of people, but... Bill Gates happens to be in that median group. All of a sudden, everybody's well. Sorry, sample up. group. All of a sudden, that median amount mm. has skyrocketed because there's certain things that you can't account he's, for. He's really mm. nine foot tall. He's he's actually. I heard he was nine foot one. Yeah, oh, but yeah. they go around. He can jump over a chair. It's on YouTube. They hold uh, they hold a, a giant uh, magnifying glass the wrong way around in front of him everywhere he goes, so he just looks smaller. They have to be really careful at nice warm weather. That they uh, don't burn him up like a bag of crisps. Like <laughs> a bag of crisps. Um, but yeah, that's that's like why why you couldn't ever make a future thing because the the unknown, the yeah. black swan, you can never account for the it. The Elon Musk will jump in with his billions mm. and fuck up everybody's uh, media. He must have known something I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he must know something, that guy. <laughs> yeah, so the, the first idea is then that, that we do it. 
future us mm. literally does it. Second idea would be that uh, we create uh, an AI. This is the Matrix ah, idea, I guess. Yes. We create an artificial intelligence or some sort of parahuman, a transcendence human. Uh, Something sentience. that says, we don't need humans anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It looks post, at the situation. Post-human. Post-humanity. And it says, if we can experience a virtual reality that's identical and imperceivably different to us, then why shouldn't it do that? It's saving, it's ensuring the future of the human race by doing that. Because it means yeah. there's no chance we could blow each other up. And, and the great idea was in the Matrix, they were using the electrical impulses in our brains as batteries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. To run so, the whole system. Yeah. They were giving us the pleasure, giving us the pain, giving mm. us all the stuff. Uh, it's just I the machines it, in the Matrix did it too late, didn't they? The planet was already fucked and nuclear bombed to bits yeah, when they decided to well, act. They had had, they had had Skynet the, too. Skynet was too late too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. surely an AI in our time, in our real world, would go, would preempt that happening. Would do it, would run, do it beforehand. Yes. Yeah. Run the scenario, see it coming, and then put us all in the tubes. But it's Google black, people. It's a black swan. Mm. Who knows that the humans will scorch the sky. Yeah. Could you, happen any day now. Do you think there's some sort of already sentient AI hiding in the internet? That's it's the one ordering all like the FEMA camps and the trains and the. I, I wouldn't think so. I think in the next ten to fifteen years. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Just, no, I wouldn't uh, think so. I wait that up instantaneously. <laughs> I say no, no, because I've been thinking about that shit all day oh, okay, right, while right. I was looking up quantum computing mm-hmm. and uh, learning about quibits. How close? Yeah. I'm going to pronounce it quibits. It's probably the wrong way, but I like, how, I, I like how it sounds. But you can't say qubits because then you're talking about the arc. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. I'm like quibits. Because uh, it starts with a qua, uh-huh. and I'm like quantum computing in the future with a nuclear or plasma powered processor mm-hmm. will be able to have the computing power. I talk, I have all those stats mm-hmm. on like how much computing power it would take to replicate the human brain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, why do we only use a certain percentage of our brain? What's the rest of our brain doing? Uh, we talk about it later, but that whole AI creating us, I, I can, I can totally. Or us creating it and taking over. Yeah, us creating it. It would, though, wouldn't it? It would have over. to make the choice to, like, but where are take we the all? human, you know, randomness out of the equation. But where are we all, then? Where are the bodies of the future? Just in the, in the Matrix tubs or whatever. But the is it in, in the tubs and, and they're, they're maintaining us and giving us all the organics that we need to survive? Or do they just suck down the consciousness, do you mean? Like, of, yeah, like, what's the, seven what's the, running over and what's over the end game for an AI? Is it to... to keep the consciousness running uh, it might have to follow the laws of robotics and yeah. not do us any harm but it oh, won't see oh ass them off in your rules yeah. but uh, like what's the end game for that AI then is it to make sure Serve its that purpose? all the, the humans don't like fuck too much and wreck yes. the, ga- wreck don't the planet don't endanger the universe but their... still want to keep the knowledge of humanity so that when the the, the, the human race is repopulated that all those consciousnesses get put into uh, the new or maybe body not. System just install along. that system and keep it going that way forever. Mm. Just every four thousand years, reboot the system and go again. Well, but reboot in what way? Like in 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 a way to cleanse the planet. But an AI, what what it mightn't have is the experience of being human. Yeah. So potentially to learn and evolve, it's running a simulation that has all of us tapped. Not all of us. Let's say all of our sentiments tapped into it in mm-hmm. order to experience that that idea of the universe experiencing itself subjectively but just change universe with machine god yeah essentially mm-hmm. yeah i could see sure, that none of us know until we know and then you mightn't even know then you don't not even sure if you do know you couldn't be sure mm-hmm. sure how could you be sure it's like johnny five he's alive yeah because yeah. a, a true god exists outside the physical realm right but it's that's really only the computer in an ineffable fifth dimension or whatever. But I'm saying, mm. if you have an AI that creates this, like in the Matrix, the the, mm-hmm. the motive for the AI in the Matrix was we need to make the electricity to keep all the to machines going. going. Yes. So it's like one species versus another. It was machines versus humans. Yes. Humans. It was being their fear slaves. of destruction. But is that is that what that that theory is that 
the the AI has now just assimilated humans as their slaves. Well, the theory is what you want it to be. Yeah, so I, for me, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to think you of. Make I'm, anything I'm trying that. to think of like a plausible theory to do with that. Like, are, is the AI going okay? Eight, nearly eight billion humans. Yes, they're all shitty. They always for the most part. They're always teetering on the chance that they could do something that could destroy yeah, the whole planet. Some shit's going and wrong. In the next ten thousand years, they can get to a technologically advanced state where they can endanger the entire universe. But. They're in a really technologically advanced state that we don't want to waste like we have done with previous, uh, you know, iterations of humanity. Mm. And then the tectonic plates have come and swallowed all humanity and it's been, you know, billions of years. So what we want to do is protect their knowledge, protect their technological knowledge and protect their thinking in a fake universe or fake Mm. earth universe construct where all their consciousnesses are still there. Mm -hmm. And they're still all doing living like they're, you know. Like it's 1999. Mm-hmm. Like the Matrix. Yeah. But in the, on the real planet Earth, out in the real world, outside of this simulation, mm-hmm. the planet is actually swallowing up all the stuff and regenerating all its uh, natural resources and stuff like that. And it's kind of expunging yeah. the real planet. And then at some stage, the AI will go, okay, consciousness is out you go. And it'll... Release us back into the wild. Release okay. us back no, into... No, I don't think... I think once you make the logical decision to run things in that simulated manner, why would you ever switch back to the other way? Mm. But why wouldn't, like... So who's running that AI? Yeah, it's running itself. itself. Yeah, mm. see. But why would an AI bother to run a simulation of humans? Like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Where's the human what element be of the, that? Because yeah, it's like, following it's following the orders. Like I said, it's following the like it's it's base programming given it that was to find to a way that. to keep us going no matter what. Uh, yeah. And it decided ah, the best way to do so that was to not project. let us exist physically in the world, but to exist only in a simulation. So, it's a vanity so we project. can't endanger the hmm. um how do you mean the, the AI is or it's a human vanity product humanity vanity only if the world is dying and we can only live in this simulation mm. we, we still want to live in the simulation it's like our final yeah. security physically, blanket physically, it's like in Chappie where they inject him in, he kind of injects his consciousness into the robot at the end mm. it's instead Spoiler. of mutually assured destruction it's mutually assured continuation yeah, yeah. Pre- that's, preservation that's, and even that's that part yeah I'm trying to I'm just trying to find trying a motive to, yeah, yeah. remember that part in the Matrix where he said the machines had a new, Agent Smith says the machines had originally tried to make it this blissful perfect, euphoric yeah. perfect mm-hmm. place you, but the humans you, rejected humans it humans rejected it they rejected it. You see, Mr. Anderson, your kind wants to suffer. He didn't say that. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's the sentiment. That's the, the that's the idea, yeah, I've yeah, tried to paraphrase that over the last but few were, shows. <laughs> the Matrix ones, I think, have, have you know, like... Really encapsulated your mind yeah, a bit. Because, very, I think so, yeah. There because needs to be a motive. They, they have motive. Yeah. They have their own thing. Whereas if you think of maybe an AI or a computer that we create, mightn't have mm-hmm. any motive at all other than to just serve the base program. Yeah, I guess like, there's no computer that actually like wants to get a tan and fucking you know, mm. meet some girls. Or it's wants like, to destroy us in case we destroy it in the future. Yeah, like, I think it's don't just, unplug me, please, Master. <laughs> it's done on statistical probability. Oh, that shitty of, movie, Eagle Eye. Have you seen that one where the fucking the government fucking thing comes to life and then starts trying to kill Shia LaBeouf? No, I've seen the one where Matthew Roderick uh, drives a car into somebody in Donegal and kills them. Oh, oh no, sorry, sorry. No, he, he sets nuclear bombs. It's war games. It's mm-hmm. a different thing. But that totally happened. So, never forget. Never forget. 9-11. Um, <laughs> so, the <laughs> so then, like... Uh, yeah, maybe I'm just imprinting um, a motive onto like a programmable computer. Like you don't like a website or, a, or a program or an operating system doesn't do anything until a, a human says to do it. But is yeah. it possible that we give it enough variables for it to develop? Yeah, but it's consciousness. all done on that variable. It's all done on that mm-hmm. mathematical equation of statistics, probability, and mathematics. Like it's all done on that. There's no, there's like, no, are you, are there's you no hidden it? variable. There's no, there's no known unknown. But what I think, like, can can. The, I suppose the idea 
but can like it develop like in the matrix it developed some sort of consciousness like it developed yes, some sort a, of like a personality of almost a personality yeah. i don't know yeah maybe potential i don't like we still mm, don't know what consciousness sit is. around and what's a much simpler proposition is the idea that it's just some advanced et species yes, yes. it's truman yes. show or, or they live they're just watching us they're just like you know farming us maybe who knows from the first days of me being aware mm-hmm. of that as a possibility of a reality, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I thought it was. And I thought, it's a Petri dish. They're watching every move we make. And since the first days that I met you, Paul, mm-hmm. you've said a similar thing. And we've bonded over that yes. exact sentiment. Never conspiratorial in any way, except <laughs> I really did believe that we were in a simulation and that aliens were watching us. And mm-hmm. every joke except he for made, that. every joke he made or every comment he made or any cool thing that he did, he'd like look out into the cosmos and go, Oh yeah. This okay. one's for you, Minute Man Alien this, who has to watch this. me. Look at what we're like doing. Like a big brother now, producer, right? Ever yeah, since he's like auditioning for <laughs> yeah. for like uh, Earth's this got guy talent. Has to sit there watching me all day long. He's just some soldier who signed up in the Watch Earth division. But That's look, do a look joke at what him. we're doing now. Look at what we're doing now. What the most popular TV is all the reality TV. Ever mm-hmm. since cops that's been like the most we popular stuff. Observe, yes. Gogglebox. Now we like to watch mm-hmm. people first watch dates. TV and see the reaction. First dates. Think about technology. Anybody in the US who hasn't watched Gogglebox, go and look it up. It's like maybe 10 or 12 British families from different mm. economic and geographical it's backgrounds in England watching TV. the highlights of TV and then commenting on it. And then we watch that. You're yeah. watching people watch TV. So what I'm, riveting. what I'm yeah. trying to say here is Funny. if you think about where your technology is going, let's say we think about Netflix, we think about the internet, we think about all mm-hmm. the possibilities for viewership. It's there. all becoming ineffable. It's all becoming non-material, what, what right? What if we are, we're a program that's run so people can view us, do whatever we do in real time. Like, for example, this Big episode. Big Brother they could went be looking, for 10 years, bro. But this is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Think about, right, think about this as a simulation mm-hmm. and it's purely an entertainment simulation. So you can choose between 7 billion different people that are having experiences mm-hmm. and just watch, oh, I was watching fucking Second Life, three the... idiots. Like right now, there's guys going, like, oh, they're fucking talking about what's actually going on. These And they, they're idiots. Like, they're, I can't believe yeah, they're talking about what's be very actually trippy. going on because they're fucking dumb as fuck. But if you, think about, the correct if you think about technology and where it's going and the streaming services that it's providing, it's entirely possible that we are a streaming service mm-hmm. that's infinitely complicated to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But to the, the way that they can view maybe they can view like a billion people at once and take in all that information they can just like seven channels you know what i mean and it's growing because they're adding new content so there's eight that's why the population that's why the population's getting bigger consciousness and spirits and souls it's always difficult to think like oh but the population keeps doubling it's like what exactly is happening there when it comes to the idea of consciousness or souls is there that answers that question quite is there an infinite amount of souls in the fifth dimension being pooped out as can you watch that waiting in a waiting room right now because we started off with terrestrial channels you had like you know channel one channel two channel three then cable came in and there was loads of cable channels then there was like digital and all the digital stuff digital is when the when the earth population doubled like four years ago yeah, yeah. oh my god and then all... we have like sky or you have upc i, I want to have... drop this mic and <laughs> just oh. sort of leave the room but, <laughs> but think you could because this That's channel decent. is just like the re- this is like the real channel what if you have the also like so the spirit cha- channel our channels <laughs> are getting pretty do you think like my and paul now because we're doing those conspiracy guys that it's uh in the fifth dimension our channels have been amalgamated and people are watching like, like, both like those Hodge brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hodge they, can, they can join in and watch. Like my channel when I'm going around doing my daily shit, 
like it's quite boring because most of the time it's oh you get a split a screen with me because in people's yeah. heads those two characters well, are inter- those two characters think go about together. what you would want right so right right now you would listen to like a live stream and you would feel like you're in the conversation that kind of melted my face a small bit live on right. the show I, I was hoping I could get something yeah. I saw it go. I was like oh, I thought you were having a stroke oh, for a few seconds but you pulled out of it but think about this right so you have these you have this when you're listening to a podcast and you feel like you're in the conversation but you're not participating in the conversation which is how you feel right now but right now if they're the content, the content that people have. Do you have. feel like we're in your head? Do you? Is it? Is it? Can, can you? Are we? Are we? Are we all around you? I mean, are we real at all, or are we just in your head? Are you real? Are you in work? Why you? Why you do a job? Are you just like a cog in a machine? Why you listen to this while you're doing it? They're not paying you to listen to this bullshit. You thought you caught doing this, like you could be fired, and you you won't have any job, you won't have any money. But what is money? It's just the construct of this universe. I don't right? know if they remember our voices from when they were a child. We're the same voices you heard when you were a child. Before podcasts were even invented. <laughs> so go ahead, Eamon. Anyway, um but what's what's so yeah, it feels like you're having in you're a quiet eavesdropper on a conversation right mm-hmm. but you're in it like you're like just like that quiet friend you're in the conversation the content that you would offer on a technology where this was possible was right now there would be hordes of people not hordes of people they would sit they would be here in this room with us we just can't see them live talking yeah, to them live right? yeah. talking yeah so like that that would be you would offer that content like that would be what would be offered that mm-hmm. was um, me and paul have also talked about that uh many a day standing on the corner talking some shit and saying that if we were in a kind of a post-apocalyptic or indeed a prehistoric uh, existence, that we would be the dudes who don't really, we're not good for physical work. We're mm-hmm. not good at like hunting or fighting or being warriors. We are the guys who at the end of the day, when everyone's sitting down with their lamb shank and their, their mug of mead are indeed in the future with their child's arm that's been nicely barbecued and some irradiated water beer mm. that we would be the ones who would tell the stories and entertain the yes the, the village to yeah. whatever congregation try and pass on knowledge try and make jokes yeah. and then try and scam food for that yeah like, really i'm not actually gonna go, to go hunting but like yeah. <laughs> like the, all the deer just stop talking they're fucking here this and they're running away but awesome when you have the deer yes. super annoying trying to get, get the, deer. the deer fantastic during the consumption of the deer mm, yeah that's that's that uh, that's why that's there's really, more people it's more channels to watch man so much that's channels. a really creepy one yeah and then the last one. option which is a, a, a godhead deity demon mm. uh, supernatural being extra dimensional being whatever is kind of the same idea yeah. of what you're talking about there ET species could be but basically it's someone who's kind of just watching us like a stream they're streaming, they're streaming it could us. be a child or being streamed like uh uh Peter Molyneux's black and white if you've ever played yeah, that yeah. old PC gamers will remember that where you are but a hand floating in the sky over an island of tiny uh, natives and that you'd make them build roads and dig trenches and oh, okay. do all this stuff. And if they annoyed you, you just pick them up and yeah. fuck them into a volcano. I, I never played that game, but it looked... I remember the cover art yeah. just looking Black so and cool. white too. And white, yeah. I remember cracking that back on like Windows XP about 15 <laughs> years ago and going, <gasps> Peter Molyneux's games are really hard to crack. And it wasn't a great game, but yeah. it, it gave me that feeling of... You know, like people playing The Sims and then you build a house with no doors mm. and then you put like three people in it and you watch them eat each other. Yeah. So like, didn't, uh, didn't that game have a really interesting uh, thing in it where like you would register and give your name and the game would occasionally whisper your name in the middle of night out of nowhere at certain times. It would just be like, Eamon, 
what like if black you look and white. black and white there's a obviously not now but check it out sometime on youtube i, I remember i remember re, maybe you couldn't say if you had i don't know if you cracked it so you I'd probably didn't it, it. It. No. but yeah some some people it would just like if it had a simple name it would quite whisper your name in the middle of the night in the like, game. Oh, yeah if you had like your headphones it would just go like oh, like if, no. you, if that was shit me i'd be like shit like i'd, yeah, I'd fucking out. yeah i'd be done i'd be done but um, anyway, that's black and white. <laughs> yeah, The Sims was fucked up, uh, and and I can see how like the that's, mind. It's like yeah, in it's the like mind the of a child, you could make like Sims Sim Sim Island or yeah. something. <laughs> um, you know, like The Sims got pretty advanced there for a little while. Like, got yes, make whole worlds like and. Well, I was never hugely into my myself, but I know like with The Sims and Second Life and but, yeah, uh, Second Life, uh, No Man's Sky now yes. is the one that's like that looks changing the game. Or Days with a Z. Where you get to roam around a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, and it's like an MMORPG, yeah. but there's no playing mature in that there's one. no PG. There's it's just like there's no real way to win it. It's yeah. just Oh, it's just continue existing for as long. Running around existing. And the game just keeps writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play that one State of Decay? It was an Xbox one. No. Similar you get like ragtag group of people, no story is such But I did play surviving. all the Grand Theft Autos, Red Dead Redemption, hundred percent of that motherfucker. Woo! And then Skyrim uh, mm. and got about 85 or 90%. Love a bit of Skyrim. But yeah, I mean, it's that thing of that, that, that gratification that's maybe building towards a, an understanding of being in control of a simulated universe. So mm-hmm. that later on when we are kind of exposed to the fact that, yeah, this is a simulated universe, it won't be such a foreign, foreign construct to us. Yes, like the bringing on the Project Blue, isn't it? Bringing on the yeah. alien invasion. To show us soft seller or the zombie pocket soft all, sell us through the media. It's all, yeah. it's all happening. Um, yeah, so I suppose moving away from that kind of that that was a fun a fun fo- yeah, forage yeah. into what potentially is going that on. Is, is running folks, the simulation in a, in a nutshell. Yeah, we are yeah. going to go into the sciencey parts yeah. now and mm-hmm. explain it uh, with some facts and figures. It's, and it's just fun that the sciencey part lends itself to the so banana shit that yeah, we were just dreaming. talking about. Bananas, bananas, and um, shit is bananas. Okay, so <laughs> I suppose if we if if we look at consciousness in terms of how a computer system, the way we would be familiar with it, might operate. Mm-hmm. So there's two um, philosophical terms: solipsism, solipsistic, solips. I don't know. I might be saying that right. Uh, it seems like I am solipsism. 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 Yeah, right. um, so solipsism is just a theory in philosophy that the only thing that can be real or can be known is your own existence which is it's it's kind of, i find this a little bit a little bit of a downer in a certain certain way mm. you can't really trust know or be sure of anybody else or anything else mm-hmm. except yourself you can be sure of your own and sometimes in- you can't even fucking trust yourself and that's the worst no, i was about to say yeah. yeah you can be sure of your own insecurities we've all be been sure there lads own- oh stop will you but you can't be sure that anybody else's perception exists i you can't be sure that anything else in the universe exists except I, you yeah like you I know that you're know. perceiving the universe, but is everything else perceiving it, or are you creating it's a great way to break up with somebody? Because <laughs> yeah. you're just like, come here, listen, um, I'm totally solipsistic, and because you're a figment of my imagination and a construct from my consciousness about what I thought I wanted in a girl, my consciousness has changed. So mm. um, I'm just going to imagine you out of this house, and uh, <laughs> I'm stop imagine, perceiving you. I'm going to imagine yeah. that you're going to give back all the stuff that uh, all your hopes and dreams just disappear immediately. <laughs> yeah. And, Everything um, you've ever wanted or cared about is gone now. Hopefully I won't construct a situation in the future where I'll have to run into you and uh, imagine a conversation that we want. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to reimagine have. you as black with a real thick booty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Shazam! <laughs> Lord. 
Um, uh, but let, let's say, all right, let's say solipsism. Let's say, all right, let's that say. That is a greeting card right there. That breaks yeah, solipsism. That's, that's a great that shit. Um, but let's say, right, let's say I am the only thing that's real. Because, and let's just say. Well, you are. Let's just I am. I, know. Is, I knew that. You're the realest that. motherfucker I know. Oh, it's all relative. Oh, shit. It's all relative. That would mean that everyone else is a philosophical zombie or mm. a pea zombie. We are, yeah. Um, which is the philosophy that. All right. The plus the phil- the philosophy of mind and perception as a hypothetical being that's indis- that's in- indistinguishable from a normal human being except it doesn't have conscious experience or sentience. So you saying looks like a duck, smells like a duck, I'm talks saying, like a duck, ain't no duck. Feels like a duck. <laughs> there is thinks a- it is a duck. Smells was identical to a duck, but just on the inside technically yeah. isn't a so duck. So imagine like you, in most ways we feel like I feel like my my sense of self and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. what if I'm the only one who feels that and all you guys are like, you don't have any conscious experience. This is like, there's no, there's no back and forth. Uh, even as we talk, there's no sense of connectedness or any of that. Do you Obviously, think, I don't do believe Do you think this. you could imagine somebody like me? No. Potentially. Sure? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I could. But it's funny because I don't think I could ever imagine uh, anybody who's as fleshed out as hey man i put on a bit of weight but <laughs> fucking hell i knew as Leave i was it saying out, it man. i was like this is the wrong choice Jesus. of words i'm only to put out um, a couple of hounds and he's fucking <laughs> he's fucking at my me. house he's fucking at me um i can yeah. totally imagine both of you guys as being like separate parts of my psyche yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but that's just because we're we're like mates that we're, we'd be quite close and our, our well you don't see you don't see we don't see each other when we're completely alone so mm-hmm. you don't know what they do when they're completely alone. Do you mm. know that kind of way? Well, I don't I don't have completely alone moments. I don't like, exist when you don't see me. Like No. And so how can I ever really be alone? Well, I don't exist when you don't see me, so... Oh, yes, you what do. If You're I the only... creator. You're the progenitor. What if I only remember what I've done when you see me? And until that point, like, it's not written. And then you see me as like, oh, I absolutely pulled myself around the bedroom there <laughs> earlier like, today or whatever. It's like, run, <laughs> you know, run, like... colon, open bracket, history, close bracket. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I like the idea of being a pee zombie because it's like it seems to take a lot of responsibility in life off you. Yeah, like did you murder does. that person? You're like, no, you thought I should murder that person, and then it oh, happened. It's really your fault. If you can convince I'm just a the judge zombie. in a in a court case, yeah, I don't exist. Like, that we are all figments of their consciousness. Like, there'd be no such thing as I'm a construct of, of the rapper Pitbull. Put him in jail <laughs> <laughs> for all the crimes I'm going to go off and heinously commit now. Uh, so, like. The pee zombie thing is is basically it's like narcissism manifest into a universe, right? Well, I think of a the way I think about this in the realm of simulation theory is you're playing a video game, you're playing as a character, you project your consciousness onto that character. Everyone else is an NPC, so right. they feel like they're real, but mm-hmm. there's nothing going on there because you're projecting your own experience and the experience of the character kind of melding into one. So you what become, happens if it's oh. multiplayer solipsism though? If oh that, well, this will only work in a single player campaign okay. with that. That's no internet kinda, connection, no Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah. It's one it's player. It is. It's like a reissue pressing of a seven inch of Blue Monday by New Order. It looks identical to the original pressing. Everything <laughs> about it is identical, except for the fact that it's just not. It's not the original it's pressing that, that put Factory Records out of business. Right, right, you know right, what right. I mean? It's a it's a modern repressing that happened in like 2012. You know right. what I mean? It's exactly the same, the P Zombie, except but it's it's just not an original human. It's a so zombie. who's informing its information and its its day to day goings on? Algorithms. Mm. Is it not the consciousness of the person that imagines it? So Maybe then your whole universe, yeah. your whole universe is fully expected, and that's why mm-hmm. you, when you say, "Oh man, this shit always happens to me," yeah, because you've no fucking imagination, son. 
But yeah, the most heinous yeah. thing is the pea zombie. You can't imagine yourself being a pea zombie. doesn't know it's a pea zombie. It will never think I'm a pea zombie. Its brain is designed well, to think it will I'm never, not a pea zombie. But it will never think anything. It doesn't like it doesn't have consciousness. So it does so um, imagine like an animal that you wouldn't associate with having consciousness. Mm-hmm. It just operates on instinctual habituation mm-hmm. and just does what it does. So like for example, the the non playable character is programmed to say this at mm-hmm. this point or react like this to this or take a a bullet shot to the shoulder like this but it's not consciously aware yes or uh it's no not it's not subjectively looking at what it's or mm-hmm. sorry objectively looking at what it's doing sort of from so, subjective so, like a fungus so if you're if we're in the and solipsistic universe mm-hmm. when we die do his life flash before our eyes no, the life that he yeah. imagines for us would flash before our... Oh, no, if he dies... Oh, shit. Yeah. That's If you cool. die, yeah. if I the die. whole thing stops. Yes. Yeah. I'm, the well, lights I'm, go out because he's I'm the, the only he's thing the, that's the electricity plug. So what happens if you die I in a game? I thought that a few times when I'm stoned. I'm like, man, what happens if we're all the imagination of like... We need to protect Eamon. <laughs> Next time he goes swimming, he's a gentleman. Next time he goes swimming, we need to go with him. <laughs> yeah. If he fucking drowns, man, we just stop existing. We'll die together. I had a really no. bad couple of weeks there a few weeks ago. It was probably when he was on holidays drowning in Lanzarote. Sorry about that. Lads. Oh, God. <laughs> um, we're talking about the consciousness. That's that's probably the most valuable part of it for me. Mm. Uh, there's two schools of thought in battle yeah, with this yeah. s- simulation theory to determine if we are, in fact, a simulation. Uh, and those two schools of thought are materialism. Mm-hmm. and idealism yeah so the fact that there are things that that exist and we relate to those things that's materialism like you can touch it you can feel it you can you might get in trouble if you touch it again just oh, very copenhagen yeah uh absolutely uh the importance of physical matter and all that sciencey stuff uh that's that's attempted to be explained by Einstein's unified field theory where there needs to be an explanation for the creation of the universe. There needs to be a chemical reaction at the start of the universe to cause the the Big Bang, to make the plants, to make the universe. All the stuff happens for a reason. There's a scientific, physical explanation for everything that happens. Cause and effect. There's a cause and effect. There's Mm -hmm. a, you know, um, everything that touches, everything that's that's material. All Mm -hmm. your thoughts, all your feelings and emotions, they're all from a biological and scientific uh, point of view. There's like... You know, neuropeptides that are shitted by your hypothalamus that get accepted into neuroreceptors and make you feel a certain way. Your eyes work with like the cones of light and, you know, all this kind of crack. Mm -hmm. Idealism Mm -hmm. says basically that all things begin with thought. Yeah. And thoughts become words and words become actions. So just. In the beginning, there was a thought and that thought was God. Well, that's where that whole religious thing comes from. It's like. There was the dark and the light. Mm-hmm. Created light first. There was the word. It was the word. Began, and a word, word is just a thought. It's not yeah, tangible. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the idea, yeah, that like, the, so you can think of it as the the brain experiencing what is materially there, mm-hmm. being or, born, being mm-hmm. like, huh. But but the, <laughs> the <laughs> that's not a born face. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's, that's something else. And then face. idealism is that the brain creates what we physically experience as being materially there. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to argue with materialism because we are material beings. Let's not sing Madonna. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I could see everyone like poised. I was going to I, know, I, saw, I saw you. I saw you. Um, and then it's, so it's very hard to argue with that in the way that you experience things. But when you look at it through the, the, the ways that we've been looking at it over the last yes. week or so, that when you touch something, it's not really you touching it. It's just atoms bouncing off each other and the atoms are mostly empty. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the science. So you are touching it and you're perceiving in your nerve endings and it goes to your head and it says that thing is hard yeah. pull on it 
Like that's what it. That's the way. And it's the ideal situation. <laughs> Close you know? one eye for safety. Yeah, um, you can operate with one eye. So the likes of Plato. The likes uh, of Plato. Pull, pull the, that's why he's wearing a, a dress because there's no jocks on. He's just reach underneath. Uh, consciousness is the birth of all and this consciousness is possible because we're all hooked up to this powerful processor that not only powers our collective thought process but generates the illusion of all the atoms in our universe like pixels in a computer game screen so Plato come up with that shit he's like ouch Xbox son yeah. flat screen TVs like the cover of Houses of the Holy Man <laughs> but I mean like, essentially Plato was saying the tree falls in the woods thing yeah all that kind of stuff yeah. That basically says nothing's real. Cave, he didn't know, like, he yeah. didn't know yeah. about electrons and protons, but in those times, they did know about the speculation of the existence of the atom and how things are made up. And to be honest, like, you know, uh, uh, if you prick me, shall I not bleed? Yes, but all your blood and all the needle and the fucking clothes you're wearing to cover your junk and the table you sit at, all the stuff, everything is all atoms, is all made of the mm-hmm. same stuff, mostly empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's keeping them together in the constructs that they're in? Yeah. So before we were able to describe, like, because obviously the science has shown there's ninety nine point nine 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 percent nothingness and blah blah yes. blah. Yes. What Plato's main thing was that he would say that if we were to see the, if we were to see what the true the true form of mm. nature was, it would terrify us to a point of death, so that we just couldn't handle what under underlay. Yes. What our senses. This was his perceive. his cave hypothesis. This is the allegory of the cave. Yeah. Is is um essentially that's what that's what his end point of that allegory was. Mm. Like that's kind of like this is why we ain't seeing that shit. Um, what's the stage of that allegory? If you saw the man behind the curtain, you'd do his shit all over yourself. Yeah, like we're not we're not wired to be able to perceive to be mm. even able to understand to cope with the perception of this it's like you know in dogma where you hear the voice of god, god and your fucking head explodes yes. Alanis Marset, yeah mm. yeah i've um, heard that idea as like described as like if you had a, a two-dimensional plane i.e a stick man on a piece of paper and there was other stick people on that piece of paper and you took your stick man and brought him up into the third dimension with us so he's out here in the three dimensions and it, to everyone else on the sheet of paper in his 2d world he'd just disappear off the paper right yeah but then when you put him back down and everyone went, where did you just go? He'll go, oh, how do you even explain what the yeah. third dimension is to these 2D yeah. people? Yeah. I can't even explain to them what the idea of us not being flat is. Another great Because we one. can't go past each other. We have to like walk around each other. We can't go over each other. We live <laughs> in a 2D plane. Yeah. So like that's what maybe the, the fifth dimension is to us. It's something you couldn't even get your noodle near it. That's what it, Plato's saying. He says, you can't really, get your noodle a really near nice that kind of idea. example of that 2D, 3D world where mm-hmm. one intersects the other where if you as a 3D person were to put your fingers into a 2D world mm-hmm. and like you just flick them the right way and you mm-hmm. lean in and it's about an inch. No. Um, you what put are your we talking fing- about here? <laughs> <laughs> you put your fingers into a 2D world. Mm. Uh, to the 2D people who live in that 2D world, yes. your fingers would just be five circles, yeah. unconnected. Yeah, 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 yeah. But little do they know that on the outside, there's like a whole human... There's a whole massive There's entity. A whole massive entity with its own connected to those five big circles in the sky. Five big circles, you know. It's like watching Transformers so the sun and the moon in one dimension. Finger? Yeah, just a, yeah. A, a one line that changes color. <laughs> to be honest, Transformers so is this... only fucking one dimension. Come on. <laughs> oh shit! So it's not like Michael Bay in this podcast, motherfucker. I love Michael Bay. No, Who dare you? No, Michael Bay's a genius. People don't believe otherwise. He's he, a genius. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a blab on Michael Bay and his uh, assault on the 
Illuminati his, it, and his, his very his purposeful assault very on the subtle genius on the, the status quo of society. And me and Paul will fight. He's live calling on us out. Camera. He's calling us all out. Well, it's like pa- Paul Verhoeven, doesn't he make perfect movies? Yeah, uh, yes. symmetry wise, like RoboCop. Apparently, every scene, if you play it back to front, front to back, it all synchronizes as the scenes change and everything. It's like mathematically like a perfect movie like a uh, parable in, a, in its symmetry it's meant to be mm. perfect um but it's about a robot cop i think it doesn't matter probably one of the best movies absolutely. of our time mm. absolutely citizen it's actually Who? about it's actually about globalism and industrialization mm-hmm. but it's got a really cool robot cop in it <laughs> and in the third one he can fucking totally fly yeah <laughs> yes. so awesome hard your my, move robocop 2 is the, my favorite we'll have to we'll have to do a robocop rundown in our in our new movie podcast I like RoboCop. We're keeping on the down low, but yeah, we have a movie. I like RoboCop in the city where (laughs) where he he learns how to fall in love with regular women. (laughs) RoboCop in the city, in the city tonight, tonight. on the Boulevard. Him and Johnny Five going out for points. Hey, RoboCop! What is it, Johnny Five? Oh, Johnny Five is a street punk. Yeah. He'll see one of his, his gang tats and Robocop just blow him away. Like. Las Lobos, fuck your ass. Las Lobos, fuck your face. That's so funny, man. Finish it. Uh, Las Lobos, fuck your balls into <laughs> outer space. Johnny Five. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> your move, creep. I'm not even Indian. They couldn't yeah. hire an Indian guy That's to play terrible, an Indian. It? I'm a white guy. <laughs> Like, that's the worst. I am a white guy painted brown. That is the biggest uh, affront to the Asian population of the whole acting community in America. Oh, I don't know. What about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> where? Oh, oh, stop. Oh, stop. That was, oh, stop, that was pretty rough, too. Breakfast at Tiffany's, where Hannibal from the A-Team became Hannibal in the A-Team. <laughs> I love it. That's the, like a, a prequel to the A-Team. So, simulation theory hypothesis. Let's drag it back. Yes. Right. Simulation theory hypothesis. Who wants to explain that to the people? So, what is simulation exactly. hypothesis? Mm. What is it? What is it? What so is like the it? modern, the modern iteration, the modern version is the, coming the from the specific versions. place. The newest version. Now that we know, like there was boys doing shit in the sixties, seventies, early eighties. We had uh, uh, some French lads having a lash, having mm-hmm. a right laugh. So now that we know the potential of computers. And computing technology that we have quantum computing on the horizon mm. we that we have, have like massively law, Moore's law every eighteen months yeah. that she's doubling up. Mm. Now we know the potential. We have stuff like uh, uh, instead of copper on our motherboards, now we have uh, uh, information being shot with photons from fucking uh, uh, part to, from processor to RAM to processor. Like it's like uh, lossless what? data transfer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about that again later on as yeah. well. Simulation theory hypothesis, now that we have the skinny on the tech behind it. Right. So there are three parts to simulation A trilemma, hypothesis. if you will. Tri- it is Aha. quite the trilemma. Oh my goodness. Um, so this was, uh, again, we'll be talking about him a little bit later, but Nick Bostrom, um, mm-hmm. sort of... Super sweet. Super sweet. He, he's kind of uh, the modern daddy of... He's the simulation. He has theory. taken yeah, the, like, the torch. This is his trilemma, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's, I think, done a very conspiracy guy thing. Of he's tried to make it as like palatable and understandable for our current yeah. civilization that's, as possible. That's good. And he has some, he has some it's great, commendable uh, uh, proponents and people who are in support of him, like Elon Musk mm. and stuff, mm-hmm. who are going, yeah, this shit, totally, like, totally, yeah, can be done. So it it consists of basically three arguments, let's say, or three 
possibilities. Mm-hmm. So the, the first point is that human civilization is unlikely to reach a level of technological maturity capable of producing simulated realities or such simulations are physically impossible to construct. So right. the first iteration, we, we just couldn't do it. Can't, Can't be, be done. done. Can't be done. Can't be done. Okay, right? cool. Now, the second um, possibility is a comparable civilization reaching aforementioned technological status mm-hmm. will likely not produce a significant number of simulated realities, um, one that might push the probable existence of digital entities beyond the probable number of real entities in a universe for any number of reasons, such as diversion of computational processing power for other tasks, ethical considerations of holding entities captive in simulated realities, etc. Yeah, but, but is, is a captive in a simulated reality a life? Yeah, So, but, but basically before, because we've just shot a load of word juice yes. with, with this, so basically to just break it down to its base component, mm. this is just saying... Option two. A future... Option one, option can't one, do it. Can't yeah. do it. Option can't two... If we could do it, would we fucking want to do it? Yeah, we yes. wouldn't. They're saying, they or if anything do could it. do it, if any civilization yeah, could do any, it, any would they would be bothered? Mm. Yeah. So basically, option two: do they, they make the choice to not do it? Yeah. So could we do it? If we could, would we want to? It's and kind of, would we be able to live with the morality of creating? Yeah. Or does other stuff happen? Any, any do we do we get super busy that day and we just don't? Maybe they don't bother. It, it could yeah, be, we don't switch the machine off. That no one's arsed with it. They're like fucking simulation. Fuck that! I'm going into my simulate me ice cream. <laughs> five-dimensional world to just absolutely destroy the head off myself exactly, so yeah. our universe is an old like uh pac-man game in the corner yeah. of some weird <laughs> so we are we are like planet earth yeah, on a we're, weird we're... unused game in the corner of some like old dusty arcade It'd be like these old retro collectors yeah. edition that they've just booted up and they're like wow oh, wow well, i used to love it when they made graphics like virtual fighter Jesus, look at the state of these fuckers that is that is mad so we could be like a quarter being played by some kid in the corner uh, nostalgically we... playing Planet Earth. Planet mm-hmm. Earth. The new simulation and from Atari. And he's making Donald Trump the president for the crack. It's yeah. like, oh, let's just fucking troll the whole game. Let's see what happens. Sometimes, like, the more when you see some of the stuff, like, that happens in this planet, it does look like the planet taking the piss out of itself. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a really sort of um, self-conscious attempt at humor, you know? What's happening recently is you're after giving the controller to the guy in your mates when you were passing around joints as well as playstation controllers playing like grand theft auto 3 and, and it was like one, on one guy was like oh yeah i love crashing the cars and finding the ramps and doing all that stuff it's like yeah. right, well, when you die it's my turn and then the next guy is like i'm gonna try and complete a mission yeah, and that was yeah, like yeah. bobby kennedy in the 60s or something he tried to do something like no now you're with the guy who's like Haha, i love running into the nightclub and just shooting loads of people yeah that's yes. what's happening now. i love yeah, fucking yeah. shit up and going on rampages the yeah. guy is like i know the cheats I'm going to fucking put in the up, down, left, right, ISIS. And then I'm going to get a load of fucking guns. <laughs> up, down, left, right, ISIS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a load of guns and just go into that like weird 1980s Scarface casino and just fucking and just destroy, throw a couple of grenades in the dance floor, like fuck up a load of gay lads. That's the guy who's at the controls now is that guy. Yeah, he's the guy who's like, I'm going to go to the gay club and just shoot everybody. Who, who Can we get played... the Renaissance guy back again to play another round? <laughs> that would be really great. That would be cool who right now. Who hasn't played Grand Theft Auto when there's a mate that does that, right? Oh, the first, I, I remember I gave it to a mate of mine. I got Grand Theft Auto 4 first day it uh, came out. And Nico my Bellic. mate came over. Nico Bellic. I'm going to go from rags to better rags. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, 
He came over and the first thing he did was drive the car, pick up a prostitute, get his dick sucked, and then beat her to death and take his money back. And I was like, why did you do that? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, this this simulated world like, where you can do virtually you anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's it. We don't, we don't, like, and I wonder if it was a video game and the video game was like, consciousness, the game, four. Like, and you knew that every character was conscious of it but the disconnect was that you were on this side of the screen mm. and they were inside the screen would uh. you potentially still kill the prostitute and take the money after you when solicit you her for real, sex like. now i'd like to think i wouldn't but i i know for a fact that a shitload of people because of that disconnect could probably do it because there's mm. no real well you're talking about the games with a morality engine in them yeah and i always say if you can restore to a previous save point then i'll do fucking <laughs> anything in a game i'll go to the dark side yeah me but too, if man. i can't then sometimes i want to guard my my morality yeah. meter when i played fallout game. uh fallout 3 mm. i meticulously made decisions to end up being like the best a good moral soul. character right that yeah I yeah, yeah. i kind of did the same thing and yet yeah. when i played skyrim i was the worst moral oh, character really? ever be, and it really made no difference to my life Mm-hmm. psychologically yeah. no um, and it wouldn't it, it wouldn't, wouldn't. Yeah. but in the game you'd be roaring crying for all the guns that he was after killing <laughs> there's funerals all over the place it's like that bit yeah. in uh, Austin Powers when the guy gets run over with a steamroller and they have to ring his family and oh, he's like the henchman yeah. family and you're like oh, I never saw I never saw that part <laughs> of the film like when he gets a hello that's like oh my god is he okay? Oh my god! Like, uh, yeah, that's yeah, fucking yeah. behind the, the, the curtain you behind know? The curtain. I used to cry when I was a young lad playing the Mega Drive uh, I remember like crying. Was drive. Yeah, I was like, I wanted the SNES, Santi. <laughs> you fucking asshole. It's my Mario Kart. Um, I like I remember crying, not always, but crying a couple of times, going <sighs> playing Streets of Rage two, and then I'm going like, what happens if the guys in the game are being played by other people, and I'm killing them because ah. I know how bad I feel when I get killed by them. Ah. I feel really bad, and yet. Fast forward to 10 years later, and I'm screaming at French children <laughs> on a fucking headset, playing Call of Duty, calling mm-hmm. them all French pricks, and shooting the shit out of them. Like, that's how that evolution of that thing goes. Like, yeah. if you yes. can, you totally will, mm. I think. Oh. Well, so, out of X amount of billion yes, if people, somebody if will. If you're disconnected yeah. from it, yeah. you, of course you would. If you told there was no consequences, mm. like, of course you would do it. But would you go, <laughs> like you said, the comparable civilization to ours... If yeah. they had the technology, would they make a, a, a simulation where if you could go in and torture, uh, like, appropriations of their own? Like, we, yes. that's exactly what we just did. We just yeah. made a load of games where you can do loads of fucked up shit to people. But because it's and low people, res, it doesn't affect us. And people yeah. do it and roar laughing. I, I think that if the civilization were the same as us, mm-hmm. they would just do it. I think, personally. Cause like, and would the world look like a place where there's, like, wars and there's murders and there's rape and there's torture? Yeah. Oh, but that's yeah. all just going on in the background. Oh. That's like the opening sequence or whatever. Mm. That's why it's that it's like less what? common, maybe. Then maybe like you have I don't know areas of the world where that sort of stuff is is uh is is more common. Say I wonder mm. are there just loads of loads of really bad seeds over there for mm. playing the game in on that server or lads who have made like their own mods of yeah, the server yeah. mm. and they're all like Liberia mod no rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, portion of the Congolese jungle mod. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and what's the third thing then? In, the in third the, thing, in the and this, this is kind of, I like the way that he, I like the way that he, he kind of mic drops with this. I like it. Mm. He just says, any entities with our general set of experiences are almost certainly living in a simulation. So he's basically saying, 
If we can, if we can, then we will. We're in a simulation, and we already have. Yeah. So it's the like, odds are too high like, that we're not. If the second, if if basically, if the second one is true mm. and we choose to do it instead of not choose to do it, everybody is in a simulation. We are in a simulation. We're in it right now. Yeah. Don't front. Pretty is essentially much, his argument. I would imagine so. Like the statistics back. Uh, well, not everybody, yeah. but like an incredibly small percentage of people are in the the zero universe, the original, the home universe. And the vast majority of other players in the simulation are created. On different servers. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, he makes it, it's funny because he, he does, you see, it's a very cut and dried three point argument oh. or three points. Sort One of, uh, can't be done. Two can be done, but it hasn't been. Or three, if it has been, then happening. we definitely are. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to refute because it mm-hmm. does make sense. But it's it's almost like it doesn't take in the nuances of well, what kind of simulate? Like, is this the definite? Like, what if mm, we just mm. is this like a dream world? Wild West world? Yeah, wild, like wild it, West. Give me rolling to Like one and two seem unlikely. Yeah, it seems unlikely we won't ever get a technology to to successfully render a multi-dimensional universe. I don't know, man. We have a stock system in work, and it can't tell me what particular agents use. I don't know how the fuck people that's get fair. away with but some of their cloud it solutions. Made, it was made by another program. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't work in DARPA. Who knows what they got in there? <laughs> well, it, look, if one is true, then we will almost certainly go extinct before reaching that post-human AI stage. Yeah. Because does every in the next thirty years or so? Been, yeah, we'll go extinct. I mean, it's a race in weapons technology and AI oh. technology. So which is going to win? You know, right. war or smarts? In the famous words the coming of technology, Bob Geldof, it's a rat race, baby. Yes. And you've, you've already been caught. been caught. Have a watch, Bob. And then number two, what do you think of the chances if, then that if two is true, the morally we'll stay away be, from it? Yeah. Or there, there's, there has to be hugely strong convergence among the advanced civilizations so that none contain any wealthy individuals or yeah. anyone who wants to run private individuals that can do it. Like someone, someone who wants to actually play it. But yet, in our civilization, in our reality, we have games that kids and you know uh, rejuvenated, rejuvenated adults. Like to play. I mean, mm-hmm. like just twenty-five-year-old dudes sitting around playing, like I don't know, Grand Theft Auto Five, mm. being playing on multiplayer and being like, "I'm crashing my car to your car." Mm-hmm. Like that's entertaining for people. So if us as a civilization evolved into a civilization that could make a simulation of our history, we totally would because it's all like retro. Let's mm. play the nineties. And there's a lot of good reasons to do it. Didi da da da. Sometimes I just park the car up and I just leave the radio on and listen to it when I'm walking around the house. Saturday night. Like, what the fuck is that? That's a joke, right? And if three is true, then we almost certainly live in a simulation. But she's a. Well, just the odds are against us. Like, absolutely. It's so easy to create. Like, if you can create consciousnesses, it's so easy to do it than to organically grow one or whatever. Absolutely. So, but again, in the, even like. Or the, if, you're, if you're doing like a, a consciousness cover version, mm-hmm, you're yeah. like, oh, this guy existed. You could mm-hmm. make a you could make a new a new version of Neil's bore and he can come back and finish what he started. Such a bore. Mm. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. Like, it is a tricky one. It is a tricky one because. If you could, seems, would you? I think that they. If you could, as an old man, put on a VR helmet. And practically pause time for yourself and relive your whole life from start to finish. Would you do it if you had no. the opportunity? You could ha- be like jacked in to a, a VR system like in the Matrix where they put a yoke in your head or a USB or whatever it's going to be. Some proprietary bullshit that you, the cables are really expensive for if you break them. Apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you do that shit. Non-universal connections. Is it is it the same? Would is you it... would you get the opportunity to do it? Like that episode of Red Dwarf where yeah, yeah. they get eaten by the, the despair squid. 
and then they all wake up and they all have these awful lives uh and the whole thing ends up being like a a, a hallucination from yeah. the despair squids ink that right. makes them imagine that they're and in they're a simulation like a joint hallucination this whole thing yeah. i'm sure you know doug naylor got it from the simulation theory ideas that it was like yeah. yeah the lads had a hallucination thought they were in simulation and they came out and it was awful and then when they went back into themselves like they were able to experience themselves from birth to, to death would you would you want to i would I'd there's, the there's a good because I, I said this to you before had you heard the the alan watts inception his sort of idea of simulation mm. theory right now if anyone wants to listen to it it's just type in alan watts inception into youtube it's a five minute video uh, it's with that like famous inception music goes together really well it's very good uh it's nice just to listen to um, but his idea is a little bit different right so it's the the crux quite similar to the simulation there but he says you would start you'd be able to go on all these adventures and all this kind of mad anything you wanted to do ride with the dinosaurs ride with the dinosaurs dinosaurs would cadillacs. be like the theme yeah that was that was cadillacs and dinosaurs that's it that's it that was that was awesome but you would do all this kind of magical, crazy, every sort of fantasy, mm-hmm. like total recall shit. Total recall shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you demure. You would have you brunette. Have, <laughs> you have crazy, crazy, Sleazy. crazy orgies. <laughs> yeah, you would be three titties. You could be the three titty lady in Total Recall oh. in one of the simulations, right? You could be a hair on one of her nipples. And you but stay says, home and play with your three tits. Eventually, right. After doing all these things that are just totally like um, hedonistic and you're getting like just all physically awesome, you know, mm-hmm. you would want to take a simulation that had some risks in it. So you couldn't be sure what way it would go. Yes. So maybe factor. maybe yes. 80% good, 20% sidewinders. You don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. So you would take that and you would get bored of that. You would try to throw in more variables. And then eventually he says the simulation that you would put yourself into would be a simulation where there's no way out. Oh, get the fuck out. It's a finite sense of time, uh, but the time lasts X amount of years and you have no idea what will happen because you've done every other sort of simulation that will stimulate your your senses. So this one is a completely random simulation that you have no control over what it will be. So we've you gone have... from Super Mario Bros. on the Master System to... Randomly generated level to like uh, what is this? The the new one on PlayStation Four where you're that Indiana Jones guy. And it's supposed to be like su- oh Drake's Drake's fortune, fortune or whatever. Yeah, shit. yeah. yeah so oh, you've it? gone from like Super Mario to like Drake's where it's totally Uncharted. realistic. Uncharted. Uncharted Four. Drake's gonna real. No, it's totally. It's totally <laughs> Drake's. It's all. It's all realistic. But this last one doesn't. It's not controllable. So as soon as you go into this, you are now locked into it for what feels like in the game. 80, 90, whatever a lifetime is mm. for a human mm-hmm. being. So I'm like 31 now. So I've, I don't know. If I but you leave, get lost in it. You don't you, know you, that you it's can't the get game. out. You don't know it's the You're game. You don't know anything complete. about it. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the co- uh, third of the way there. But that was, yeah. So you, so you get lost on the hollow deck and you can't find the door on the holiday because, because the simulation and is the computer that, the computer doesn't work that, no that voice you don't you can't you're trapped you're, in your own holodeck you're 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 uh you're cryozoned mm-hmm. you know you've you're chosen to be in this you're avatar in this game. So you're this, in the tube. this could be a 10 minute like salvia trip for you in your time yes but for to us it lasts 100 me, years in as i experienced this from 
being you know jacked into the system or whatever mm-hmm. i experienced the lifetime as Eamon o'neill so that's very solipsistic in its in its iteration and because it we're w- all yes. creations of either your consciousness or the ai that you're interacting with could be a, a multiplayer like an mmo rpg kind Did of you a, all get plugged in a we're second all life plugged in at the same time a mixture of and we live oh. in diff- and so and then the 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 program writes in this random sort of game level variables where you know titties get bigger well do i get knocked down on the way home titties mm. do get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger everything titty cheese but just so divorced from any level that you programmed it doesn't look like it doesn't register well, you, to yeah you you're basically you're just you're just jacking yourself in and rolling the dice so you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know where you're gonna be born but you don't even know that it's a game exactly you don't know anything about so it so when you wake up from it you're like oh oh that was deadly let's do it again but it's like when you're in the when you're in the like the throes of a sort of a trip and you're sort of completely like oh time's going weird everything is mm. happening strangely your mm. senses don't work the way they usually do this is like we feel uh lucid in this yeah. but maybe in that we're in this weird sort of five minute kind of what the fuck is going on yeah, yeah, yeah. don't have enough oxygen it's like a dream brain. yeah like it, yeah and that's the way that he that's argues really nice. it more like that inception dream yeah escape kind of an idea i don't like be, this i preferred when Eamon was the guy that if he died we would stop existing because at yeah. least we can then protect the source yeah whereas if it's some random fucker we don't even know who it is that's so much worse you gotta find out who it is first and then and we're, we're all, protect them we're well, a background actors find the head vampire or whatever but we but, don't we don't but know it could be again, a thing of like that, that could explain why you know uh some people decide to check out early because like they jacked into the game but they'd had like a big gulp before they jumped oh, in this level yeah. sucks. they're like no but they're in real life and they're like oh, i have to piss and then it's just like <laughs> Oh man, this is shit. I need to get out of here. Robin Williams. Well, you don't know because like, again, it's all recall. The way out of the game is to blow your brain. But again, yeah. it's a, it's a lucky or an unlucky bag. You don't know what's going to happen. So you could be born and be the hero of the world. You could be a stillbirth. Like that's uh, a possibility in the game. Your first nine months is being a fetus and forgetting everything. Spawn, and spawn then, camp, you know, <laughs> spawn camp. But it's a, like, I, I don't mean to say that, like obviously these, it's a fairly serious thing, the stillbirth, death, anything that happens to anyone. But if it is a game, it's it's just the roll of a dice. You can be born addicted to heroin because your parent was a junk. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know mm. what it's going to give you. What character you're booting up into. Exactly. And it's like what we live with every day, the not knowing, like having a general idea, mm-hmm. like that black swan, you don't know what's coming day to day. You have a good idea but then life will just throw you this crazy variable. Is that the simulation that you've put yourself into because you've grown bored of everything else that appeals to your lower nature? Again, I still see it on like some seaside town where we're walking up like a uh, some kind of a Jersey Shore type uh, promenade and, you know, some kid goes in and it's like one of those things you sit into and you're on a motorbike or you get in and you're like, you're shooting at a mm. shooting like House of the Dead or you're shooting with something. <laughs> like, like House of Reality. Yeah, so this is like Planet Earth and you jump in and you jack in and mm-hmm. you do the thing and it's 10 minutes for you, but it's a whole lifetime. Yeah. Like imagine what you'd tell your parents. It was awful. It was <laughs> so bad. Because if your if your reality can produce these simulations that we as people living in go... Uh, could, could be better yeah. you know that's how everyone feels about their life yeah and that's what you do now for pleasure because everything in your reality is so good that you don't give a fuck about good anymore that you have to go to this place that's yeah. who knows i might be tom cruise or i might be fucking i don't know ali from calcutta in the middle of nowhere who's yeah. just like born into poverty and you could be like you could be like his a, legs a, a, mic- a microcephalic a baby that gets born in brazil next spring and you have to last for 16 years in some weird 
like brainless, mindless. Yeah, body oh, that sounds terrible. Getting fed like, like a Disneyland where you get to the end of the queue and then there's just another giant queue and they're like, oh, it's a roller coaster ride, ride. But every, but you don't know. You're just experiencing the idea of like going for a ride. You know what I mean? But there, there's no actual roller coaster. The queue is the ride, man. Yeah. Like there's what, no roller coaster. What if that no was like it was a variable? So you're it's in the queue. for money though because you're in it for ages. But you're in the queue, but you don't know if there'll be the ride at the end of the queue or just another queue. <laughs> yeah. you, never, you never know. It's like, oh, this is the shittest one ever. That's a perfect analogy for microcephaly, guys. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the end of the queue and it's just another queue. <laughs> another queue. Book <laughs> thing. Beat all those billions of sperms out of the penis, and then you're just like, oh, fuck this. So simulation theory has been around for, like, hundreds of years, right? Like Forever, hundreds. I would say. Yeah, like more than 1,500 years. I'd say, like, every every human that's ever existed at some point in their existence has gone, is this real life? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Like David at the dentist. Yes. Yeah. So the, we already talked about Plato talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, houses of the Holy. Um, so where else did we see in history then that... There was some other motherfuckers talking about it that put pen to paper and said, I think that we are not living in this existence, that this is all made up. Yeah, so I think some of them probably riffed on, especially the enlightened philosophers would have riffed on right. the God concept. That was mm-hmm. the only way that they, you know, there was mm-hmm. no fucking uh, string theory or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. back then. It was more, but they were still able to come up with an atom. Like uh, uh, the the atom was part of how... Uh, Everything was created. Matter was created. You know, De- Democritus and Plato had that whole materialism, materialism versus, versus idealism. idealism. Yeah. So you could see, like, yeah, they knew that shit was made of shit, mm. but that mm. that shit, the shit was made out of, wasn't shit. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, it's you know the the atom is mostly empty, but yet it makes it makes mm, uh, yeah makes a nothing star, noise stardust. Mm. You um, get put in jail when you rob a load of atoms off somebody else. Like, <laughs> do you know? Depending on the type of atoms, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. If you get caught with some some kind of atoms, you only go to jail for like two to three weeks or get mm-hmm. probation. And you get caught with another bag of atoms and you get like 10 to 15 years. And if your bag of atoms is just like air atoms, you make a fool of the policeman. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Unlucky police. <laughs> um, I suppose if we look at some of the older, it's not quite simulation theory, but mm-hmm. it's... Well, I suppose it is. Uh, the origins of what yeah. <clears throat> a, a string theory-based... Compu- like, before computers, this is what a yeah. computer simulation was. So I suppose if, we, if we're working back a little bit, mm-hmm. let's say 17th century, uh, Descartes considered the possibility of an evil demon who created the illusion of an external reality by controlling all that we see and hear. So he's, like, essentially saying... And feel and smell and taste. Oh, and all, all our senses are, like, and... yeah, yeah. So the, this evil demon has... has I don't know why fully constructed constructed it or or what there there was other I think I want to say it was Montesquieu 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 I can't remember Mm -hmm. Uh, another one the enlightened guys his was he was a deist so he believed that like God had created the universe but had then just let it he was a day man a day man he was a day walker (laughs) Um, but yeah the idea was that God made it and then just sort of just basically dropped the mic, the, walked off. Yeah, threw the grenade, through the door, walked away. So nice. he just let it let it roll on whatever principles it mm. created, and that was that. Mm. You know, and this is well before on. any code was found in string theory to like <clears throat> yeah, report an idea like that. Look what they're showing it out as. They're not showing it out as we are part of a computer code. It's like a spooky demon made mm. a thing, and it was mm. bl- like whatever. 
It sounds like Jake Hart was having a bad week that week. So let's let's maybe then take it for for an example that maybe because nowadays we are predisposed to be, you know, uh, associated with technological stuff where Mm -hmm. our our kind of like and for our generation and the generation before us and before us like so from the 50s on it was all technology you know making the transistors getting the the processors making the thing like moore's law making stuff uh, 80s operating systems 90s advancement to the 2000s huge advancements massive jumps the last five years has been like like yeah. unimaginable jumps in technology with like vr and all of this kind of stuff uh-huh. the next thing is to create something from a science fiction like we're creating science fiction from like 30, 40 years ago, we're making mm-hmm. that shit real now, like hoverboards and... and have a thing that's even impossible that, in our lifetimes yes. appear in our lifetimes. And people are putting, devoting their lives to making like some joke in a movie a real fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, however cool it is, could it be that we're, we're you know, manufacturing our own science fiction yeah, I think reality? Sort of... And the fact that it, they say that simulation theory has like computer code inside of it, that it was maybe our destiny to find it, that's the that's the... Mm. That's the end game. That's how we clear this game. That's is part of the sim. We That's find the, the sim theory. Kind of a thing. You know, we, we finally crack the mathematical, mathematical code in the Talmud mm. that mm-hmm. your man in Darren Aronofsky's pie was searching for. And we say the actual word of God, which is the password to get back out of the system or whatever. Right. Um, could it be that back then, because they didn't know about computers, that they could never equate it to that? Or that we're wrong and it's not even computers. It's something totally, completely <clears throat> different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a processor that we have no frame of reference to associate with mm-hmm. it. Like the the whole planet is the processor and that we are the person to person information share. Like, mm. like all our brains in the collective unconscious are the processor. Like each little part of our brains are part of the processor and it's all shared in like a sharded mm-hmm. information. A hive like, drive. Yeah, like a torrent, but for humanity yeah it could be even, mm-hmm. even more fucking weird where like could be something totally different yeah. that we can't even the, we have think, no frame yeah, of reference yeah, yeah. for it to get me like i think the way the descartes was like it's a demon yeah. but it could be as in uh, but like a thing where you can't imagine what it is because it does that thing where it takes on the form of something you recognize yeah. so we yeah. see it now as computer code they saw it back then as a demon other people in biblical times would see it as this kind of thing mm. because it's just what was understandable yeah. to them yeah. but they were still getting the same message we're getting now that's why the yeah. bible doesn't mention a lot of stuff that's around today because it was for the dopes back you know sheep fuckers back it's, then it's to the language. understand what's going on even when you say but science like we're looking at sort of quantum theory which we'll get into later the, the kind of actual yeah. uh, science behind mm-hmm. it but, I mean at, at one point the science was that the earth was flat and that was what the people of the time mm-hmm. and some believed. dopes now believe as well and also. some dope yeah I've, 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 I've heard um, but you know so I think the science like we believe and I certainly believe as well that at this point in time you take for granted that we know everything or that we're at the apex of what we have known historically I think we're at the apex of we know the known unknowns, mm. but there are unknown unknowns. But what I mean is that like, we say, can't know until we know them. Mm. No, absolutely. Know what I mean? What I, I do. I do what? Um, but no. I, I do think that like this, the way that we're viewing things, like while it seems as right now as probably a lot of those hokey science facts hundreds of years ago that seemed like they were, because at the time they would have been like the forefront of scientific thought. Aye. So I wonder like a couple of hundred years down the line, we'll be like, oh, do you remember maths? Maxwell. Exactly, that, yeah. That, that, that was the only way we to, could use yeah, to, to communicate with it. those ideas. Yeah, so, yeah. again, look. Some of them letters is numbers, man. 
Um, but I suppose on that, it's probably a good time to look at the first one that I could come across uh, was Plato's allegory of the cave. Mm. That the idea that the way he describes, I suppose, the molecular structure mm. and the quantum without and that two that two D in a three D world. Yes, thing. Yeah. yes. So. It's a good to describe to a whole other fucking... It makes sense. ...shit-covered Greeks when he's all yeah. like, Okay, listen to me, Plato here, uh, <laughs> podcast uh, from uh, 435 BC. Uh, you guys, listen. Ever been sitting in a cave? You know this one? You know this? You heard of this? <laughs> like, Hold for sponsor. Poseidon Pools. <laughs> very good, very wet, very nice. <laughs> Hey, you want uh, Amocles sandals? You want uh, 20% off? Put Plato, sandals forward slash Plato to get a discount. You get it for uh, three rupees. Madhuja <laughs> cement. You just blink and it's dry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking Plato. Man. Uh, it's a good, good podcast, man. though. He's he, great. He's, he's, very, he's very good. I like, I like the old on serious. I was into it when I was on serious. <laughs> uh, before I got too big for his britches. <laughs> anyway, yes, his allegory of the cave, <clears throat> which uh, which has existed longer than Christendom. Mm. So this is mm-hmm. before Christ. Um, so he Plato was alive four hundred to three hundred BC, and I believe it was somewhere within that kind of a time frame. Yeah, that's. I think they found some sort of remnants of the writing of this or something like that. There was mostly other people writing about him. Yeah, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Well, I don't. Maybe, probably, possibly. I've yeah. Although well, no, whatever I've read of him is from. Yeah. Oh yes, you know, yes. It's not the original. Yeah. The I have it on vinyl. You wrote a tease. Wrote about him. <laughs> you, wrote about a te- you wrote a tease. You wrote a tease. Oh, write another tease for me there. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have a wink over that. A wink over that mountain that looks like a tease. Just listen to I wrote a tease. Just go out of it. Well, let's see the one the hill going. These hills look like tits. <laughs> um, Must seen up the robe. But, so uh, right, the cave, the, the allegory. The cave, the cave. Right, so tell it, tell it like right. We make like a, a, a kind a, of an atmosphere of yeah, yeah, uh, Greek philosophism. Greek philosophism. Okay. We're all sitting in the amphitheater <clears throat> waiting for this speech from Plato. <laughs> right. Imagine, if you will, a cave wall, mm. and there are three prisoners sitting, regarding this wall. Oh, <laughs> I know caves. They cannot look anywhere else. This wall is their only reality. They're not even aware that they sit aside one another. Now, with precision, move your thought behind the prisoners. (laughs) Prisoner? There is a fire burning just across from a small bridge. Occasionally, people walk past the bridge, casting a shadow onto the wall in which the prisoners watch. The prisoners, not being able to look behind them and see the nature of what is creating this shadow, take for granted that it is reality and it is a physical entity that perambulates by. Their senses are not evolved enough to notice the actuality of this reality. And as such, they take what they see for granted to be physical and true reality. <laughs> and if they were to turn and regard the fire and the entities that walk across the bridge, 
their brains would most certainly be turned to worm-like mush. More like Playtex, you big titty holder. That's Plato. I love the way Plato changed accents there. We went from kind of a Greek-Romanian kind of a guy to it. Yeah, I like that. From now on, that's what Plato was like. I was putting Plato in a Greek kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'll give him a... But it's good because... Yeah, it's really good. We're the prisoners, but... The, the more interesting question is... Why did they have to be prisoners, though? That's what I want. Oh. Because we're prisoners of our reality. That's what I would say. Well, or maybe it's just because there was loads of prisoners back then. Mm. Oh, looking at walls. <laughs> Get your new Plato's prisoners. <laughs> Sodomize them. Walk them to the bone. Do what you must. <laughs> Two for three until the end of May. <laughs> <laughs> it's the blackest Friday you are likely to see. <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. Uh, he's so, a, yeah, he, he's he, right, though. They are prisoners, though. Aren't he, if yeah, if you're kept away from yeah, information, it's kept, like being kept in a prison, I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he bangs out a good philosophical tenet as a player, though, doesn't he? It's a great I, story, like. I think that's brilliant. I think it's, it's the thing that you said mm. about the, the hand going through the, yes. the piece of paper. They have no the idea what the source man. is or who the people are or what a bridge is. They're just like, yeah. all I see is this wall. Oh, there's stuff on the wall. And they don't know the that shadow be... on the wall. The 2D shadow is connected to a 3D yeah, object that's creating that. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Fair play mm. to Plato. Fair yeah. play to him. Play, play fair, to fair play to him. Here we go. I enjoyed myself there. That just flew into <laughs> my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was so delighted as I said it. I said it like a dickhead. Fair play to him. Oh my God, that's really funny. It's for you aliens listening. Uh-huh. Um, so is there any... Like, there are obviously loads of other ancient... Uh, uh, allusions to this simulation theory but is there any other ones that jumped out at, at you hmm. about about a thousand years before plato was uh oh, this is pre-plato yeah pre-plato but i mean like oh. before plato was like really elegantly putting it together in a metaphor that was understandable for everybody yeah uh in along, awesome white robes along came the indians of course with the vedas oh yeah which as we all know we know the vedas are uh they're books of spiritual philosophical and historic knowledge the they're Vedic explanations texts, of we've talked about them a bunch in yes. uh, the nibiru episode we talked mm-hmm. about them in even in the hitler the, and the, the bagavad episode and i believe i might listen to a little bit of the bigfoot episode and the, just the indians in general talking about the big bigfoot oh yeah mm-hmm. i was a fan mhm the bigfoot <laughs> appears in the vedas a few times himself he does <laughs> he's a busy busy fella he's in there is he mm. actually in... He's not in the Vedas, is he? Yeah, yeah giant in. humans and stuff. Yeah. And savage humans. Oh, the Anunnaki and all that sort yeah. of... Like that, yeah. But they, they, say they, they talk about wild men too, like oh, lost okay. in the... Well, I'm a Lost in the savage Vedas. lands. Yeah. Bigfoot more than... More than job. <laughs> Bigfoot get around, you know. <laughs> Original Veda. <laughs> OV. Make, making get... Making get... Uh, uh, royalties for appearances, Bigfoot does, is good, good money, better than YouTube. Every time Disney showed Darth Vader, Bigfoot get ten dollar. <laughs> he's gone very Asian, I guess. Yes, he's been around. He's the, G- he's the Indian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, in the Vedas, then they're talking about. Yes, they they talk of a thing called the, Maya, the the, uh, the ultimate. Uh, the yes, Maya. and this is where the name Maya comes from. There's many Mayas in the world. Mm-hmm. There was. That woman who sang with Praz and yeah, and if you buy this record, your life will be better. Yes, yes. and uh, <clears throat> look, what's, let's see what she looks like with a chimney on her. Did you ever see that? What? What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? What's she gonna look like with a chimney? <laughs> and then she ended up singing in. Um, she ended up singing in that. Uh, oh, the Lady Marvel, right? Yeah, but <laughs> her her breakout hit was. 
what's she going to look like with a chimney on her? Which means I'm going to give her a black eye ah. for trying to ride me boyfriend. But everyone mishears that lyric. They thought really? that she was actually building a yeah a like, wall cowl <laughs> over gonna, her kind of. Are you going to somehow get her up a chimney? That's weird. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Maya, I still don't totally get it. But <laughs> the song, you'll know the song. <laughs> I know the song. She I just don't totally look, get her meaning behind it. Yeah, it no, it's, I'm going to give it her a black like eye. Soot. I think it was a diss record she for took Maya. The foot. <laughs> I know what I mean, man. Put Mine. a motherfucking chimney on her. That's a so, great... I'm going to start saying it. I'm just going to start on people for no reason. Put, very, put a chimney passive. on you. Put a fucking chimney on you, son. You want to cop yourself that's, on. That's what they say in London talk. Do they? Yeah, put yeah. Put a chimney mm-hmm. on you. Put a fucking chimney yeah. on you, mate. Put a fucking chimney on you. So Maya oh, is... Oh, like a Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Right, right. That's what, that's what the start of... Um, that's not how I do a Dick Van Dyke. No, that's the team tune for Diagnosis Murder. Oh. So oh, Maya is the... Yes, Maya in the Vedas is the, basically Maya is the concept of magic or illusion, right? Mm. And it's it's brought up many times across an ineffable concept. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Something that it, it's slightly different in in different versions, um, and it's it's a magic show, an illusion where things appear to be present but are not what they seem. The like the, the fallacy of the, the wall. yes, the yeah. fallacy of the physical world that hides us from the true spiritual existential consciousness mm. realm. Mm. Okay. Um, the term is also used to to represent the power or entity that is concealing the spiritual reality within the physical illusion. So they also talk of the the simulation itself as Maya. Right, I got it you. is Maya, I but you. Maya is also the force that does it. It's also the intent behind it. It's used in in lots of different ways. It's like it's like the spirit, the son, and the father, or whatever. Right? Yes, yeah. And it's uh, like in in Hinduism, it appears in the uh, Upanishads, which is the, uh, the the books that Alan Watts speaks about a lot in oh, his yes, stuff. Yes. Um, and these are the Hindu books of universal philosophy, so the the history of the universe, the existence of the universe, um, and they describe the nature of reality and the path to enlightenment. And Maya represents false reality obscuring our current reality. So it's like and the, hiding it from us. The illusion. Yes, the great illusion that, that it encompasses everything. Mm. Um, like the, the, the path to greed, the path to lust, all of those things are depicted in that pre-Bible where it's like the seven deadly sins are in mm-hmm. the Upanishads and says like, you know, don't be sloth, don't be mm-hmm. like lustful, don't be this. These are all the Maya. Yes. And then as you walk through the pr- Pranayana are, are the uh, the field of shit. What's that called again? The... Oh, samsara? Is that the samsara, is it? Uh, this so is there's samsara, like, is it? Or there's is a that... field of shit you walk through while you're experiencing. So whatever's below you and foot above you is the maya. So you're walking through a field of shit and you think it's roses. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's... How, they, how they kind of encapsulate all of that like two, two, three and a half thousand years ago where they're going, yeah, you're walking in a field of shit, but you, your illusion is that everything's great. Yes, it's all a big simulation. Yeah. As if like they could, uh, like we spoke earlier about, you can't, you, like Plato was saying, you you just can't imagine what the, the next realm up yeah, is going to yeah. be, the next dimension. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, oh no, I can imagine. It's, it makes this one look like shit. That's what it is. Yeah, maybe. This one's shitty compared to that one. So anytime you've had like a beautiful day and you got your dick sucked and you got some nice food in your belly, it's still the next shit. dimension is like incredible compared to that. Yeah. Right. Understand that. So yeah, I, I think they're maybe closer a few thousand years ago to that answer than... Then certainly we are anyway, because we just yeah. threw our hands up in the air about 20 minutes ago and said it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, but also, we're really putting it down to, like, a technological advancement that hasn't been invented yet. So even mm-hmm. in our ineffable description of a fifth dimension, mm-hmm. we don't even have an imagination of the technology that could be available to put us into that place. Yes, yeah. or yes. to get, let us measure it. Or So then it. at least they were able to have some kind of a tangible understanding of it. But 
fucking mm. now we're like we know exactly what it is we see all the code but we have no way of accessing it or deciphering it whatsoever yes so we're closer but yet way further away the dome is too high up for us to ever reach fucked man fucked man mm. Good and, and the Vedas like in the Vedas Maya or Mayava as it's also known uh, they use many times it, it, it always represents illusion the illusion inherent in, in reality the Puranas speak of Vishnu and Krishna as being able to harness the power of Maya and being able to see the true reality behind the veil which Krishna is what that made them so special. Tells them all the good stuff. He was the Jesus yes. character. Krishna's like, this like, shit ain't real. I'm, I'm, I'm behind it all. I've seen the stuff. If you do this stuff, you can come to the thing that I've seen, which is awesome. Like, forget about that shit. And make sure you don't do any of the bad stuff to make you like, mm-hmm. get lost in the Maya and really believe that it's real because it's not real. This is the thing. Salvation. Like Jesus. Just going, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's still the Christians of say Anyone who comes out and says like, the path is love, is is communion, is is caring, and then people go, "Oh no, but this app is really good." Though. Yeah, <laughs> you know Facebook what I mean. Facebook is deadly. Yeah, it's still anyone that that has the the touch of the Maya is someone I guess who can see through the Aye. the the desires of the physical realm. It is much easier to be material rather than truly idealistic. Is. It's so right. truly is. Yeah. Well, it's easy to be idealistic if you have like a MacBook and an iPad and an iPhone, no. yeah. and a load of money to sit around and not have to do any but, work. But no, what I mean it, is the payoff from. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the payoff yes. from the material is is a sort of like a. It's a big match. Fa- it's inc- incredibly fast, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, real time a yeah. lot of times. Whereas you can't even be sure you'll get. There is no payoff in the sort of idealistic. Mm. No, you have to wait till the end. Yeah, and even then, you can't be sure until yeah. it's sort of but game like, set and match. But that's like your man in the match who's going. I know the steak is not real. Yeah, yeah, but I can delicious. taste it and it's delicious, and I'd I'd love to be able to have a pill to show me that. You know. There's there's nothing outside of this. Yeah, that'd yeah. be class. Mm. Why did I take the red pill? Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Everyone wishes to be put back in the machine. Then if they know yeah, the, yeah. the stuff and just love all the materialist stuff, like you know. Yeah, we're living on a fucking shoestring making this podcast, trying to get a few bob off the Patreon people. They're generously donating it. We're able to put a, be- a better show together. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're fucking making any money out of it. Like it's yeah. it's. I think it's a quite of a, a, a Vedic. Mm. For now, I we're breadlining, but. We have faith in the machine. The shit's going to happen. Yeah, we machine. have faith in the in the simulation. The simula- well, if it's one of us that's fucking making, if it's you that's <laughs> making it, and we haven't had any money yet. Because you bollocks off. You wanna you wanna hurry up? Because you have all the power. The O'Neill stock is so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> so high. You got your footballs. You got your tracksuit <laughs> bottoms. Um. Yeah. So patreon.com forward slash those conspiracy guys. If you want to reach out and uh, materialize our idealism. Mm-hmm. That'd, it would, be, mm-hmm. that'd be really nice of you um, so obviously then with all of these old uh, mm-hmm. religions you have your you have your uh, yeah. Hinduism you have your Buddhism do they have a version of yeah Buddhism have it in Mayayana Buddhism which mm. you can probably guess where that comes from, from Maya. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maya is the magician's illusion so they have like a, a, a grand magician like a demon like Descartes mm. demon mm. they have the grand magician that is there to confuse us all and the illusion is perceived differently by every individual it's tailored to each individual so that's that solipsistic... Yeah, to best fool Buddhism, every individual. Right? It's tailored for the them. experience Boom. of the magic kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and mul- because multiverse theory. Let's oh, pure multiverse theory, yeah. String theory, yeah. Let's see it. And, uh, and the Buddhists believe, as Buddha believes, uh, to free oneself from Maya, from the illusion, from the force that is creating the illusions, is to be fully enlightened. So like the idealistic version of what uh, the simulation theory is purported to be nowadays... Mm-hmm. Which in the uh, John Bell experiments and the double slit experiments that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about in a while, in the conscious observation of what's happening, we can affect that reality. So when Buddha is sitting under the tree 
thinking, 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 doing weights with his con- with his consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Doing them, doing them conscious crunches. Not dying after forty years of fasting under a yeah. bloody tree. Being able to be in the samati state where he mm-hmm. doesn't need food or water or to have a poo. Mm-hmm. He's like, right, I've conquered the physical world. Mm. Now I need to up my level of consciousness, and he's able to break through that. Then, yes, using idealism, using the consciousness, yes, that Einstein fought so well, hard against, is... and that modern simulation theory or modern quantum physics says consciousness is pretty much everything. Right? This is this is how Buddha described the state of being free of the the, the illusion of Maya, and he described it as being neither attached nor disconnected to anything or everything. Mm. So yeah, I, the, the superposition. It is. He's describing a superman, which is you, you are you are everything and you are nothing yeah. and you are one thing and you are everything all at the same you time. You have the potential to be nothing and everything at the same time. It's yes. quantum. Be in yeah. a quantum state. Like that's like... The Buddha is essentially saying he got to a quantum state of consciousness. I guarantee you, lads, and all the people that are listening, the soundest people you know mm. are the people that when you ask them, hey man, what do you want to do? They're all like, I don't mind whatever you want to do. Mm. Like I'm easy. Because it doesn't bother them. Because it doesn't the bother them one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Like they're easy to go with whatever. Now sometimes it might be if you're indecisive, that's a different thing. Don't go too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but like if you get a like a quantum friend who's just like, Hey, what do you want to do? I don't mind, what do you want to do? This, cool, let's do that. And you have the best crack. Yeah. Like that's the state you want to be in, man. But even the way the way that like they describe Zen and enlightenment in terms of how we can try to process it. Mm-hmm. It's not material, but it doesn't make sense in our logical... Like, let's say yes. if yeah. ideas sort of have a material type, let's say it's sort of some sort of sense or some narrative or some sequential uh, process. Like, their idea is kind of, you're already enlightened, so the act of trying to be enlightened is pointless, and you can't be enlightened until you don't want to be enlightened anymore, because when you want to be enlightened, you won't be enlightened. So it's it's all this kind of a, it's all these things that we would see as paradoxes. If you try, mm-hmm. like if you build it, they won't come. Well, it's kind of like there is, just like to, 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 to quote <laughs> yoga, nearly did it without fucking yoga, <laughs> Yoda. Um, you know, there is no try. There is only do. There yes. is only do or do not. There, there is, is no, no try. try. <laughs> I, tell that yeah. brain, I'll just I like to think of that Yoda quote as like, it, it's basically taking good and bad, good yeah. and evil out of the equation. It's basically like, look, failing doesn't have to be bad. Succeeding doesn't have to be good. There's yeah. only like yes yeah, or no. There is no try. There's nothing in between. But he's saying be in a quantum state mm. where you're either one or the other or all. Like that's when you're in tune with the force, you're in mm. all. Mm-hmm. And then you have to just decide on an eventuality, decide on what you want. Like if... if, if to choose if, a position. If Luke is to go like, choose to do this, move this thing over here, you have to choose to do it. You have to make a definite choice to go, boop, boop, and it's done. Mm-hmm. There is no try. Either do it or you don't. So you try and mm. do it and it doesn't work, or you do do it. <laughs> do, do. You do do it and it does it. Do you know? That's that quantum I thought of it as, I thought of it as him saying it to the, for Luke to remove himself from the situation. To say, like, look, don't be so worried about yeah, like, trying and just succeeding or failing. It's either, look, the only outcomes here are 50-50. It's either do or don't. Yeah. So just, like, remove yourself from this physical realm, get into the higher state, and don't worry about what goes on on this level. It's like that high school advice you get for going to, going to kiss girls, you know? What's just, the worst she can say is no. No, like, she could scream rape at the top yeah, of her Yeah, now she can. You have a very so, aggressive style of kissing, all right? Yeah. Man! <laughs> or just those rapey eyes. Yeah, I mean, they're, white kissing. They're, Some of those rapey uh, eyes, dude. It's like got those googly eyes. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's racism. <laughs> oh, is, is that racist? Go- go- is googly? You calling me a googly? It is now. A googly in the trees? It's googly, googly eyes. I thought that meant your eyes were sort of like... Yes, I have a civil suit against Google right now oh. that I'm I'm currently running through for calling have, themselves Google. They and have I, the two O's for eyes. It's totally racism's. 
<laughs> racism yeah. for reals. I like that. Um, oh, that completely threw me. I don't know what I was going to say. Some Sorry. bullshit about staying in the present, probably. <laughs> 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 about not losing we're your grip on the present. About Yoda and try and do not try. And yeah, who knows? Fucking some some yeah. nonsense. <laughs> who knows what I was going to fucking some say? Some green hairy prick. It's fucking no, I can't say Google no more. It's <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> so uh, the Buddhist guys were pretty much on the Maya train, saying like. Get enlightened. Get get your consciousness fit. It's a big part of Buddhism. It's a, it's a big part of Jainism and, and Tantric Buddhism, which is, of course, all our favorite. Oh, yeah. um, in Theravada Buddhism, uh, so highly is it regarded, this concept, that Maya is the name of Buddha's mother. It was given as Buddha's mother, and she's the mother of all reality. So reality gave birth to Buddha. Mm. And then he went, where the fuck did I come from? Yes, and whatever controls, creates reality is, you know, making a simulation around it. Yeah. A even, Maya, an illusion around even it. Even Buddha's mother is really controlling. Yeah. yeah, he probably had some Freudian issues. Oh, I'd Buddha, say with his mama. You down there sitting underneath that tree, doing nothing? Get him get a job, buddy. I'm trying to reach Nirvana, mom. <laughs> How do you keep so fat? You ain't even eating and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sticking your cheeseburgers on that tree, mom? That's a different iteration of my corporeal form. I was re- I was I was a chubby teenager, mom. Stop An iteration it. of like cheeseburgers. He's like, mom. <laughs> I just want to be blue, okay? <laughs> just like you're no good daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that blue motherfucker came in here. <laughs> uh, I love these balls hanging out. <laughs> Come on, man. And there's other ones then, obviously, then, Buddhism. Yeah, and finally, uh, there's Sikhism. And, right. And we all love a good Sikh, right? Uh-huh. Iron Sikh. I like a hide, personally. But, yeah, yeah. You know, you it's need somebody to seek or hiding's pointless, right? Exactly. You're just sitting in the dark on your own. Yeah. Only like, accent free. That's no fun. I also enjoy the album Kill 'em All. <laughs> <laughs> and Sikhism, they're the lads mm. with the turbans, right? Yes, and they're the lads with the turbans in their heads. And uh, to them, Maya represents the same sort of thing. It represents the force that confuses us into believing that the illusions and desires of this physical realm and the things you mentioned earlier, all the different uh, mm. the, the different sins. But to them, they're not really sins. They're just like weaknesses. Yes, um, that they're we indulge as, in. as like pointedly. Uh, demonstrable as the christian church would have you believe. yes the like, abrahamic tree is like here's yeah. black here's white don't fuck with me <laughs> do not fuck with me on the inside of the gray land in between like, the okay Sikh, the Sikhs are pure sound they're just like just be sound the Sikhs are like like yeah. evil evil nice. badness doesn't really exist there's just some things that detract you from the the, the path that feels best to your consciousness yeah. and that these things are the maya and that they also use maya in sikhism to represent money because they use money uh, as like a metaphor of what Maya is. Materialism. Money, yeah, it's a, it's a thing that exists in our realm that obscures and makes us believe there's a, a reality to it that doesn't really exist. Isn't that like funny? a value to money that's not... Isn't it funny then, right, how the Democritus, like, materialism version of uh, what what he's coming up with as the, the existence This is the everybody gets a vote guy. Yeah, this is yeah. like, uh, you know... Uh, except women. Everything, yeah, obviously <laughs> except like women. Greek women. Um, it's, it's one of those things where, like, Plato's all about idealism and it's all lofty thinking and consciousness mm-hmm. is everything. And then Democritus and Einstein and the unified field theory crowd are all about like, it has to be something you can, it's something. Mm. It is a thing, right? And all the ancient religions believed, just get your consciousness good, man. Yeah. And all the reality is an illusion. Mm. That was the overarching pan-global mm. religious epithet was consciousness good do your consciousness sit-ups consciousness conscious don't ignore it anyway yeah. Yeah. don't ignore your enlightenment oh. your consciousness how you feel in your thoughts don't and ignore that all of the maya all of the materialist illusion 
is like a demon trickster trying to yeah, trick you into all, believing that your consciousness doesn't matter. Well, it all matter. sounds like an outward like, force. Yeah. How did it get to that? How did it get from that then into the materialism that we dealt with in the 20th century? And now only now in the last maybe 30 years or less have science and this ancient religious belief started to come in tandem where there is almost like a religious science, like uh, quantum physics is almost like this uh, philosophical science where they're putting in uh, you know, unknowns, known unknowns, unknown unknowns, mm-hmm. and putting all these uh, things into these equations going like, I don't know, where does it go when it pops out of existence? And it ends up being a more of a ecumenical conversation than a scientific conversation. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, how did they get so far away from what they knew three and a half thousand years ago? Well, I think the, like these, these sort of, what do you call them, religions, they, it doesn't seem like it's kind of a pay-as-you-go religion. Whereas, yeah. like, you have the, the likes of Catholicism, Christianity, that uh-huh. sort of took over. It it was a much more dogmatic type yeah. of religion rather than these are the secrets that are open to everybody if they want to follow the path. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't... And I, maybe I'm wrong about that. Do you think that, it's easier I, to control people if they're in that dogmatic black and white, oh, yeah, do definitely. this or don't if you say do this people, thing, don't do this thing? Yeah, because... And you're, you're you know, controlling the wallets as so well. So to and, turn them into materialist believers you are able to take away that unknown unknown that idealism brings Mm. which focuses the whole population of the planet onto Mm. the fact that stuff is stuff yeah rather than idealistically we are all everything yeah taken away from the the collective unconscious and taking us further away from the fifth dimension with organized religion mm. organized dogmatic yeah, religion by ignoring yeah, that important key the important element. key element which mm-hmm. is yeah your soul is great but doing loads of stuff is not going to make it better mm. or thinking yeah. about it and pondering how you interact with your reality is pointless just listen to what i tell you yeah, yeah. that's how you should interact with your reality do the rules that i tell you not your yeah. own parameters so maybe like, the simulation it, is that's part of the simulation where they're going everyone has to have the same simulation mm. But or very sim- we have to make your similar. yes we have to make it all as streamlined and as much as possible relation theory yeah so very good mm. that's why I, when we first started this I thought it was stimulation theory so I did yeah. two two weeks of porn before we had to switch over to this bullshit <laughs> milk and the shit of your I did them, I did them alongside each other just in case oh, yeah. <laughs> listen to like a simulation theory documentary while just knocking them out relentlessly why do you think <laughs> there's two screens in the office? Hey, why is that jizz all over the computer you're like is it though or is the jizz not there at all Wait, no it's, it's still it's, there no it is there every, every there. time you turn your back yeah i'm jerking it <laughs> but Quant- i think it's quantum jerking i think the answer to your question is something that you said amo before the we started the podcast which is like all of that kind of esoteric thinking of what we've talked about there of those older religions uh, goes out the window when the abrahamic tree shows up yes yeah yeah that is the, yeah. really the it one that splits be, from all the other religions it it's the one that splits the one, in the direction that says they're the one that decides they're the one that don't looks think. at the atom that's moving in a wave rather than a particle mm-hmm. they yeah. look at it and they go it's this particle and it's this particle for fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. But even no more wave. They're not only trying to control the sin, what you do, what you don't do, what's good, what's mm-hmm. not. They're straight up trying to control your thoughts. Yes. There's no such in thing private, as a bad in silence. thought. Like there, there's just there's thoughts that might make you uncomfortable. Thoughts yeah. that you're like, oh, I don't. They, they, they like try that. to control. But there's no thought that technically that. hurts anything. Yeah. Except yourself, maybe. Maybe you're. But again, if you have a health, if you're, if you sort of see a thought, like mm-hmm. what, the, what the. I suppose the Buddhist would say is you observe the thought you don't you don't shield yourself or try to or shun it or block it away yeah, or, you just look mm-hmm. at it it do- doesn't mean like fucking this or that it doesn't mean anything it's not and their best thing is that thoughts aren't you you aren't these consider thoughts. the they're lily just, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just coming and going sure one now, of the main Christian teachings is 
but you can believe in anything. You can you can do anything you want, as long as it's about Jesus. I would say believe in yeah, all the yeah. stuff, right? Believe in all the Jesus stuff, all the stuff in the Bible. You can take it or leave it, whatever you like. It's all fucking allegorical, or maybe it's real. If you want to mm. believe it is real, like twelve thousand years old, dinosaurs aren't real. Mm. All that shit. You can take all that stuff, but whatever you do, the unforgivable sin of all sins. Is not to, is to even doubt the existence yeah. of the Holy Spirit for a second. That's yeah. thought police, man. That's, That's yeah. mm-hmm. you're not even allowed. It's daring you to do it as yeah. well. It's, it's don't think of the giant pink elephant. Oh, yeah. It's kind ah. of going like, don't think about the universe. But mm-hmm. even think about totally. what don't yeah. think it's about the nature of the. Just know the nature. When you of the go into there, church, what's one about. of the first don't get in prayers. contact with it. But one don't of the first up in it. one of the first prayers you say, you go into church and he goes, "Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do." There's oh, shit. fucking no way out. Oh, no, shit. Like, there's no way out. Did you say that again? It's something to the effect of... Uh, I, I, you said it nearly right, but I, I think just want to hear it again. It's like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I can't remember the next line. And then it's, it's like... Uh, in, in my thoughts, in my thoughts and, in, and my... in my words. In what I have done and in what I have failed to do. So you're not fucking... There's no way out. Like, you're just... You're... No matter what you've done, like... You you're think fucked about if you did it and you're every, fucked if you didn't every, do it. Imagine as well, though, that... Especially Ireland 50, 60, 70 years ago... Where this is the overriding, um, let's say, philosophy. Let's because it is the religion, the Mm -hmm. philosophy. It's all the dogma. It's all there, and everyone in Ireland, if you have a a child out of wedlock, you're thrown into essentially a women's prison for the rest of your life. Yep, and your kids. The Magdalene laundries. Yeah, we'll put something up on the website. That yeah, but um, so basically. If you believe that and that's all you're told there, you've no access to like Buddhist ideas or the ideas of getting in touch with your, your I never will. emotions. But sure, like thoughts. poor mm-hmm. people in Ireland, some of them weren't even able to read. Like they weren't yeah. even, mm-hmm. they had no access to books. It's yeah, education. Like how far are we into the, the Abrahamic tree of religions? We're about like less than 100 generations of humans. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of thousand yeah, years. Yeah, I'd imagine. And that, that period of time has wiped out thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years of more esoteric thinking, more yeah. Yeah. personalized religion. So maybe that's why the quantum religion. physicists have gone about it a different way and said, okay, if you're not willing to do that, mm-hmm. then let's look at it from the mathematical point of view and try and, try and you know, find the God particle, find the Higgs boson, find... Call the, bullshit on, on the Quran and the yeah, Bible and the Torah yeah. by using current breakthroughs in technology and What's, science. What is, what is the new religion? What's the new religion? Materialism? Okay, well, we'll use materialism. Mm-hmm. To prove idealism, we'll use the material goods that you have created from your greed and want of money mm-hmm. to prove that which permeates your organized religion. Yeah, this is not the way of life that people should be living. Yeah, yeah, it sounds it sounds cool. Like, um, no, that's okay. it's it's also I I I understand that people are watching like America's Got Talent and shit like that because materialism has prompted mm. people to go and work all day, possibly in two jobs. Mm-hmm. And you see Trump is like trying to make America great again. I I can I can totally like empathize with his thinking and with his line of thought that yeah, okay. You want a country where a whole lot of people don't have to work two jobs. They don't have to go into fifteen years of crippling debt yeah. just to go to college. If they get hit by a car in the morning, God forbid, that they don't end up going bankrupt and ended up having to fucking lose their house because they got hit by a car because their insurance isn't good enough to cover their medical bills they go to hospital for a broken leg and if they didn't have their insurance paid up they end up paying 60 70 grand like a fucking you know like a mortgage yeah. payment would you say like that that materialism that people are deeply deeply entrenched in when they're working all day they come home do you think they have time to fucking consider the lily 
do you think they have time to fucking think about like where the shadows on the wall are coming from? Yeah. They're watching America's Got Talent. They might watch an episode of, of uh, uh, 11, 22, 63. Oh, yeah. The Enjoy that a small bit. Mostly they're probably watching the fucking Kardashians eating some food that's like more than one color. Or a bit of law and, and order mm, to feel highbrow. Yeah. Because Frazier's gone now. And then they're fucking, you know, Pumping at their wife, let their balls hang out, or just like jerking it, falling asleep. But they're tired as fuck. Like you, tired as you, fuck you're because they're to get... deeply entrenched in a materialistic mm. world that makes them pay money for stuff they don't need or want, and they're worn out, so they mm. can't think. That's they it. Can't, it's a very hard line. It's like. a very hard line to tread as well, because mm. to a certain extent, like materialism, it's hard to argue with certain components of materialism in terms of that we live in a material world. I'm a material I world. Like, oh, I knew it was going to happen sooner yes, or later. Son. You've been it setting that one up all sorry, sorry, Yeah, yeah. I, that, I, said, that was, I said, I'm not hitting it. That was a lovely cross. Oh, a lovely cross. Loved it. I know Barry um, Bonds. But we, like, that is part, that's part of what we are. You can't run from that. You accept that you're living in the material world. And you're a material girl. Damn it. Ah. Damn it. I'm going to say physical from yeah. now on. Mm. Um... Let's yeah. get physical, physical. <laughs> you can't get away from it. It's, uh, it's on. It's done. Um, but yeah, like we, we're we're here. You, you come on, I can you get you there. <laughs> Down on my knees. No, go on. Keep going. I'm gonna take you there. It's about the blowjob. Okay, Black Jesus. It was. So um, yeah, it's just that it's it's hard to it's hard to break it because from especially when you think the Maya is fucking strong, son. Yes, mm. there's a Maya out there now that's coming at you from a load of different media. It's coming at you from a load of different places. Like, you have really, really good Maya out there. Yeah. The Maya is fucking <laughs> super Maya. And the, Maya's, the Maya's been there since the hard drive started to boot. But think about it. If you have, if you have kids, you get but married, you have a wife. When you have dependents and shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, that the Maya, Maya is going to take like, them if you don't act yes. with them. Because yes, that, that's, yeah. that's reality. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a hard line. It's a hard you see line. You what you mean? If you have people that you love in the world, mm. it's so much you need to worry about their consciousness too because yeah. they can get swept away. You got to worry about their material really, material selves because they'll get hurt. They'll, like, there's, you have to look out for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That they're, the, physical, the physicality of life is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you know, telling? You Two of us are doing a fucking podcast for free taking... <laughs> I will have to work three days a week only, like, because I have to fucking have time to do this shit, reading yeah. up about Democritus and fucking shit like that. You know what? I got time for that. Huh? Fuck me. Of course. <laughs> to, 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 to think of higher things takes time, yeah. son. Yeah. You have to take time out of life to be like, I can't hang out with my girlfriend. I can't just sit around and watch yeah. an ep- back-to-back episodes of fucking Silicon Valley or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? You have to be, like, pressing stop on the Netflix and go and study. Like, but do you think the majority of people are really that... Or are, are materialistic in some way? Or is it just the top of the pyramid imposes that upon us to keep their system going? I think it's a lot easier than having a whole lot of people who feel um, oh, absolutely, yeah. spiritually free. I don't want what do you think is the true nature the of, the, of the crowd, like, of the majority of humans? What do you think is the true nature? Do you think, I think the majority would choose a materialistic world I, I, or they'd choose a I think some of, them, some of them are kind of developed into a materialistic world. Mm-hmm. And it's quite hard to come out of that if that's all you've ever known. Mm-hmm. Like, you yes, try, try and go tell somebody who doesn't want to know about idealism and about... But if we had the choice... I think... If we're at a technological stage now, we might have mm-hmm. the choice to do Dude, that. Every child has an imaginary friend. Uh-huh. They have fucking a made-up world. They make up stories. They play with the they box more songs, than the toy. play with the box more than the toy. Mm. Some of us keep that into our teenage years too, hey? <laughs> and I'm saying that, like, the, 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 the natural inclination of the human is to consider... 
yeah, fuck Maya. Hmm. I'm I'm running around the field. I don't have a job. I'm a child. I mm-hmm. get given food and I have imaginary friends and we all go have a big load of crack. I think I think it like will eventually the, go the, back to the sometime. Yeah. I think ultimately what humans want is we want community, warmth and compassion. That's it, yeah. And I think the fact that we judge each other like Twitter is such a fucking hate box. Mm-hmm. Like a kill box of just fucking tearing people down. And I say, love Twitter because I don't have any of that hate. I don't. I don't experience any of that stuff. All no, our, no, all our I Twitter people. I barely use it. Yeah, all our Twitter people fucking love us, mm-hmm. and mm. I, I, I really enjoy. You have to get super hard trolls. But if you, if you, yeah, and we do get trolled and robots Sometime being going flatter. We get nice trolled though. We get nice trolled by people who are just gonna mess yeah. around with us. That's all. But mm. it's it's. I can see how there's massive amounts of like consciously on unconsciously conscious people putting stuff out there and there's there's like that's twitter is another massive slice of maya like yeah Mm -hmm. but this is it this is it exactly like we're this is stuff i think we've bought into because there's a set and a system that it it goes on the the hallmarks of like you should love this because it's community and you can interact with everybody even celebrities or anyone you admire at a a second that fake it's biodegradable it's recycled it's blue when you're not looking it gives you up the arse, up to two knuckles, mm. Mm. and it's full of asbestos. Mm. Full, full oh, of it, mother, full of it. But that's I and think our natural. Denial. But <laughs> our natural thing is just we want to be communities. We want to be happy. We want to be good to each other. Mm-hmm. There's bad and the good as yeah. well. You're going to be a dickhead every now and then. But ultimately, I think that's what the human animal. Mm. I think we just want acceptance. Wants. We want to feel accepted. Yeah. We want to feel part of something more than ourselves because to be alone our, yeah. and to have all of this just be my imagination is terrifying and it's yeah. a dark room and i don't want to be in a dark room and you manifest the dissatisfaction of what you feel or what you feel is unjust to have these like massively rich people massively mm-hmm. attractive people whatever they are that you don't see yourself as um you manifest that as kind of jealousy and mm-hmm. anger and and rage and you end despair up being, and, living in like a, a bipartisan society of us and them where it's hmm. like Oh damn! They're all in the Illuminati. Yeah, they're all yeah. in the you... and we're down here scratching around with our rotten faces and our weird arthritic hands. But imagine if you were imagine like that, that. So even down to someone who's really rich or really attractive or something that you want. They have in problems some way. too. Son. They totally have problems. But if they were mm-hmm. to say, if they had this compassionate, really open world where someone be like, "Oh, I'm so ugly" or whatever, and like the hottest person there would be like. No, you're not ugly. You just you don't look the same as I look. But look mm-hmm. at this cool stuff about you. Look at the way you feel yeah. this. And or they like feel accepted into the yeah. group. And yeah. it's all without it's having all to change anything. Organism. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. you don't view attractiveness as like the apex. You yeah. don't view money as the apex. That's it's fine. It's fine thing. to have because that's like, what we want about the money. We look. We don't want the money. We want the perceived happiness it's yeah. bringing them. Yes. You go. They exactly. must have loads of buckets of happiness. And when you get to like Mr. Rothschild right at the top, and you see all his jets and all his everything that he owns, is he happy? And you're like, are you happy? And he's like, what are you talking about? I own half the money in the world. I'm like, I know, bro. But like, yeah. when was the last time someone told you you're a good lad and you're nice to hang out with and I'd like to go for a beer with you? Mm. People tell me that all the time, motherfucker. Companionship. <laughs> People tell me that all the time, and you can't buy that off me. Do you understand that? You have to go back in time and relive your life a totally different way, and you can't buy that. Well, do you have a time machine? Can you buy that? Well, maybe you can buy that, Mr. Rothschild, but it's very expensive, and you've gone the wrong direction when you could have just been having a gorgeous life, living beautifully, treating people well, and you think, oh, but I'm not very good looking. I'm I'm some old creepy dude. Mm. Yes, but if you're really nice, none of that matters at all. Yeah. None Mm. of it. And if you're really nice, and you have all that money, so that's like double win. Yes. Yeah. But maybe being an like asshole. Elon Musk, you become maybe, Elon Musk. Yeah, you become really sound and yeah. have a slightly tighter face than they would like. Then it's yeah, to then what, it's... like seriously. But Plato, Plato was on it like a car bonnet, and mm-hmm. the boys around that time seemed to have 
along with the religions from thousands of years before, but these lads really had a handle on exactly what the shit was going on. Mm. Uh, in the 5th century BC, uh, Lycopus and Lycidop and his pupil Democritus proposed that all matter was made of atoms. There the boys were like, atoms are a thing. These There's some tiny super thing we can't see. Small things we may can't. never be able to detect. They didn't know that we would go to discover these atoms were comprised of smaller things like protons, neutrons, electrons, and they in turn are comprised of smaller parts, again called quarks. Yeah. And then you have your photons and you have all your crack. And now we know that these atoms are mostly empty space. And these philosophers discovered that nothing is really touching anything else. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Like for 500 years ago, without any scientific equipment to go like, yeah, yeah mm, atoms. Um, the way that things touch each other is an electrical charge. One thing bouncing off another. Uh, both of these things essentially being comprised of basically nothing. Well, it turns out uh, the Greeks did coin that these. The, well, it was the word atom. They're spice boys it. of Greek yeah. philosophers. Democritus <laughs> is like, what are we going to call these things? We found them. What are we going to call he's them? He's the dreamy one. Yeah, Democritus. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the. Back to life. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah Plato's, right. Plato's the great dancer. But uh, <laughs> he doesn't sing very well. No. He only kind of does the harmonies in the back. But they came up with the word atom, and it's from. Uh, it's Greek, and the prefix a meaning not, and tomos meaning cut. So the word atom for them meant, meant not cut as in the smallest but, size you can get. But they didn't see Einstein coming. Yeah, chop that shit up, man. Nucleus, son. Uh, with Plato, uh, like because him and Democritus were obviously having a beef, mm-hmm. uh, he postulated that mere atoms crashing into one another couldn't randomly produce the beauty of the world. And there had to be a divine system, mm-hmm. uh, a, an overarching program mm-hmm. that was, you know, dictating how these atoms yes. were going to... Uh, interact with you couldn't have some bullshit individual department for everything yeah you need some base programming there's a, there's a boss to be to be dealt with yes uh the, the way plato and i was looking up online we're going to maybe do a video on it because it, it works a lot better visually but mm-hmm. plato went mental on the triangles he 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 loved fucking triangles mm-hmm. and it was all this like ge- thoughts of uh, geometric philosophy mm-hmm. and it was like basically he broke the elements of fire water air and earth down into shapes that could be made up of triangles and these Triangle shapes were to represent the atom that this thing was made from. So waters like H2O and the way that we would represent it. Now you'd see in science books of like the red thing and the stick and another red thing to another stick and a blue thing to another stick. Mm-hmm. as like H2O and how the atoms come together. He was making it out of triangular shapes. And my favorite of the ones that I saw was an icosahedron, which has Ooh. 20 sides. It represents water and it's made up of 120 triangles. So this is the time of like Pythagoras and all of these guys. Yeah. Fucking ge- geometry was invented. They're all like, triangle, son. And then some lad came over and went, yeah, but you know what? Pi. Do you think Plato ever tried selling those as like a, a jigsaw kit for kids at Christmas? <laughs> you're <laughs> it's, in like, it's a thousand piece you're in triangle in, you're set. In Greece and you're all like, uh, Make up the seven different elements with a, just a simple a thousand different triangles. <laughs> and like, wait, what? Jigsaw, jigsaw elements, yeah, yeah. Lovely, man. Plato's puzzles coming soon to store near you. <laughs> Partnership He's with Mattel. He's come Greece. back, yeah. <laughs> Plato's puzzles. Yeah, no one buys a game off this guy. On the wall. He's not. He's not a Greek. He's not one of us. He, he's like Hollywood's Greek. Hollywood yeah, Greek. That's a Hollywood Greek. Like the enemy at the gates, the Russians were yeah. English and the Germans were American, which is highly confusing. Mm. So I thought you meant poor Alexander where Colin Farrell just, hey, come on, we're going to fucking take over the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just had a fucking Dublin accent. <laughs> I'm fucking wrecked, man. I rode about 10 fellas last night. <laughs> it's just, it's done. The world is mine. What are you going to do over there with it? Um, Democritus 
uh, Plato's counterpart mm-hmm. and uh, the biggest, uh, you know, the original beef. Uh, Democritus is credited with the idea that man created God and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. That man created God. That's that's his materialist talk. That's his, you know, we are the most important thing and consciousness begins with us and everything is... That's mm-hmm. fucking dangerous you know? shit to say back well, yes. then, I'd imagine. I wonder, does he mean the general concept of God or the specific... Man created the oh, concept God. of God, oh. needing needing something to explain. Like what Plato was saying, that is very insane system. So to say, like, you can see how the modern religion will go. Yeah, uh, Christianity and like Jesus and God and all that stuff. And you're supposed to do what you're told, mm-hmm. which is what came out of Plato's philosophy was there is a divine force. Mm-hmm. And yet, Democritus is kind of saying man created God because we kind of need religion. We kind of mm. need God ourselves. Go At a certain time, it seemed that way. Mm-hmm. You needed a reason for people not to just like rape and pillage. Yeah. Whereas yeah. nowadays, you know, laws do that for you. Well, it's and like CCTV does that for years, you. Years later, Rousseau had a similar one. I think it was like the 17th century or something, but he's one of those enlightenment guys. And this he is Rene Rousseau? Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he had said that man was inherently good, but it was the institutions that he created that turned them bad mm, yes. which is kind like of the almost, Vatican yeah for example I the, think of that totally it's the it's the pack mentality thing it's like yeah. the, you, you would do things in a gaggle of people that you'd never do yeah. individually so mm. when we created institutions like religions like industrial powerhouses like governments we were we were creating these systems that allowed the very worst of us to come out yeah. Yeah. things we wouldn't yeah. do individually, things we wouldn't do face to face exactly yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, wouldn't screw someone over and poison their land face to face but if you have something in front of you, a veil, yeah. my God, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, man. I'll fuck you up bad if I'm disconnected from it. Boop. And this is why you're afraid, or I'm afraid at least, mm-hmm. if we have that simulation that can give people, you know, consciousness and it can be very cruel to them when played because of that sort of veneer Disconnect. between the two, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Because look at the industrial agriculture system. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. we all eat meat, right? None of us gives a flying fuck about how the animals are treated. Or if we did, we wouldn't fucking eat it, yeah. right? We yeah. wouldn't buy the cheap eggs because you know they're battery farmed. You know they are. Yeah, but it tastes the same, so. Yeah, right? Fuck it. But it's um, that disconnect that lets me fucking eat yeah, eggs no, every day, motherfucker. We're, we're fucking so disconnected My from cholesterol is through like, the yeah. roof. Boop. So is mine. <laughs> I'm a big Eggs every day. Big as a house. So uh, it reminds me of the Darren Brown uh, episode uh, where he did these experiments where it was like, oh, let's take a thing. We talked about it in the... Bobby Kennedy episode where he took uh, like a made a Manchurian candidate of a guy mm-hmm. who shot oh, Stephen yeah. Fry or whatever. He did another episode about um, the faceless cruelty of a an anonymous crowd, mm-hmm. and they had this this poor lad who was being followed around by cameras, and he come to like a, a a crux point where he was given a choice one side or the other side, and it was given to the crowd to decide what would happen. And would they be benevolent and give him, you know... A good trip? A good a good journey? Mm-hmm. Or would they give him a bad journey just to see what would happen? Uh. Now, after years and months and, and days of watching, like, EastEnders, Coronation Street, or Days of Our Lives for American listeners, or whatever, this awful fucking tr- trivial shit mm-hmm. uh, that's being, like, Novellas. slammed all over your frontal lobes. Uh, these awfully grim and egregious fucking uh, fictions of people's lives being terrible, like, you know, fighting over family or money mm-hmm. or, you know, someone's getting murdered or something. There's always something shit in those soap Your twin brother like, comes back from the dead and then kills yeah. you. Something like, uh, uh, what is it? The, the Dustin Hoffman film, what's it called? 
where he plays a woman. Tootsie. Tootsie. Like, that's shite, right? <laughs> so, you know, Dead not the movie, shite. Not, the, not the movie Tootsie, but the shit that was going on, right? So, uh, these people were all put in front of a big massive screen and Darren Brown was at, at certain points in the, sto- in the story, there was a guy going along mm-hmm. and he's in the shop. What does he buy in the shop, everybody? And they're all like, he buys a, does, he, does he buy a nice bar of chocolate or does he buy some like gone off eggs gone off eggs and, like everyone voted mm. like 100 people voted and they all had masks on so no one knew who they were yeah so because they were anonymous and because they were in a group they voted invariably for the shittiest thing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah should i i'm, I'm gonna ask you two now should i tell the spoiler to make the point in the story yeah, yeah people are gonna watch it I mean, I, they, they probably will if they like it, I mean, if they're into it. Right? Oh, I, think, I think most of this stuff's gone off 4OD now, so. Oh. So, in, this, in the show, they just bring him down worse and worse things. So, they end up going like, yeah, so he's in the pub. And does his phone get robbed? Yeah. All right, his phone gets robbed. Does he get planted with drugs and the police arrest him? Yeah. It's like, okay. It's like, but this gets, is for real. This guy's going to go to fucking jail. Like, then and people goes, are still like, yeah. Then he, he gets released from the police, whatever the way the story goes. And he ends up, they go back to his house. Now, after all you've put him through, when he goes back to his house, does he walk into his house and have a brand new flat screen TV? And we have Sally's in the studio with a brand new flat screen TV and they're all sitting there. Everyone's like, <laughs> and she's like, hi, Darren, have a brand new flat screen TV for this guy. And they're like, okay, everybody, does this guy get to keep the flat screen TV for everything you've put him through that he didn't know was happening? Like this guy volunteered months in advance. Yeah. So this thing was all happening. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it was happening. Do you let him have the flat screen TV or will Sally smash it? And they're all like, smash it! <laughs> and she smashed up the TV. And then they're all like, and what else will they do? Do you want them to smash up the apartment? Yeah! And they smashed up the apartment. Jeez. Smashed up all this shit, right? And then they're all like, do you want them to get chased up the street by uh, some guy with a balaclava? Yeah! And he was chased up the street. And to trick and fool the audience, mm-hmm. he was running down the street and a car comes out. Boom! And absolutely lamps him out of it. And then they all started to feel bad about everything they, they had done. done shits in their trousers. So they realized they were part of and, and it was the like, event. <gasps> and all the masks all came off. And they were all like, oh my God, what yeah. the fuck? And it was like a real ambulance came down. Started doing all the like heart, doing the defibrillators and all that shit. And everyone was like freak, roaring, crying. Like yeah, there was people yeah. getting up, getting sick leaving the studio and shit like going I can't handle this and people are like no you can't leave the studio you can't leave the studio for security reasons mm-hmm. man has died you have to stay here you have to leave a statement uh, they were fucking shitting yeah. because they were collectively responsible for his murder right mm-hmm. and then he walks out on stage and everyone goes ah tricked us all you fucking wankers yeah this poor lad, you, Evil put through, you put him through hell. Mm-hmm. But they had pre-recorded that thing because Darren Brown had predicted, yeah, when that people put on masks, yeah. they'd fucking do that shit. And they filmed him getting hit by a car and knew all that stuff was going to happen. But it's an amazing, amazing example of this crowd mentality when mm-hmm. you put people together in a materialistic yeah, yeah. materialistic environment that they will do mm-hmm. the worst possible thing. Absolutely, man. A lot of thought experiments have showed that if, if someone you believe is more authoritative than you tells you to do something, You'll do it. You'll do it, yeah. yeah. And if, again, if you have anonymity, you'll stoop to almost yeah. any depth. Yeah. Stanford prison experiments. And yeah, other, that's yeah. it. That's it, man. It's horrible, isn't it? It's a horrible yeah. idea. Like. Yeah, because you think you're better than that. Yeah. For those who oh. don't know quickly, Stanford prison experiment is a bunch Switched of guys who were prisoners and a bunch of guys who were guards mm-hmm. and they treated them really badly and then they switch, switch positions and it had to end almost immediately because... Mm-hmm. And the, the empathy who, people the learned people as a prisoner were, yeah. Yeah. didn't really shine through no, as much as the, the nope. hate and vengeance did. So let's go through idealism and materialism then. Materialism is the theory that everything is matter, including our brains and therefore our thoughts. 
a set of neurochemical synapses that help make sense of the world around us. If we touch a chair, if we feel the chairs there, our nerves in our fingers feel the chair and it lets our brain know it's there. The light reflects off our chair and into our eyes and we see it's there. It's stuff. It's the things. Mm. Idealism is a much more interesting uh, theory. And one that's becoming more popular. Um, I, I personally adhere to idealism. I, I, I am of the mind. Yeah, I'd like to distance myself from materialism mm-hmm. as much as possible. But idealism considers that everything outside the mind is only there because of the mind and matter is a secondary substance. So, you know, thoughts become words, words become actions or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you think, oh, I'd love to buy that thing. And then that thing is a thing, you know. Yeah. I'd love to make something. And now because of all these like cottage industries and all these Kickstarters and all that kind of crack, stuff is now becoming material mm. a lot easier than years ago. Like a zombie preparedness kit that you thought, no one's actually going to make that because yeah. it's such a waste of time. But now people are actually starting totally a Kickstarter, meant. making it and sending out like yeah. prototypes of it. Uh, materialism claims that nothing can be true unless observable. Mm-hmm. And idealism counters this, right? Hmm. Uh, we will see this explained more in the double slit experiment when we talk about it in a few minutes. Uh, but there's a strong marriage of the two in modern science with string theory, taking facets of both theories and trying to find an answer to an unanswerable question. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, we have a profound understanding, but still incomplete, uh, how natural processes were causing evolution and how it still works today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean humans, not us at this table, because obviously we don't have a profound understanding. We do not anything. have a profound understanding of <laughs> yes. this. Uh, we have a profound understanding, we humans, uh, of the physical laws of the universe and the origin of the cosmos in the form of special relativity, general relativity, Saul Einstein, quantum mechanics, uncertainty principle, Heisenberg, uh, quantum chromodynamics, which, time. Is, which is time, time Stacked drops. Stacked time, everywhere. Yeah. And then the expansion of the universe and how that is going on. Now, a lot mm. of that is still speculative and some of it has been proved wrong for what we thought we knew for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how time which is dilates. the beauty the of science. Expanses. It reserves the right to be, Absolutely. to have new information correct itself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but we don't know and we'll never know uh, really what's really actually really happening a lot of it is kind of guess hmm. kind of guesswork or by the time we do know the answer to that we'll have new questions that are so yeah. far ahead of the current Absolutely. questions that we'll get yeah. the answers the to the materialism will will outweigh the <laughs> <laughs> the idealism of of those theories but both of those theories materialism and idealism are both simultaneously unfalsifiable and both unprovable yeah mm-hmm. so i mean it's kind of a, a, an ongoing argument so when we're talking about like actually creating a reality mm-hmm. we're talking about actually a computer that will be able to make what we were talking about earlier on Eamon, which was the solipsism of this is my reality created in my brain mm-hmm. yeah how right? can we how can, like is there a computer that can do that is my brain doing that i don't think so it's not <laughs> it's not powerful enough to be able to do like calculus and yeah. second our brains aren't yeah. that super powerful anyway. no they're not. But we, we over we, we over compensate for them a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Especially in front of hot girls. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's just like how can a whole planet of individuals be made? Like how big does that computer have to be to be able to do that? I mean, in the likes of Grand Theft Auto on these sandbox games, you have loads of AI. Mm-hmm. But it's all based on some sprites that are, that act in certain ways, and yeah. like how they look or how they treat you, depending on your status. So you get four stars. The cops are chasing you, but the cops are all programmed to do whatever they're supposed to do. Some of yeah. them, like when they yeah. come at you, will drive over a ramp and fly off into the sky or whatever because <laughs> yeah. they're fucking idiots. But it's all programmable. It's all a set 
mm-hmm. a finite amount of choices. Yeah. Right? Like if you hit a cop car in your car, you get two stars. But if you beat someone to death in front of them, you get one star. Yeah. You yes. know, that kind of way. Judge, Judge Judy. Judge Judy. In Judge Grand Judy. Baloney! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the brain-computer interface versus the computer-brain interface, the way... When I looked it up, the way that it was explained to me or the way I, I found... Um, it ended up having massive numbers that I really, like, I understand them, mm-hmm. but I don't, I can't, I really don't have, like, a realistic grasp of how actually big these numbers are, right? So I know what, like, 41 is versus, like, 21. Yes. I know that's bigger. Yes. But when you're talking about 10 to the power of, like, 42 or whatever. Yes. That's, yeah. like, 10 with 42 zeros. Yeah, it's like light years. It's super hard to imagine. It's like, how yeah. the fuck is there that many of things mm-hmm. do you know and that sentence wasn't even great yes <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah. how the fuck is there that many of things but you can see what this kind of maths does to your brain oh, especially language I'm center I'm fucking melted so the scientist uh, a mathematician Eric Drexler has outlined a design for a system the size of a sugar cube so a computer system that will uh, emulate the amount of processing power that a human brain has mm-hmm. so it's the size of a sugar cube oh. which is excluding the cooling and power supply mm-hmm. This would perform 10 to the power of 21 instructions per second. Mm-hmm. So these are cycles. This is like, uh, you know, like you get your 2.5 gigahertz computer. So that's like 2,500,000 uh, cycles per second. So this is 10 to the power of 21 mm-hmm. instructions per second. Right. Um, another uh, uh, scientist, I couldn't get his name. He gives a rough estimate that... Uh, a, a computer on the size of a large planet, a processor. That is, so, sugar cube, you have a 10 to the power of 21 cycles. Uh, 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 a processor the size of a large planet, say like Earth, for example, mm-hmm. would be able to do 10 to the power of 42 operations per second. That's 10 with 42 motherfucking zeros at the end of it. Per Almost second. double. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge, right? Um, so, this is a large planet size processor, right? They estimate, using these calculations, that a processor would be able to replicate the entirety of human history as a simulation mm-hmm. and have the memories... Every experienced second, yeah, which totals into way more than the, the total time. Like all YouTube. human history. Yeah. And all the people that ever lived, all their experiences, memories, thoughts, and all the processes it would take for to recreate them in a simulation mm-hmm. would take... Around 10 to the power of 36 operations per second. Okay, so less than a planet-sized computer. Yeah, so if we Like had, a processor the size it's of... Like, it's like 10 to the power of 8 less. Mm. Something the moon size per second. Maybe. Yeah, I mean... Depending on how you fit your cooling systems and whatnot. Yeah, the moon but is just like an extra... <laughs> the moon could be a, a giant server. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the, the, the thing that runs it. That's the processor yeah. that and you would need. it's the size of a, of a moon. Yes. This is this isn't uh this isn't quantum compute. Is this our current thing? It's not looking for This is this is the the processor that Eric Drexler made. So it's not quantum computing yet. Designed. So that's not, he, that's he, he, didn't, he didn't actually make it, make it, did he? Uh not make it, make it, no, so, just design. The sugar yeah. cube idea Absolutely. is just multiply that into yeah. the size of the moon. It's yeah, part of the gotcha, human gotcha. the human brain project, which we're going to talk about. When now. I was yeah, twelve, I designed an Apache attack helicopter that fired live sharks. So so Make your dreams come true, who's son. Who's the real genius? Mm-hmm. Make your fucking dreams come true. Those sharks would really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine. Sharks are crazy motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Right? So to have this planet, 
uh, sized computing power would mean that we could totally make a planet sized simulation mm-hmm. with the planet as the computer and it'd be powerful enough to make it run. So if we yes. started to use like nuclear processors or plasma processors like they do with quantum computing mm. uh, or they plan to do, we get the processor cycles up to the level needed to make this theory true. So, I mean, what happens if the planet Earth is, is that processor? Mm. Like inside the plasma, the magma, whatever's inside the... the, the is a neural network. Is it, yeah, it's a processor okay. inside the planet, right? Uh, oh, yeah, fuck. Like Mother Gaia is creating the reality on the surface mm-hmm. and inside. Oh, fuck that. So, there's, a, there's an organization called the Human Brain Project and they estimate that the computational power of the human brain is estimated to be about 10 to the power of 14. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Seems pretty good. Yeah, I mean... Happy with that. We're able to do that many cycles a second. And yeah. that takes in all of the, you know, the little bits, like the neurons and all yeah. the stuff that fires up, like loads of shit going on. In and the, yet still in we all get mark. confused by a magic eye painting. Yeah, that's that's just the tiny bit that we're using. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the like, way we're using like it. the start bar. We're not using it right. Um, the Human Brain Project is a neuroscientific project to find a way to replicate brain function in a computer. And it's going on from March of this year for two years. And they're getting loads of funding and all that stuff, right? So they claim... That to get the processing power of the brain to get it that strong, that computer that strong, may happen as soon as 2023 with the likes of quantum computing and all this kind of technology as it advances over the next six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone knows anything about computers, you know when you're buying a computer, it has to have a certain amount of gigabytes of RAM, you have your processor, and then you have like whatever your graphics card and all that stuff, right? So the amount of RAM that would be needed. So the way that the human brain works, it's not really on processing power. It would be on the ability to do the calculations, mm. not the amount of calculations that could be processed, but the amount that could be laid out on the table, as it were, of the RAM to be fed into the processor. So the processor can do it no problem. Yeah. But it's just the amount that have to be done and in the order they have to be done in. That's the difficulty with replicating the human brain inside a computer, right? Mm -hmm. So to replicate the human brain's processing power uh, 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 or the memory power of the human brain, they would need 500 petabytes of RAM. So a petabyte is a thousand terabytes. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that have like big ass... uh, uh, hard drives and stuff with loads of movies and stuff on them, right? You get a one terabyte hard drive. That holds quite a lot. Yeah. Mm. It seems like all you'll ever need in your lifetime. Yeah. But that is a thousand gigabytes, mm-hmm. a terabyte. And a, a, a thousand gigabytes, a gigabyte is a thousand megabytes. So you're looking at, on your computer, you have eight gigabytes of RAM. Eight. Yeah, yeah. give or take. Yeah. And this needs So a terabyte is a thousand sorry, of them. petabytes. Yeah. Right, so eight gigabytes of RAM on those little sticks that I don't know if any of you've ever seen them. It's like a little green plastic, uh, uh, a little green plastic plate, and it has these black, um, like graphite mm. boxes on them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, so eight gigabytes is what like a laptop would have. You need a thousand of them to get to a terabyte, and another thousand of them to get to a petabyte. Five hundred million gigabytes. Yeah, but it's there is probably that much. Memory in the world, isn't it? Right now. Yeah, but that's to create... Just one brain. One brain. brain yeah, but that's son. what I mean. There could be just that one AI brain, fully functioning mm. AI brain that's like hiding out there on the internet right now. The most advanced... Furiously trying to create more. The most advanced RAM that has ever been ran in a computer ever mm-hmm. 
is in, uh, I think it's called Project Sequoia. Like the tree. Yeah. And it's 1.5 petabytes of RAM is its processing power. Mm-hmm. That's 1.5 petabytes. It seems like a lot in one sense, but compared to the number it takes to make one brain, it seems like not nearly enough. It seems like 500 times less yeah. <laughs> than what you need it to be. <laughs> <laughs> nearly. It does seem like that. Yeah, shit, man. <laughs> um, so th- it's because the neurons that fire in the brain are really complex, but they claim to get away with less because there will be less information drop off from a non-biological mm-hmm. system. So if you're using mm-hmm. like, you know, pure maths and all that stuff and it's not getting lost in the wet stuff, uh, you could totally... Totally do that. Plus the fact with quantum computing, I was kind of thinking to myself today, could the data sharded system work? Like a data shard, like a P2P, like a torrent where Mm -hmm. you go to download a gigabyte of a movie, right? Mm -hmm. And on a hundred computers, it has that movie in a hundred parts. So you can equally, you can connect to five computers at a time and download the little small bit that you need for each one. Mm -hmm. So when you, you know, when you go to download a torrent, the more sources it has, the quicker it downloads because those guys are all feeding you a small piece at a time. So, could a data sharded system where all of our brains are all hooked up to this thing, the singular subconscious, be used as a central processor? Yeah, that mm-hmm. instead of the planet being the processor, that we are actually all smart, all small parts of the processor, and it's using the passive parts of our brain to run the rest of the world. Mm. Like the way Seti's using parts of my hard drive that I'm not using to crunch data. Exactly. I am getting massive deja vu right now. Oh shit! So. Right now, feeling it, big time. Right. I haven't let Seti use unused parts of my hard drive in like fifteen years, maybe. But what's to say that we are not all here to be like la 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 to make sure that the empty parts of the brain that we're not using right now are available for to keep the simulation going? Oh wow, we're just organic fucking servers. Yeah. Oh, so dude, instead, of- that's the worst one yet. <laughs> that's the worst option yet. So maybe it's not the whole uh, AI taking us and using our electrical currents in our brain as batteries to run their machines but maybe it's like we are the computer and and could that great idea or the thought your you and your friend had together or the movie that you just came out with uh, uh that you just like imagined mm-hmm. when you were a kid and now it's after coming out of the cinema mm-hmm. could that be like the data leaking from the collective unconscious that you're hooked into as a server component is just leaking into your conscious brain ram and you're like oh my God, I knew that thing. Or the Mandela effect where you're like, I thought that thing happened. Like, you know yeah, stuff that yeah. you know you shouldn't know because there's bits being left over from your brain being used as the components for the server. So each, it like, the other way on a server, you'd have like a load of racks and on all the racks are all little processors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have loads of individual processors that come together into one uh, processing power. We're all those data racks, except we have to walk around and eat food and shit. So you're saying... Emo did write Inside Out before it came out. Yeah. And you should be fucking throwing a suit, a writ against Michael Eisner and Disney right now. I'm going to get mad. Bagging some of that coin, man. That Star Wars dollar. <laughs> get yourself some I'm of the back that, end. That was, Pixar that was cheddar. Lost. <laughs> he did that shit. But, like, imagine that's what I thought of this afternoon. I was yes. going, like, mm. as, I, as I connected into the fucking, you know, I was sitting, considering the lily, man, I was, I was thinking some hard shit this afternoon. And... We that only was, exist. That was the idea that they came up with. That we are all parts of a P two P torrent like uh, server system for the simulation of our planet. But that means that some of us might go our entire lives as unused spare processing power that never gets needed. Or hello, or, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, honestly, or the people that don't have a higher thought that don't end up 
using other parts of their brain to do that. The people who watch the Britain's Got Talent or the America's Got Talent and the Kardashians and stuff like oh, that, wow. those people that love that stuff are being used more by the server. That's why they don't have any extra room for any other higher thought. They're like, we need a bunch of people oh, that don't wow. think that aren't using up their processing power of their brain. Like, do you know in a day, if you're doing loads of thinking, that you'll burn like 1,100 calories? That's all from your brain. Yeah, man. That's true. Like, your brain uses... Being worried as shit. (laughs) 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 Shitting. You shit a lot when you're... you're, Tell you to lose weight. Just send yourself fake letters (laughs) from the bank. (laughs) Scare the fuck out yourself. But yeah, man. Like, that's... that's Maybe... maybe It sounds very plausible, but I I don't like it. No? Mm. Well, I don't... It's So far, it's the one I want to be true the least. Yeah, well, that's a Gordon Ratchford original there, maybe. He's, man, fuck, man. Just philosophers done it for 1,500 years. Some cons has thought of that shit before, but maybe not. Yeah, Put it yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there has heard anything like that theory. The P2P. That we are P2P. the P2P. We are the sharded data Here's system that mm-hmm. is using uh, the human brain, the unused human potential in oh. the brain. Uh, as processing power to run the same Organic computers are so much better Organic than quantum ones. Yeah. yeah. Send it over to James Gates. See what he says about <laughs> ah, it. Ah, St. James's Gates. Mm-hmm. So if James Gates, then, the, yeah. the la- he's going to be uh, copywriting my my ideas. Maybe I might use it as mm-hmm. a, I love a James screenplay Gates. or something like this. He, he's got a good energy about him. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. I like him. Giving Neil deGrasse Tyson a lot of sass. Yeah. Poor old Neil. Uh, this was my idea, Neil. Do you want to draw me to let me finish? Neil's just his hype man. Neil just repeats everything he says oh, oh. more incredulously. Hang on, so what you're saying, <laughs> like it's an yeah. infomercial or something? Rich, you get two free? Rich. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, um, fucking yeah. yeah, basically, it's it's quite funny if you if you type in S James Gates, you will find a video where it's him and a selection of other um, quantum physicists mm-hmm. and Neil deGrasse Tyson presenting. And uh, he's it's called the theory of everything. The conference. theory. It is there. I thought it was a different something. Al. Uh, there was Al a Sharpton. different one I saw. No, it wasn't Al Sharpton. He looks like. James he looks Gates, so much like that's Al Sharpton. A bit racist, I think, because <laughs> he looks like him. Not, yeah. not where I was going with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah. I think there might be. It probably could be exactly the same thing. It There's is the one same I saw thing, with yeah. a different uh, different blurb on it or whatever. But um, yeah, basically, in this talk, they're kind of talking about these different ideas about the quantum the quantum reality what it means mm-hmm. and uh james gates just he opens the door and he says sure i done went and found computer code and it's in string theory i think of that one neil and deGrasse neil degrasse tyson. tyson just sort of like buckles over he kind of goes hang on so are you are you trying to tell me we live in the matrix and uh it's it's off it's obviously you know that the grammar is much better than mm. what I'm <laughs> espousing here. It seems to be the it seems to be the most concrete evidence that the theory that describes yeah existence yes yeah has a very computer like code in it. Like. Essentially, what without taking the piss, I suppose what what he's saying is, um, theoretical physicist James Gates, he's found computer code in string theory equations. So basically, the numerations and the calculations that they use to the algorithms yeah to to kind of calculate these theories Mm -hmm. um you know they've found computer code within these equations Mm -hmm. that they've created which if you just sort of fucking stop and think about it for a second we've created these equations which help to explain what we think might be there but have no proof of and within these equations that we've created and Mm -hmm. have no proof of that's solid we have found code from 
simple web browsing code inside these equations. It's web browsing code. When you break them down. It's Google search code. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, essentially. Essentially, web browsing code. So which came first, the, the string theory or the Google search code? Huh? Did, you mean did the Google? Did someone did someone somebody from Google go deep into string theory and go, "Hey, let's use this because it looks good." Or did someone like write the code? It entered the the great subconscious, and then someone pulled it back down again. And then whatever's like creating the simulation just went, "Oh, that's elegant. I'll use that piece in my you see the big, simulation." The big problem is I'm too stupid to understand how the and like I understand a really simple equation, mm-hmm. you know, from my my secondary school days. X plus n equals x n. What you know, some of them <laughs> numbers is letters. <laughs> this is how you get an average. But um, like <laughs> add them together, divide by the amount. <laughs> give me two, give me four, I give you three. <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, yeah, like I don't under, I just don't understand how an equation is produced to describe something that's theoretical and mm-hmm. not real. Like, I, I just don't, I'm not saying, like, I don't mean to say that disparagingly and be like, this sounds like a load of hogwash to me. I just don't, like, I well, don't. How does someone think of an idea and then write a math equation yeah, to try and explain it? Can't make sense I've never really understood that either. From what I understand of it, which is not a whole hip, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Doyle from the CBS will attest to that. <laughs> that. I haven't got a fucking notion. I haven't got a blue clue. But from what I can understand, right? Mm-hmm. You're starting off with an unknown. And that yeah. unknown is this. And then you're using other proven or proved uh, uh, equations that you know work for things that you have. Oh, guessed so they have to synchronize. Hey man, do you think that this is this? Let's do a thing. You put the properties out. of your theory yes. into an existing. So oh, like yes. Okay. You're building okay. on the shoulders of giants or whatever. And you're trying yes. to find he, he explained that super easy. There, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> way better. Something that we do we like, like, for a week and be like, how the fuck does this thing work? <laughs> but the thing is, because they're trying to use this unified field theory that Einstein has built upon a materialistic yes. uh, basis, just like um, Newtonian physics is built on all of these suppositions, when now we're finding out with the advancement of quantum physics and this kind of like esoteric science that people are kind of Mm -hmm. getting in touch with now that a lot of Newtonian physics can be somewhat disregarded and kind of thrown to the side. Or isn't blanket. Isn't blanket the way it purports to be. Yeah, it's not absolute. Uh, Mm -hmm. Same with all of these mathematical equations where they're going, okay, well, we thought this was this and this is this. So we're supposing or the supposition is that that being all things equal and that being true we can then say for this unknown that we need, we take this equation, which we know to be true, which may not be true. We take this other one, which we know to be true, which may not be true, and put it together to try and find an answer for, let's say, epsilon, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the thing we yeah. don't know. It's the known unknown. But because those two other things are built on maths equations from the fucking 40s and 50s that lads came up with that people have been working on for years, mm. there is now hundreds of mathematicians and physicists working on unified field theory. Yeah. That can't do anything to advance where the lads got in the 30s and 40s, like Einstein. Einstein went from general relativity to special relativity in less than 10 years. And then in the last 80 years, thousands of scientists and uh, physics uh, 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 maestros have not been able to fucking go an inch further because they're like working off of bad suppositions. That's Mm. what I... Yeah, to be. it's potential, it's potential. Like, it's like they can't get past the level because they're like, they don't have the... They're not using the right... The right moves, numbers, man, you know? yeah. But it's like Candy Crush Saga. You get a, a few quick wins going and then suddenly you're so far ahead of somebody else they can't catch you up. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And it ends up being... Maybe that's all it was. It ends up being the unicorn. It ends up being string theory is like the fucking bleh. Mm. And there's so many different iterations and permutations of it. That, Methodologies. Yeah, people are pulling little bits out of it going, oh, I've solved that tiny bit. And everyone goes, yeah. deadly. But that's not the bit. It's like trying to do Sudoku yeah. by filling in five or six of the numbers. And you also have to that. worry as well about the, the ego involved yeah, within man, these. Because this is a big problem with science. Like, uh, and without getting into the quantum or any of that, but with just regular science, I've heard people tell me that like there's an awful lot of stealing and uh, manipulating facts yeah. to mm-hmm. you know apparently to it jam it into quite, your own narrative well if you want to make a life as a scientist you kind of have to make a life as a scientist you know yeah, but you're building you on the shoulders to, of giants, it out. there's yeah. nobody that's out there coding a website or coding a game and they're not going onto the likes of GitHub or mm, any of these yeah, services yeah. where they're going I need a thing that bounces up and down and is white and has a thing and has this measurement and you just go into GitHub and you take a bit of code and you go, cool, that's the bit. Or yeah. somebody comes to you and goes, hey, I want to build a website and I, I kind of want that little feature from such and such a website. You just go into the source and just go, yep, and take yeah. the code. Oh, but I mean some of these, like, these scientists are manipulating the data to yeah, get, but that's what I'm saying. They're, a difference. They're want, they want an outcome. They want to be mm. in a certain political uh, regime or regimen where they go like, I want to get funding from this crowd. So I'm going to say that. Yeah, my findings yeah. find something positive for this crowd they'll give me money so I can do the thing I actually want to do yeah like it's fucking well that's business, part of it like, part of it as well is just ego people, yeah, <laughs> yeah part of it is just like I, I want, want to be, be right. the right guy yeah. you know but, um, but the thing is when they're finding those right wrong answers other people are going well that's the guy that was right wrong but was he wrong at all I'm going to build my whole theory based on this guy who was basically wrong like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know that's why they can't find an answer because they don't they don't know where the mistake is as far back as they go yeah but you would wonder then how, and James Gates talks about it, that Claude Shannon f- f- found this uh, code in the mm-hmm. 1940s. Oh, he invented the code in the, the 1940s. Yeah, he invented this, had, yeah, this new yeah. type of code that's now used in modern computing. In search engines. But how did, how did Shannon come up with that when yeah. string theory wasn't invented yet? Is Shannon the great simulator? Did did string or is theory... it one of his personas? One of his player personas is yeah. is some person named Claude Shannon in the nineteen forties. But really, it's the the one real live player in the game. That's why they say Jesus mm. was the son of God and was God at the same time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was made by God, but actually was God. But it was booting the game. Oh my! Player, player one. number one. Player one <laughs> yeah. has entered the game. Was player one Jesus? Would he not have been Alexander the Great in player one or yeah. before that? Somebody... Different iterations. Hmm. It was really weird. Did you see those graphs and all that were behind him at that seminar? Yes. They were awesome, right? They were lovely looking. It, it reminded me almost of those... Um, oh, the visual the, representation of the, the equation. Visual representation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Like, yeah. I, I, I used to have awful trouble with parabolas. Yeah. Trying to find out which way they go. And I'm like, it's fucking Carby Ben. It looks like a titty. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. Just draw a squiggle and hope you're right. Yeah. Show your work. No. <laughs> Not doing it. You saw this thing looks like a long titty. <laughs> A long time. Yeah. Uh, but it was really it was really cool when I saw those uh, uh, graphs and I went, oh, what are they? And I went looking them up. Yeah. What and I they? found that they're actually called ad- adinkras. Nice. Adinkras. And they are graphs of the super symmetric algebraic equations that contain the strings of bits and bytes that make up the string theory. I believe that the Tesseract is in the uh, string. Yeah. It's all, there's oh, loads of these. The four uh, dimensional uh, representation of yeah. the. Yeah. 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 So the Tesseract, yeah, it's, it's um, uh, there's an app that you can get for your phone. Shit, what's it called? There's like a three, like a, a to explain what, what the fourth dimension is. They explain fourth and fifth dimensional. You can download an app and it's just like a little 20 minute thing and it'll show you a cube and then it'll show you a Tesseract and yeah. how it's made and mm-hmm. why it 
why it moves the way it does and how and stuff they like move that. as they're kind of yeah, yeah it's deadly man i like there's a really interesting sort of drawing to represent it uh, it's a static drawing yeah. but it's cool it's like it's like a a cross but then in the middle of the cross there's like the it's like a an x yeah. in the middle of the cross if you like um, it looks it looks kind of to me it looked like a cube that had like points out of each corner and then mm. there was like panels on each corner but each panel had its own yeah, yeah. cube so it was like when you turn it in this thing it'll show you how yeah. how time travel is perceived or whatever in this app uh you look up like tesseract app or whatever mm. um it's you know, it marvel app it melted my face for about an hour <laughs> yeah uh i was like what the fuck but these adinkras are like these graphical representations but when they're graphed out mm-hmm. They end up, and this is deep in the string theory code, mm-hmm. when they're graphed out, they look like these big uh, uh, Turkish carpets. Uh, carpets. Yeah. <laughs> they're these huge, super symmetrical. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it seems like it's a really familiar pattern. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at it, yeah. you go, oh, man, that's it looks familiar. Like so much stuff has looked like that pattern. It, it can almost it, look like a on the, flag. Some, some yeah, a flag. Do you know what it looks like? The back of a Native American's wool jacket. It looks like the towels mm. I buy on holiday at the beach. Yeah. The towels I'll, that you'd say. I'll, I'll pack a sweaters. <laughs> I'll pack yeah, a sweater. sweaters. I yeah. will pack a sweater. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But crazy, man. Like, so the argument for this being real is that these equations don't have a flow of time. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, this, the, the, the guys that were arguing in that seminar were saying, yeah, but your equations that you have, Jim, don't factor in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't, you can't explain the, the time part of those equations in string theory, which we need to have as our uh, existence. This is the yes. older lad that Neil, Neil yeah. Tyson was close to going, keep yeah. talking, you keep, keep going, talking, keep, going. keep talking, Jesus Christ, I'm freaking but, out. But the counter argument to that is, and going back to my theory of all of us being the, the parts of the processors, mm-hmm. that this may be, time itself may be the upper limitations of the processor that simulates our world mm. so that like for the likes of photons let's say when we're going to be talking about non-locality uh-huh. you can send a photon split it in half put both of them on opposite sides of the universe mm. and heat one up and the other one heats up too yeah oh and there's no lag in the information no transfer between them so it's right, not right, like right. the speed of light that you need yeah. to get mm-hmm. so the speed of light is the upper limit yes. of material oh, the, the material speed, processing yeah. speed Removing so, the idea, though, of some sort of link, a psychic-ish link. But because... Mm. Spooky you action at a distance. Spooky action. Yeah. It, yeah. But you can't send a physical thing like a human or a cat or a rat or a, a fucking aphid mm-hmm. the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Because it's too many atoms mm-hmm. to keep together. Yeah. The processor has to keep all of them together mm-hmm. at any one point in time as it goes faster towards the speed of light. As time slows down because it's matter. Mm-hmm. So the processor has to work really super hard to keep all those atoms in the right place, like in the Star Trek holodeck, has to break them all down and then rebuild them yeah, all, yeah. Yes. or like the um, the transporter in mm. the fly. So every time you get transported, you Teleported. die and are reborn. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the the secret that, history of the, the holodeck, right? History, you know? the, the transporter in Star Trek, right? So you can send a photon, and it's no lag, instantaneous transportation mm-hmm. information. Yes, but if you send an aphid. Yes. That's still millions and millions of atoms to make up that tiny little insect and it all has to be in the right place. Yes. Never mind the aphid's consciousness, whatever small, however small that yeah. may be. So you're not going to be able to send that at the speed light because that's the process and limits of this simulation. You yeah, can't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, right? 
Yeah, yeah. To and the way it. the way that they just to, to give an idea because it, it's very hard to digest. So the best way I tried to figure out this was listen to people talk about video games the way yeah. they are and use that as a conduit to understand how our system might work. And new video games are coming useful for some. Oh, I love them. Um, but yeah, the idea. So say for in a, in a video game, the the system has access to everything at once. There's equidistant to yes, every pixel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if it wants to move two things, the system doesn't need to travel between the those two lines. Yes. Yeah, because it's just it's all it has access to. It takes everything. one out of reality. Yeah. Puts the other one in. There's not versa. there's not really a, a s- speed to get from A to B. Like mm. why can you warp from level two to level eight in yes. Mario? It's the Instantly. same thing because yeah. you don't have to travel physically world to world, beat the six castles, and yes. then fight Bowser. Because the rules of that universe is... Yeah. You just wipe the stage of the physical place here and yeah. just redress yeah. it. So, just clear one thing up for me then. What you're saying is is that like sending something physical, like a gnat or whatever, mm. probably not, not too super possible, but just to send a pure consciousness... But I think just consciousness, information only. Consciousness has no corporeal form, so mm. therefore there are no atoms that are needed... To transfer, so when you're doing that thing with those photons, all you're transferring is information. You're and not transferring the matter. Yeah, okay, yeah. so so, so what is you can travel from one end of a universe to another instantly. Then your consciousness, but your consciousness only. So like when people talk about like seeing a fucking UFO or some sort of mm-hmm. extraterrestrial entity just like appear and then disappear, or if it's a ghost, or if it's a cryptid, or if it's a whatever, it's outside of time and outside of space. So people, but it can uh, do that instantly. People yeah. say I experienced last time. Yes, yeah, and yeah. yet. I felt like I was there for days and weeks. Mm-hmm. So it could be that you get an hour of lost time mm-hmm. to take your corporeal form mm-hmm. as much as they can out of wherever you are now in this reality. FedEx that as quick as they can. Mm, keep that somewhere in a ditch. or maybe But your consciousness in, is awake yeah. all that time. Your consciousness yeah. is awake and it experiences experience. time linearly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can have weeks on the, on the ship, mm-hmm. but for your corporeal form, because your consciousness is outside of time and space. Yes. It's experiencing it linearly, like really, really long, and your body only experiences a small amount of time. Like that bit in Interstellar when it gets closer to the to the to the sun that's dying, and the gravity is a lot heavier. Yes. The time for the lad on the ship that they left behind is way longer, and it's only an hour or two when they go to the planet. Remember in Interstellar? Mm-hmm. So they go into. I'm the thinking planet. of contact with Jodie Foster as well. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, stop yeah, that yeah. running my Same brain too. Shame. So they go to the planet that's close to the that's close to the black hole. The black hole is sucking in the time mm-hmm. and light and all that stuff, and everything is very, very densely gra- gravitationally uh, uh, compacted, including time. So that when they get onto the planet, time is com- compacted or contracted, so that it goes much, much slower the closer you get to the black hole. So on the ship further away from the black hole, time is going a lot faster compared to the guys that are on the planet. Yes. So when they all get back to the ship. It's only been a couple of hours for them, but it's been like 40 years for your body. And the, yeah, and so I could do like super sensitive future carbon dating and go, oh, I can tell by the decay of atoms on your body that you've only been gone for two weeks. And you go, no, 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 because my brain says 70 years. Yeah, man. Yeah. So your consciousness is tantamount to... So Al Bielik isn't a bullshitter? Maybe not. <laughs> no, he <laughs> fucking is. Part of, that, part of that string theory as well, which kind of accounts for, let's say, I don't know, seeing a fucking ghost or something. Mm. Like from another, from another dimension, right? Well, it's so, yeah, if dimensions rubbing off each other and our atoms yeah. vibrate at a certain frequency. Yeah. Now, if you can tap into the vibration of the other universe or the other dimension, that's maybe possibly crossing paths with right. this dimension. Talking about the and it's like an old-timey radio where yeah. it's, it's yeah, hard it's to nail the signal yeah, down. Yeah, it's the waves and particles Get it of clear. different universes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a radio transmitter kind yeah. of tuning in whatever 
frequency essentially and sometimes you get the, the signal super clear and your chair goes flying across the room and sometimes mm. you get the signal really unclear and you just get a mild shadow passing in the night because what, what what's the I suppose, probability I guess what's the probabilities of all these crazy things that people report constantly is, is even like maybe a percent of it do you know, do you know what I mean does it, or does it actually is there really something the that's representing yes yeah like yeah. again because it can't all just be out of nowhere can it can every like mystical or paranormal experience ever just come have come purely been dreamed up out of nothing I, or I, is there something that's giving something some that's like rise saying, to the big bang come out of something it's yeah, the same thing you know? is it is it most people's imagination i would i would expect a certain percentage of it is mm. but a good lot of it is stuff that's actually happening because a lot of people wouldn't lie about it but know? could imagination itself but that's be what i mean this vibrate like it's it the, the, the biggest problem not problem it's not a problem at all i suppose the biggest uh Optical point of this understanding it's just it's just it disencapsulates everything and nothing like it's yes all right well i mean it's we're after getting into non-locality so let's talk about uh, uh, quantum entanglement and non-locality in as easy a way to understand on an audio podcast as it is possible we'll we'll try to hold Uh, off on the jokes yeah we're we're in deep now lads get your get your second joint started um non-locality is basically the phenomenon where one quantum particle can influence another one simultaneously over an infinite distance Uh, These theories suggest that there is some kind of connection between the particles, even though there's no transfer of energy, but there is a transfer of information somehow. And that goes to the tests to your uh, video game, game, where they're projecting a 3D world onto a 2D plane using a processor that's equidistant to every pixel and is in control of every pixel by a third party in an extra dimension. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In a different dimension to the player or the the character. To to what the character would experience as its own subjectivity. Yes. So... In Einstein's paradigm, he suggests nothing can travel faster than light. But consciousness and information apparently can, because consciousness is just information. There's no material or corporeal form. So, like the transfer of information between split photons, it can travel faster than light instantaneously. Even. Mm-hmm. That's why Maybe ideas not. are timeless. Yeah, man. You can send your consciousness back in man. time. Like me when I was having all of those crazy deja mm. vus. That was me thinking about myself back in time or maybe it was me then thinking about all the things in the future because it's stacked stacked time yeah boom this mm-hmm. is due to the photons behavior the inexplicable behavior of the photons right so experiments on this theory include firing identical twin photons which were split from a single photon photon being a very 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 small piece of light mm-hmm. and firing them down a big ass long tube oh they are then, in this experiment, faced with a choice at some stage along the tube, and they invariably take the same path every time. These identical photons that are split from the one photon, they're, they're identically created from one photon, two twin photons. So if one goes left, the other one goes left. If one goes right, the other one goes right. Every motherfucking time. So they're connected. They're speaking to each other. Sometimes. Always. And there's okay. even a lag because one, if I'm thinking oh, the one same experiment, first. one is caught and the other one goes forward. Yeah, that's the, that's that um, uh, reflected, the, yeah. the double the split experiment. Yeah, yes, yeah. okay. So the first entanglement experiments were designated, fuck. The first entanglement experiments were designed and tested in 1982 by a French physicist, Alain Aspect in Orsay's Institut d'Optique. This is French as I'm going to get. I think it's Aspect. It's Aspect. I think, I think he invented my favorite kind of savory jelly. <laughs> All right, last joke, I promise. Aspect. Was that uh, a joke? I don't know if that counts. Uh, Asp- you'd have to be pretty up on jelly, I guess, right? 
Yeah. Aspe influenced Nicolas Gizin's University of Geneva group of physicists to replicate these tests, but they used a big, ginormous, massive, bigger pipe than Aspe was using in the early 80s. Yeah. So in 97, uh, uh, Gizin built a 14-mile fiber optic pipe to fire these photons around. And guess what they did? Guess what the photons did? They went the same direction. Exactly the same direction. And then in 2004, he went, you know what? You know what would be better than a 14-mile pipe? I want to say 15, but no, what? A 25-mile pipe. Oh, fuck. Better yeah. again. So He's he a went, salesman. He went 25-mile <laughs> pipe. Uh, no matter how far the particles went from each other, they would always, yeah. always choose the same path. So it's kind of going like, mm-hmm. you're making the same experiment. We'll see now with the double slit experiment, yeah. how many times they tried that motherfucker and how many different ways. But yeah, they're basically proven, no matter what happens, no matter how far it goes apart, they postulate, they uh, uh, anticipate that photons on opposite ends of the universe... There's always a connection still, between them. ...would still behave the same way. But there's no way to obviously... No matter how much someone shouts, bigger pipe! There's yeah. always a connection between the photons. The biggest pipe. Okay. Um, another type of this experiment is a pair of electrons that are created together. One will have a clockwise spin and the other will have an anti-clockwise spin, as is the want of electrons. Now... The way the way the 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 uh, electron and neurons f- f- uh, spin around mm-hmm. in each one, right? So the the, the electrons—it's not are, depending on what hemisphere you're on. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> the Australian one spin the other way. Um, the spin is particular property of these particles who we we don't have to worry about here. So right, the the, the salient point being that there are two possible states that this uh, uh, electron can exist in, and the total spin of a quantum system is always cancelled out to zero. So whichever way. One electron goes, the other electron will always go in the opposite way. That's just right. the nature of these electrons. It's like a do yeah. or do not, but there's no try. No there way. is no try, okay. son. Right? So, under quantum theory, a superposition is also possible on these electrons. Stay with me, folks. Twin electrons, mm-hmm. one goes one way and one goes the other way. Mm-hmm. Right? Under quantum theory, both of them can be both spinning clockwise and anticlockwise at the same time. And only when observed do they then choose... Yeah. Which way, Which to, way spin, to spin, right? So we talk about that in the double slit. Superposition. Superposition, son. Confuses these, everything. If these pair of electrons are separated by any distance, without obviously observing them, uh, thereby choosing which way they spin, and then later checked, the second particle can be seen to instantaneously take the opposite spin to the first when it is observed. So you take two electrons. Let's do it again, real simple. Two electrons. With the nature of electrons, they both spin. But because they're created in a pair, one spins clockwise, one spins anti-clockwise. Because the electrons are in a quantum state, both of them identically spin both ways at all times until observed. Yeah. And then when they're separated, any distance, no matter how far apart, you look at one, observe it, and it takes on a spin. And then you ask Johnny up the road, what way is the other one spinning? Anti-clockwise. Mine's spinning clockwise. And then you don't look at them again. And then you look at one that's spinning anti-clockwise and you talk to Johnny. Johnny, what way is it spinning clockwise? Mine's spinning anti-clockwise. No matter what happens, they always spin the opposite way when observed. But when not observed, they both spin both ways. So it's every, until observed, basically the quantum has every possibility. Yes. And until observed. Until observed, it doesn't choose... A direction Which way? Or exactly. A way. Yeah. Mm. So that's like, like the, that the, the quantum. But then once observed, they go sure, opposite. Whereas, whereas when the photons are observed, the... when the photons are observed, they do the same. Yes. But when the electrons are observed, they do the opposite. 
Well, photons are the piece of light that's being fired. It's mm-hmm. not like an electron, which has its own Mass. Uh, its own kind of properties. Mm. But a photon is just a small, small piece of light. Mm. But when it's split, there's one photon split in half and fired in opposite directions. When it gets to choose left or right, it, they both choose left, they both choose right, as if it's the one thing. It's a quantum superposition. Mm-hmm. So it's it behaving as if it's one thing when mm-hmm. it's really separate and very, very far apart. Yes. But these both, boys are talking to each other too. These electrons are two separate electrons yes that are created at the same time they're, so they're twin electrons mm-hmm. but the nature of electrons when they're put beside each other one spins one way and one spins the other way when observed when not observed they both spin both ways mm-hmm. and when separated you look at one and it spins one way mm-hmm. and the other one is invariably spinning the opposite direction yeah it goes opposite because they remain in that connected. relationship connected yeah, they, they yeah they're still speaking to each other all the time yeah. I just mean it's funny how the photons are like come with me and the electrons yeah. going like do the other thing <laughs> 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 fucking electrons are always round man that's their, mm-hmm. that's their way so They're so negative. For information to travel this fast, it must be passing the speed of light, right? So this information fucks up Einstein's theory. Mm-hmm. Einstein says it's impossible. And even as something approaches the speed of light, it gets slower. So how is it being done? Are these particles somehow jumping through dimensions? Mm-hmm. Are they part of the same energy wave? Mm-hmm. Or as some suggest, are they uh, a pixel of reality experienced in the dimension lower yes. than that which it was created? The great all, field of consciousness. Absolutely. And all equidistant from the games processor that Eamon talked about that yes. it was created by. So no matter how far apart they are, they're still connected at the same distance to the processor which decides which way they're going to turn when they're looked at. To a giant Etch-A-Sketch screen. No matter how far apart the dots are, they're all exactly. part of the whole Everything thing. in the game is... The same it's distance. No distance from yeah. anything else. But in the game. when yeah. we look at down a street of Grand Theft Auto, we see the buildings at the end of the street, and because we are projected onto the consciousness of Nico Bellic, mm. who has mm-hmm. to get in the car, and it takes two minutes to drive that way. Yeah, the parameters of time. Because we're thinking in parameters of time and distance, perceived on a two D plane. Yeah, we think it's that far to go, but really, all of those pixels are the same distance from our face. Yeah. It's like the photo of the test oh, yeah, that makes yeah, no fucking yeah. sense to you. Exactly. They just, the pixels move. Nothing changes. They just move. Um, The perception changes. The perception changes, So it's an inferred distance between these two particles. So every time an electron electron moves, every other electron in the universe is moving to facilitate that movement. Yeah. And all all the atoms are the same from what we're made up of. Yes. And they're all empty. The atoms don't just randomly change, even though all the electrons are moving all the time. But yet. And talking to each other, they're all like whispering to each other, constantly going, go left. Go right. Take mm-hmm. two back. No, spin the opposite way. <laughs> Fuck, man. So You're fucking it up. Outside of Thankfully, this room, we can do this instantaneously. Outside of this room, there's outside a, of time. an infinite possibility of the arrangements of electrons. Yes. Which way they're spinning and what they make up. An infinite possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think about it like that, it's, uh, it's a bit melty. It's super melty. I hope, I hope we didn't lose anybody on that one, did we? Because, like, dealing with consciousness on our level, on our size, is tough enough. Imagining that individual particles have consciousness is hard enough. Like, we haven't Break decided egg. yet if, like, the gnat or the dragonfly or whatever has consciousness, right? That we talked about we earlier. We didn't even worry about the consciousness. We didn't worry about that. We're like, whatever consciousness I have, it's tiny. Who gives a fuck? Absolutely. But now we're talking about, like, single individual particles so having their go, own consciousness. Let's go and look at some other evidence then to, okay. to the fact that we're made by a computer, that everything is maths, everything is maths, yes. everything is maths. All right, well, let's hit you up with the Fibonacci sequence. For yeah. those who don't know, quick rundown. Leonardo de Pisa, who's named that because he's from Pisa. That's yeah. back in the day when people just took the name of the place they're from. Uh, he had Paul a, Bray. Paul Bray. <laughs> he, had a, he had a 1202 work called the Libra Abaci, which is uh, the book of the abacus, the math book, essentially, which is a very clever name for a book of maths. 
Um, but then it was 12.02. Nobody else had ever released a book called Math Book yeah, yet. Yeah. No one had written like a sad poem yet. I got there first. <laughs> um, he introduced what's now known as the Fibonacci sequence. But sometime between 600 and 900 AD, the Indian mathematician Virahanka also published said sequence. Isn't that mad? Way before him. Mm. But uh, I There's guess... There's no way that both of them would have been... In communicado, I guess, right? No, there's a good couple of hundred years between them. But I guess Leonardo de Pisa wasn't that well connected into the great singular consciousness, or he would have been able to pull that info down much quicker. Nah, he wasn't so, thinking. Uh, yeah. The basic run of uh, of, of the sequence is, is very simple. It's, it usually starts with a zero, but sometimes not. People don't take it from the zero point. They take it from the one point, the first matter point. So the sequence would go one, one. This is, these are all squared, by the way. Mm. 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, 55, 89, 144. What you may have noticed was there was no 42 in that run. Mm. So it seems that Douglas Adams was lying out of his arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> or he wasn't familiar with this sequence. But this sequence, these numbers can be found in, in so many things. Like in, in the natural world, they're found in tree branches, the placement of leaves, which is known as phytotaxis, uh, the sunflower seeds at the heart of a sunflower. You usually see that as the representative picture of the Fibonacci sequence. Dragonfly wings, you know, those mm. little cells that mm. you get all over dragonfly wings. Pineapples, which of course have a, a math to them, yeah, if you the, didn't know the, that. Uh, the geometric The nubs on the yeah. outside, yeah. Uh, pine cones, which yeah, if you look time. at them from a certain angle, will leave you tripping in the woods for fucking hours. <laughs> Fortunate for you. Also, if you think about how people get pine kernels out of those fuckers. And yeah. why? For like 50 and pine why? nuts that go in my salad. <laughs> Bollocks to that. Uh, artichokes, of course, which by the time you've ripped all the leaves away and found a tiny little piece of edible part of it, you might not give a shit anymore yeah, about geometry. Waste the time, eh? And uh, fern leaves, of course. which And the conch shell as well, it does. The, con- the, the beautiful conch shell, yeah, yeah, the big one. Basically, the sequence, it, it's represented in a graphic that you, I'm sure is very well recognized to you. It's a graphic that you see tattooed on hippies a lot. Uh, people who have mandala tattoo mm. effects, or people who have the, those cool 3D tattoos, yeah. they usually have a, a, the Fibonacci sequence block somewhere on them, mm. the golden ratio block. Um, you know, it's basically like it's, it's, it's a bunch of squares that make up a rectangle with kind of a trilobite going through them. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, that the shape. shell, the, the, the swirlies that go into yes. these uh, uh, concentric boxes that fit into each other exactly. Yes. Yeah. And the sequence of number I called it earlier, those sequence of numbers uh, creates this shape and this shape just can go infinitely forever. No problems. Uh, and what's... All the way down and back up again. Yes. Oh, hi oh. And uh, what, what's quite interesting about them is when you take the equation for the area of each rectangle and you reverse it, so instead of multiplying your, your, open, your width and your length, you divide them what you get is, is well, uh, what seems a random set of fraction numbers, but eventually, if you crunch it enough times over enough different sizes, you get a mean number. And that mean number is known as the golden ratio. That comes through as 1.618. Wow. Zero, three, 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 on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this number is the one that's found... In everything. In literally everything. Yeah. So, like, if you see a building that hasn't fallen down, chances are, knowingly or not, the architect has used this golden ratio number in the construction of it, in animals, in plants, in the number of limbs on our bodies. And um, the measurement of all creation, basically. Yes. Right? All, like, like from the, your wrist the, to your elbow, which of course we know the big one. The elbow is 1.61 times the elbow to the shoulder. Or yeah, yeah. The knuckles, like your knuckles are all one is to 1.618. Uh, they, they, I remember watching a documentary with John Cleese mm-hmm. and Liz Hurley about the properties of beauty or how humans perceive beauty. And apparently there's a face mask that you can put on 
that is the epitome of what beauty is perceived to be by humans yes. over the last 100 years. And it most perfectly fits into that golden ratio where the distance between your eyes should mm-hmm. be one is to 1.618 times the distance between the corners of your yes. eyes. And the weird thing about that face is, I think, the nose is not that nice to me. Weirdly enough, that, that perfect doesn't face. Look, I mean, doesn't look nice. I think it's a little longer. It's it Look, it's the nose that you see on every professional model. Yes. It's a bit of a longer nose. But it's, for me, maybe because I have like my little stub nose, my Asian nose, I don't know. But to me, the nose of the perfect face isn't perfect. I think the eyes are perfect. I think the mouth is perfect. Mm. I think the nose isn't quite my cup of tea. It's a, uh, it's a bit too Princess Diana. It's a bit too Princess Diana for my though, face. Because isn't there like, there's, there's some dude out there that just wants to get up on every fucking melted face young yeah, yeah do you know what i mean it's do you have a crocodile wound to the face call me up it's my favorite <laughs> mm. <clears throat> maybe he just wants the girl behind that crocodile wound he doesn't want the actual wound he just wants the damaged psyche yeah, the within yeah. the easily manipulated psyche <laughs> I mean, now, that'd, be, that'd be great if they thing. could find some sort of mathematical correlation to to sexual deviancy uh, to mm. sexual deviancy to 1.696969 yeah yeah 6969 but isn't it crazy though like there's a there's a little mask and you can fit um tom cruise's face goes perfectly into it liz harley's face goes into it brad pitt's goes perfectly into it uh crazy man All these like if you're not rich and people. famous it's because your face doesn't fit to the 1.618 but golden it seems ratio. like if it does People are going to take notice of you. Yes. People listen to you more. People, you know, especially if you're in that body type as well, where you have your body. And like evolution, the plants, every uh, life yeah, seems life. to follow this rule. But I mean, again, that 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 works within the parameters of our simulated universe. Yeah, like uh, in a different type <laughs> of universe. For different, simulated. No. simulated, simulated, no. But in a different universe, non simulated, that that has like different parameters, that Amen. wouldn't make any sense. Uh, I have to go. It's the game. So in some ways, you can see that again as being creation of intelligence yeah, or it's some sort of higher it's, intelligence it's based because on, it's based on a something's tailored that to our universe. A natural. That's the natural mm-hmm. maths yeah. that we see in the fucking in the in the world that we live in. It's every place, man. Mm-hmm. Is there any other proof? Uh, Physical proof of proves. Well, proves. Proves. Well, we mentioned it earlier. There's the Fermi paradox. Anyway, yeah, you mentioned yeah. it earlier, which is the where are my aliens at, homie? Essentially, that's just the the real benchmark sort of argument of it is if uh, crunch the numbers. Where are my aliens at? Yeah. We could have done it. Why haven't we done it already? Well, it's like, like I yeah. said that I said it about having a six pack, though. <laughs> I totally could have done it, but it's similar done it by now. Similar. It's under there. Monkeys somewhere. have produced the works of Shakespeare, Some and I still place, can't man. get a six pack. Yeah. It's crazy. That's what happened. They, they produced the works of Shakespeare. They got fed up with sitting around, and they ended up throwing a few children around a pool. It's unreal though, because monkeys have produced the shot. works of Shakespeare. When you think about it, eventually they eventually did. they did, but it's just one monkey, Shake Shakespeare, Shakespeare. allegedly. <laughs> There's another conspiracy. Yeah, they were going to do that, man. Shakespeare it was actually some other lad. Shakespeare was a made-up fella. Did you ever hear that one? Oh, yeah. Is that not uh, Shakespeare in Trees? <laughs> <laughs> not that movie? Where Shakespeare's a monkey and he, he has sex with Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> no, that does sound very familiar. I think you'll find it's rape finds. Uh, so the Fermi Paradox. Good Lord. Yeah, Fermi oh. Paradox. <laughs> Uh, essentially stems from the Drake equation. Can What's I the Drake equation? <laughs> <laughs> we on top the whole fucking <laughs> Oh, the Drake equation. Uh, by Dr. Frank Drake was a probabilistic argument conceived in 1961 to calculate the number of life-supporting planets of this here Milky Way of ours. Mm-hmm. So the, just kind of localize into our galaxy. Well, it turns of aliens in our galaxy. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you look outside of our galaxy, it's so such a far distance, you think they're probably not going to make it here before we're all 
unless they're able to transfer their consciousness instantaneously instantaneously to something that they sent like on a rocket ship some some artificial thing they sent on a rocket ship like a, a grey alien robot body that they sent thousands oh, hundreds and thousands of years ago that, to get to a point in the universe Paul, where they can send their consciousness the, the into a pre-set up neural network my fucking mind that's your real that's your real instantaneous shit. teleportation real you need a body talk. waiting for you on the other end oh. That's crazy. It's like That's in Ireland because when people come to Ireland, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go have a, I'm gonna have a go have a hot shower now." But you can't just have a hot shower in Ireland. Just went in Ireland. You have to know that you want a hot shower like half an hour, forty minutes before you have it because you have to put the the immersion on. Immersion. So it's like that. If you want to teleport to another part of the universe, you have to know you want to go there before you go there, so you can send the body. So you go there ahead with your big bug eyes, and then you. Yeah, no, so, I like that. That's pretty cool. This oh. continuation with said. <laughs> <laughs> Continuation with the Fermi paradox, just to give, not to give Drake Ladies all the credit. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all floating in space. Yeah. Welcome to Spiritualized. The noise that you hear coming out of me and this Wexford accent that is how I actually talks. It is. Is my brain resetting itself back to everything that I ever thought was a real thing ever? That's why the UFOs just appear and disappear in you our just skies. Melted my mind grapes right there. That they sent these grey things millions of years ago to fly Dead, here. empty artificial vessels. Artificial vessels. That's why they look all weird and they seem like non-personal because they yeah, don't really boring. have any... Yeah. They were just able to exist in a state of like, 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 you know, cheap supermarket cheese. It's just like indestructible. Millions of years. Fucking shoot it across. And then, and then when it gets there instantaneously inject your consciousness into the fucking thing. Activate them. Mm. Paul, you just change the perception. One. That's a good one, Paul. Of... That is a good one. Did you come up with that? I'm going to say that Josh Whedon came up with that one <laughs> for the first Avengers movie. Or, no, you know what? Independence Day. When you take out the mothership, they all just drop dead, right? Is that what happened in Independence Day? Yeah. I don't know. You, your one sounds your different. Your one sounds different. Okay, your yeah. one sounds like... I like your one. I like the thing that like they come here and because they've such like basic level... Because they're like... Give them basic programming because we're going to transfer our consciousness into them like yeah. in a few hundred thousand years. Mm. So they give them the most basic programming and the guy who was told to do it was like, I'm going to program them to anal pro humans <laughs> and like take the take the fucking reproductive organs out of cows and shit and just, they're just going to do that just, just like on a loop for like 60 years. <laughs> give a fuck. I just sent them off and they're like, what, did you program them to just like knock about the place and not, not set off the humans that were coming? And like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't, what, are you going to program to fuck with the humans until Come we get on. there? Come on, bro. Come I'm not on. a dick. Although I have been watching this one guy <laughs> on Earth who's really starting to piss me off. Yeah. That is mental. That's a good one. I put, put my stamp on that if I was you. I'm yeah. taking the other thing that I came up with, yeah? whatever that fucking the shit P2P. was. P2P. Yeah, yeah, the P2P, the sharded data processors that our minds are. I'm going to send Can I have a bit of your unused uh, hard drive? I'm going to send that off to Neil deGrasse Tyson and see if he says, <laughs> wait, let me get this straight. <laughs> But that fucking, that, that was the genuine sound of my brain reconfiguring itself, like the butterfly effect. <laughs> the grass ties, like, have you got an equation to back that up? You're like, yeah, you plus me equals happy, bro. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. You know some Come of them numbers is letters? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just, just go, Mr. Grass Tyson, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. And they're just screaming that into his face as loud as you can. <laughs> That's the video I want to uh, see. So what's this uh, hotline bling? Ah yes, the hotline. So uh, Frank Drake uh, of the Drake Equation was was espousing on the earlier work of Harvard professor Harlow Shapley, 
who uh, in 1959 speculated that the number of inhabited planets in the entire universe, from his calculations, is over 100 million. Boom. That's a lot of fucking planets. These days, mm-hmm. it's considered over 100 billion. Shit. Yeah, With new yeah, information yeah. from Hubble, the, of the, the more stars in the universe than we thought there was. And the planets that are in that Goldilocks. Mm-hmm. More, more stars than grains of sand on every beach exactly. in all of the world. Yeah, uh, Fucking wrap your head around that. So, the question becomes, given the high likelihood of other life-supporting planets, pretty much in near enough the same situation our planet's yeah, been in, yeah. same history, the same chances, uh, the Fermi Paradox seeks to answer the question, where the fuck are these? Where are these guys? So, the Fermi Paradox explains my sex life <laughs> up until I was about 29. You're like, people are having sex. I have a penis. There are There's girls plenty of women out there. To have sex. Where the fuck are Why they? am I not having sex? It doesn't make any <laughs> it sense. It could be the same level of abstraction <laughs> as like that argument. Because that argument is a very kind of straight argument, you know? It's, no, it's kind of bent a little bit to the left. Easy. Uh-huh. But it's a, like, like... But enough time it turns gay. Do you know what I mean? Like these... these <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'll try anything twice. But it, the, like these... But maybe can, uh, we're just not capable of looking at the abstraction of this argument. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we look at it in this it's way. It's like the 10 to the power of 42, man. Like, I know what it is, mm. but I actually have no Like, we want it to be, like... How, uh, how big a thing like that actually is, like... Two two arms, two legs. Yeah. Biological entity like us. But as we kept saying through all of this... It could be, like, a gas it, or It could a be something we just can't imagine. It could be, Some yeah. other thing. And like that's a, why we don't even, see them. But like even the Grant we, Morrison mercurial grey blobs or whatever. Grays. Oh, was the whole but, thing just mercurial grey balls? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he just started his description and then gave up halfway up the waist. Like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think even the way you've said it, I have, a, I have a penis. Cock. I never even looked him in the eye. Never even looked him in the eye. He was packing heat. <laughs> but you say that I went, I have a penis. I'm not getting sex. This doesn't make sense. But it wasn't that elegant. But the, the abstraction, like, because you, you, someone would say that, and you'd be like, "This fucker! He, what? What about all these variables? Are we incapable of seeing the variables that the universe presents?" So to us, this argument seems like it makes sense. But mm-hmm. if you were to be able to look at it with all the knowledge of what yes. the universe contains, you'd be like, "Well, to be fair, he has a dick, but he hasn't washed it in five and a half years." Do you know, like. Hey. I'm not talking about you here. I'm talking yeah. about be, some other be, prick. Be like, be, yeah, no, I'm not talking about you. Have we considered the Milky Way is just like in some weird little dead zone? I mean, of sound. The, so it, there is radio waves from other civilizations flying around. We we're just be, in a dead zone. We we're not hearing the galaxy it particularly. That's equates to the cupboard under the stairs of yeah. our universe. Mm. Like maybe yeah. their cycle for for their radio waves to come out is like once every seven billion years. Mm. So we missed the last one. It's going to be a few more billion years before we get the next one, boy. Yeah, could be anything. But the the breakdown of this this uh, the Fermi paradox is essentially uh, one some facet of life is incredibly rare or possibly non-existent. So there's something about the biological creation of life that's so rare that we don't understand yet mm. that we are the only ones. Uh, we are anomalous. We are not an inevitability. Our type of life. Number we are we are the great anomaly. Yes, we're we the, are against all odds. The exception Phil that proves Collins. the rule that life is almost impossible to biologically just start by itself. Are yeah. are we're a mathematical equation that was definitively written. Like, that's the thing about the Big Bang and having the planet where it is and blah, blah, blah. That really stands to the statistics of we're probably a simulation. You're designing the best thriller story Boy, ever. Is it so perfectly calibrated. Perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did number... we just say perfectly imperfect at the exact same time there? I don't know what I said there. I'm listen back to that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, option number My two. My brain is going into overdrive, son. I shouldn't have had those four Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> 
I think it was all the codeine <laughs> coming with bullying. Here we go. Should you mix those? Um, lo- option number two: life is common in the universe, but it's it's very hard to detect as either our technology or their technology is not good enough for them to send out waves or to detect us or vice versa. Option number three: they exist. We interact with them, but the majority of humanity is completely unaware of that fact. Dr. Stephen Greer. Yeah, that's what a lot that's of people are saying. Dr. Stephen Greer yeah. will come in and tell you that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and as you said, a lot of people will come in. Your Bob Lazars, your, your uh, Phil Schneiders will come in yeah. and tell you yeah. the alien agenda is there. It's just they're dealing with a small group of humans because they don't have to talk to all of Can us. Can I apparently you smell bad to them. And then option number four, which... Can I hear the hotline bling? Can only mean one thing. Your call is important to us. One of our girls will be free shortly. Please hold the line. Hey, is is there actually any chicks on here, man? This is all dudes. <laughs> if you're a chick, say hello now, please. I'll come immediately in my pants. Welcome to the Fermi Dating Service, where there is an infinite amount of possible dates for you, but you keep asking yourself, where are they? <laughs> Text Fermi to 51504. <laughs> $5 for the first minute, 50 cents for every additional minute. <laughs> if time is in your construct of your universe, it will be $5 for the first minute. <laughs> if you're experiencing yourself subjectively and you're in a universe that doesn't consider time a linear construct, it will still be $5 for the first minute and $2 for each additional minute. If you find yourself stuck in a time loop for the first minute forever, tough shit, son. You're paying five bucks a minute. We're not cutting that down. That's not how the system works. All right? We can't edit people's bills. I'm sorry. It's all, it's all set up. It's an algorithm. Hold the line. Well, it's not like and it. an operator will be on with a firmy sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Ah, Drake. But uh, option four in all of this big game is, I think, the best one. This is this is Eamon's uh, delivery to the, to this idea, which is maybe they're just not programmed in the simulation. Maybe someone forgot to boot the alien a patch yeah. into our simulation. Wonder if, if and we're dealing with okay, just our they, particular simulation. Maybe there's could other they universes. Upload, like you know the way you get patched games yeah. from Steam and just load the content. DLC. Yeah, could we just get? But some, maybe like, that's happened. Like someone went. Oh, we forgot to like do other intelligent species from around this universe, and they go, "Okay, we'll just patch them in." And the the terrible alien abduction, alien sightings, mm-hmm. alien encounter stories are all part of the fact that they did a really rubbish quick yeah, patch. It's like a botched job. Botched yeah. job. They're like, wait for the main it's update. Like the Warcraft expansion pack, and then if they don't fucked it up, they didn't like uninstall and reinstall it properly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then like JFK got killed, like Charlie Manson, <laughs> MK Ultra, aliens, like the sixties were just It all just went to hell. And then in like twenty forty, the singularity Nixon, moments Nixon will happen. Up just going, Haru, so uh the whole world is uh kind of fucked up at the moment. This is the Fermi uh, Earth helpline for your technological for <laughs> for technical service, press one. For troubleshooting, press two. Both of those are sexual. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Fermi, tell me, what am I supposed to do? The whole world is fucked up. Have you tried turning it off and on again, sir? Just, uh, just press the red button, turn it off, and in about 1.5 billion years, it'll be back on again. That's what happened. Serial bus 32 to port A. <laughs> One of them better be my dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Batman on a fucking call girl line. <laughs> One of those better be my dick. Uh, it's getting late. 
Okay, yes. so. Uh, the game of life. Uh, yeah. How this does... is a, probably a good way just to describe the complexity in simplicity. So it's the idea that our universe could have been started as a very simple program. And because of the algorithm that was that was uh, written into it, it gives off a very complex um, display let's say when when you're looking at it okay yeah. so like, like asteroids at like level 35 or but it's a mm-hmm. no player game yeah. so no so these things are happening but there's no user oh shit none of us are the player yeah so this so is like when difference. you used to leave your mega drive on at night time because you do, couldn't do, turn it do, off do, do, we're all sims do, in a scenario do, 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 do. yeah so basically <laughs> that's the streets the, this, that's the streets yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway Ha! Grand upper! Grand upper! Grand upper. I wish I could say that as I box people and win. Why now, grass? <laughs> but, but uh, anyway, so this is a cellular autom- automaton devised by John Horton Conway in 1970. So the game, and the game there is italicized because it's not really a game, fuckers. Yeah. But it's a zero-player game. Game suggests you can win, right? If someone's <laughs> sort a of game. Then... Or at least you can play, but there's no fucking players in this game. You can yeah. watch it. It's like a TV game. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, but basically, yeah, so it's a zero player game, meaning that its evolution is determined by its initial state and it requires no further input. So essentially, rules um, are put into it, mm-hmm. and once run program, that's the game. Big, the Big the Bang game starts. Just does its thing. Universe, exactly. The universe the is launched. Bang. So it's not superposition of infinite itself. possibilities, it's very set, restricted this, possibilities of the parameters. The, the that rules with. are simple. And the rules, so that's the complexity and simplicity. So the rules are very simple, and I'll I'll describe now. Mm. And then what happens is the outcome of the rules proves to be much more complicated right. when they're viewed. It gets, starts to get quantum, right? Um, we talk about it. We talk, yeah, let's talk yeah, it yeah. through. It does, so yeah, basically, you 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 kind of interact with the game of life by creating an initial configuration and observing how it evolves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you create patterns with particular properties. So essentially what it is, if you imagine it, is it is a, a 2D grid of squares, just squares everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And each of the the kind of... Each of the squares is in two like possible states. Right? Kind of, yeah. It's like it's alive or dead. So the, the square either exists or it doesn't exist. Okay. Quantum, you know? quantum uh, uh, yeah, quantum possi- possi- prob- probability. probability, probability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every cell interacts with its neighbors, um, which are the cells that are horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. Diagonally, it's very late. Diagonally adjacent. So minesweeper. Yeah, so it looks exactly the same as so. Imagine a big screen of Minecraft, but you're not mm-hmm. clicking anything after the program's run. Nothing's happening. Now, at each step in time, the following transitions occur. So, any live cell with fewer than two live neighbors dies, as if caused by underpopulation. You might okay. need a pen and paper for this one, folks. Yeah. Get it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any live cell with two or three live neighbors lives on to the next generation. Get yeah, you. fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Support, yeah. Community. Any live cell with no more than three live neighbors dies as if by overpopulation. Too many squares. Okay. Mm-hmm. And any dead cell with exactly three live neighbors becomes a live cell as if by reproduction. Well, shit, that means that it would infinitely reproduce itself. It ne- But the thing is... So these these rules are and the simple. same purport like uh, by quick maths in my head there'll be the same amount of things dying as there would be being created on an exponential level. If you go into 
uh, Wikipedia right now and just type in Game of Life, what happens, and the best way I can describe this, is if you imagine um, an 8-bit video game, so very, very pixely, mm-hmm. grainy-looking video games, and imagine a, fu- a never-ending rendition of a fireworks display a plume. in monochrome yeah. that just doesn't stop. That's what the game of life. It never comes like. to an end point. It never stops because it undulates and it it, it just yeah it blooms and fi- so fades and dies. It, the, the initial in the stasis when you just have your um, x amount of of grids right that are that are that you're either alive or dead so you're either coloured or you're not. That's all you oh. can be right. Oh, easy. Um, as soon as you run it, it just it it's like a it's like. It's like bacteria under a microscope. I was about to say it's like a fast speed yeah. look at how the bacteria, the mitosis of these yeah. of these pixels are like breaking in half. They break. And some in die half. and some alive, and then when they die, if they have three neighbors, they come back alive again. But it's yeah. non exponential. It's constantly like recycling, but it, does, it never grows amount? outside of the bounds. No, because it can do it any. Basically, with these simple rules, it can just it won't follow the same the the same sort of pattern every time because you're changing where yeah, but where it is. on a certain permutation of it it can expand yeah, exponentially yeah. or it can stay in one thing for a certain time and then at one point it can just expand so yeah. it can be like this for right okay for like years and years and years and years and then when one set chooses this way it goes i'm talking about I'm, I'm trying to say jeff goldblum here i'm saying well nature Chaos find theory. a way on this yeah. motherfucker mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Well, well, it's it's basically, but that whole idea. We're gonna have is, to do up something like that on the on the website to be able to show that graphically to people because describing that audibly, it's yeah, it does nice. make sense. But it, yeah, if you could Jeff see Goldblum, it, it would make much. He's gorgeous, mm. but yeah, it basically that the whole idea of the game of life is just that it explains that if like our universe, if we were to buy into simulation theory, could have started with a very simple set of principles mm-hmm. that to us seem very difficult or very um that we're incapable of grasping but to the to the creator it's a very simple set of rules mm-hmm. and this is so what started off with like out of this. a couple of atoms that say exactly if this atom exists then three around it yeah uh, if there's too many of them that one dies but if there's two if there's just the right amount it comes back to life again yeah popping in and out and of so existence us, per chance if you imagine that you are a pixel in the game of life it doesn't make sense what would be happening. Yeah. But to us, we're like, well, these rules, while they're simple, create this thing that's quite hard to track. But we know that the rules are simple, at least. Mm-hmm. So is our situation something similar where it's a simple set that has started our universe, but we have kind of uh, mutated and multiplied and decreased and become more sophisticated as a self-replicating code yes so the code found in string theory is to us now looks like a pre-existing code and and somewhat complicated code but it started as like incredibly simple code and just has evolved well well, the simple code that james gates is finding inside a string theory which is like infinitely unprovable and has has been since it was invented so i think is is for example is the like the binary the one zero code that's the very, very basis of computer yes. language, mm. like the very sort of the fundamental. Mm. And if you think of then the the the, the, the fissures of light inside the quarks, which are the smallest particle that we, we're aware of, mm-hmm. and even that idea of that light with inside them, the string, if you will, it's not provable yet. But is that the same kind of 
thing. The mm-hmm. on-off switch, the zero-one, does it yeah. undulate? Does it? Does well, it the zero-one does it have a state of being and simultaneously not being? They're both. They're both. Yeah, that's yeah. The the, the zero-one, I suppose, to an extent. On and off. On like, and off. That's yeah. The, the plus of five volts is, minus is that, five volts. Is of that the switch. smallest thing in the computer that we've created? The string is that of light the same as the string. Yeah, is, that a digi- is that a digital it's representation? The smallest of a rendition of the information. That's the original that that, code, and everything else springs from that. Yeah, like they don't know again. They, they, it's will, not I tell you, will I tell you yet, another one that would melt your face? Wow. In quantum computing, they do those things. So eight bits, eight ones and zeros makes up a byte. Mm-hmm. But in quantum computing, those motherfuckers are qubits or quibits, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. because there's no pronunciation guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these quibits are both zeros and ones at the same motherfucking time. Yurt. So you have in a byte, you have eight quibits that are both zeros and ones. And then it's let through a quantum gate. So there's a gate made in the program to tell the bit or byte what to be. So you need way less of them because they're all encompassing all at the same time. So if you think of the amount of permutations of zeros and ones, so zero, 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 one, 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 zero, 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 one, zero, one, zero, like all the different permutations of those so that one physical bit that's written onto a disk a holographic disc or a, 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 a like a, a, a not a physical disc like a cd or a hard drive yes. but like a, a, a ineffable is the wrong word but like a mm. like a quantum disc with a quantum like a quibit written on it that can through a quantum gate and a processor that's powerful enough to be able to read it be told Okay, now you're this bit. Now you're this bite. Now you're this bite. Now you're this bite. Now you're this bite. Be all those ones. Be all those zeros. Be zero one zero one 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 zero. Okay, so like be all those. And well, the quibit can can change states from zeros to ones in all the different permutations in that bite. So you have I don't know like forty uh, uh, usual bits, mm-hmm. uh, uh, forty usual bytes that have to take up space on a hard drive. Now you only have one quibit. That is all of those simultaneously. And then the mm-hmm. quantum gate tells it what to be. That's the basis of quantum computing. Beautiful. So it's like way less information. Yes. So they can travel faster. So they can be sent across the universe to other... Testing multiple possibilities at the same time. Consciousnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, well, our computers can jump from level five to eight almost instantly. With quantum computers, you can play level can, five and eight at the same time. Yeah, and you instantly. can jump from level five to level N. Motherfuckers. Do you know Dang some of them numbers is letters? I want one of those quantum computers that uh, they've been promising for the last 20 years. Yeah, it'd be like super quantum porn. Goddamn. Where you're watching like the bridges of Madison County and Ass Invaders 9 at the same time. <laughs> and you see that there's some weird thing to all the different scenes where they sync up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all the Robocop Plays movies. perfectly <laughs> forwards and backwards. So here's the, here's the cream and here's the cream and oh, the cake. The double slit. This one is the cream and the cake. This one is the one that to me, says, yeah, the shit's real. Mm. This, this is, is the one I think most of us be familiar with when it comes the to... real shit. Mm. Like, like, theoretical physics really ruining your day. This, yeah. is, the one that this just, is the one that it comes this from. This is the one the 14-year-olds sit around and smoke a joint to and then just be like... They talk about this one, and they also talk about... Did you ever think that the blue that you see is the same blue as the blue that I see? Like, it's that same... <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a big one. Same shit. That's great. 14-year-old stoner talk. I love That's 14-year-olds who've never met someone who's colorblind, is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever asked that question. Because there was a kid in my class when I was young, like in my primary school, who was colorblind, so... Couldn't see red. 
Yeah, but I couldn't see brown and green properly and stuff. It was all mixed up. But like my point was, I never asked someone like, "Do you see the same colors as me?" Because I knew there was humans that didn't see the same colors <laughs> as me. <laughs> Loads of them. Uh, this whole family were weird like that. Well, we were. Well, I was. She used to dress like psychos. Well. Didn't know many people. Uh, so the double slit experiment. It's not going out with two teenage girls at the same time. Mm-hmm. It is, in fact, an experiment in uh, quantum uh, particle versus wave. It's a very simple name for such highbrow. Yeah, theoretical physics. Who, it's who, actually a fairly who's simple gonna run experiment. With this? Yeah, it is. Really who's going to run with this? Yeah. Who's taking it? I don't know. I'm afraid who's going to this one? Go on. I'm afraid. We'll take a little one. bit each then. Hmm. Let's try and break it down for the folks. Okay, so we'll have to be careful because this is this is it's it's simple, but, but like the game of yes. life, complex in its uh-huh. simplicity. Mm-hmm. So, an Englishman by the name of Thomas Young um, conceived of the double slit experiment in 1801, um, a long, long time before theories of quantum mechanics kind of mm. rose to the front um, apparently he also helped to translate the Rosetta Stone of Egypt definitely loves maths but oh, yeah. he's into it he's into it so his experiment was essentially to send waves of water towards a slit in a screen and um, oh wow really <laughs> it's a great little experiment it started with water that's fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, seen that the lad and he's like paddling yeah, the two paddling bits. The, yeah. the, before they had yeah. particle accelerators in 1801. Yeah, he was, he was I was wondering how he does it with particle acceleration. It's like, how hey, is that motherfucker shooting photons? Is this like? Wow, oh, wow, it gives him credit for inventing particle accelerators. <laughs> wow, wow, West, some HGL shit going. Um, but the waves were basically they would emerge and contract with the back wall as they went in. So the center crest first, creating a single point of first contact. So if you just imagine. A, a rippling wave as yeah. it's going out and it can in an only arc. in an arc in an arc and it can only go through so there's like a, a let's say a wall and there's only one slit in the middle that it mm-hmm. has to go through so you can imagine how that would go through and hit the wall in like a closing dam or a lock or something like that yeah it would cause a new a new arc that would a new, expand that, a, yes. new wave, yeah. a new would, a new start point a new nodal point say for the nodal Nice. And the first contact point of that arc would be right in the center uh-huh. at the yes. crest of it as it's coming. Yes. Out. Okay, right. And and like, a, a, like a Wi-Fi symbol. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm now, with you. He said when the experiment was repeated with a second slit, the waves interfered with each other Gross. as they emerged from the slits. Again, it's it's <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that's a great fiddling, fiddling. But if you think about it, like again, there's one big rippling wave going. There's two slits and two of these rippling waves. Mm-hmm. Hap- as the wave goes through, they create two new ones. So, there are so two you, get, you get two lines. You get yes. two crest points where so it hits. Two Wi-Fi exactly. symbols. They two, yeah. And then because the ripple going points. into the slits. But what comes out the other side of the slits? Aha. Now. Now. Um, but they, so basically, yeah. When the experiments repeated with the second slit, they interfere with each other and they create an effect like the heart of a sunflower with many contact points on the combined waves. I put dollar bills on the fact that the shapes that those two conjoining arc uh, shapes made from paddling in the water made that sunflower shape. I put dollar bills on the fact that those shapes made adhere to the Fibonacci sequence. I would guess yeah. they probably would, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The wave, the interference pattern of the wave Interference pattern of the waveforms when the arches are crossing over Works on the golden ratio. In, the interference probably points. Probably fucking does, actually. Makes like the side of a pineapple looking thing. Because it does. It looks like the side of a pineapple or mm. a pine cone or, mm. a, or sunflower seeds. I hope we're being as visually descriptive as we can on yeah. an audio podcast. You know what all of those things look it like. Is, it is tricky to... If you run two waves through two little slits in a, in a screen... Like dragon scales. It will look like a fucking pine cone on either side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, 
so basically, yeah, there, there's many contact points on the combined waves because as they go through, they break again and there's wave after wave after wave when they go through two slits and they're hitting into each yeah. other as they... All the different junction points of yeah. the yeah. contact. Yeah, the break points when they hit the back wall. The break points when they hit the back wall. Are forming like 10 nodal points. Yes. Whereas yes, when there's yes. only one slit, it only has one It only has point. the one. So basically... Uh, on the, on the back wall, there's an interference pattern, like we said. It looks like a kind of a barcode, so just mm. different lines. Um, as light's going through the slits, it makes the same pattern. And so he basically showed uh, light diffraction, and that light travels in waves. So this is the, the ah, earliest look at things. 220 so years water, ago. Water, water waves make the same pattern as light waves. It's just... So the best way to so think light has about to be it, waves. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. just to think visually. It's hard to sort of get uh, mm. an idea in your head of light waves. Mm. Just think of water and the way the ripples interact with each other. Ripples mm-hmm. in the rock pool, ripples in the sea. <laughs> splash, splash. Yeah, it's, it's hard to... <laughs> what did you say? It's a splash, splash. Splash, it's hard splash. To, um, it's hard to imagine if you've ever seen it. You should probably, if you're not really getting what we're talking about, you should probably pause it. Just and go a have a, go have a look at go to the like, Wikipedia page where there's a moving GIF. Yeah, there's a two minute, shows you how it works. Two minute YouTube video on on uh, the double slit experiment. Yeah, mm. um, and it's on Pornhub. <laughs> Plus, you know what? <laughs> if you've slit. been to a school or a college or a university, someone at some point should have mentioned this to you. Yeah, double slit man. Yeah. So the wave thing was found by a lad two hundred years ago. That's mm-hmm. fairly awesome. Mm. Yes, and if there it had stayed as the experiment that taught us that light travels in waves as fair opposed play. to straight lines how we thought it was yeah fair play to um that would have been everything to that experiment it still would have been a great experiment it leveled up though right it leveled up like all the best do Spill it. um the, the experiment became one of the most elegant ways to address the new field of quantum mechanics as we reached into the 1960s and onwards this was theoretical physics as we know einstein in the past this was the, the great new endeavor. Einstein's gone since 35. Of, of physics, yes. So in 1961, a German fellow named Klaus Johnson went subatomic like a motherfucking badass when he used clusters of electrons. So instead of water or marbles or light rays or lasers, he uses clusters of just single electrons. Mm. So he found that the electrons, which is matter with mass, not like photons, not light, matter with mass, created a single line when sent through one slit. Beautiful. You fire a big bag of electrons through a slit, they come out the other side, the shape of the slit. Yeah. But you add a second slit, they come out with the interference pattern. But what? Yeah. So, which so, is, which is yeah. fine if it's light. Like, so it has that, light is waves. It, it, it acts like a wave. It has that kind of uh, uh, yeah, multiple lines. Very dense in the middle and the density weakening as it goes out into the edges of the barcode. But still in equidistant forms away yes. from each other, right? But it should, you would imagine... It would cause because two this is this is uh, lines. matter with mass. So yeah, exactly. It should have two cluster patterns. So yes. it should just have two. So firing tomatoes through a slit, there's going to be two red. You're going to have an eleven red. on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, that's what you think should happen. Yes, because so these are mass. It, these are particles of mass. Yeah. You fire one, there's a cluster. You fire two, it creates a wave. Mm. Keska, like that. That's that's. I don't know. That that's difficult why you know what i mean that's mm. difficult to get your head around but now we know there there are types of matter and so in 1961 we had it confirmed with the same experiment we're just using different things in yes. the experiment yes we have it confirmed that matter or some matter because we're not sure yet but some matter can act as a wave can can it turn itself into a waveform but still hold the properties of particle matter right so it 
when it hits the wall, it's still a particle when it hits the wall. But yes. how and why it hits it in It's a particle places. when it leaves the particle accelerator. It's a particle when it hits the wall. But at some point in between, but it definitely way, turns into a wave. It has to when because it's more, following the path of a wave. But it's when there's more. So when there's one possibility, mm-hmm. it clusters. It keeps that, that, that matter form. Mm-hmm. When there's more than one possibility... That's when things change. When you ah. give, when you give um, a, a, a proton or electron, uh, sorry, an electron. When you give it uh, more than one choice, then it will start to act strangely. Mm-hmm. So there, the whole game changes because we've discovered that matter can act as a wave, but we've got to understand exactly what the fuck's going on there. So uh, enter to the game: Italian messes Merli, Miseroli, and Pozzi. And they tried the experiment with just single electrons, one after the other, in file. And Janssen couldn't do this because he didn't have a sensitive enough equipment, mm-hmm. but these boys did. And this was 1974. So they wanted to see if what they suspected was true was happening, which was a physical interaction between the big cluster of electrons that he was firing. Was causing yeah. Now, it's highly unlikely that they would come out into this exact interference pattern if they were just randomly bouncing off each other in the air, but it's still a possibility. So they fired down single electrons, uh, again through the one slit, you get your single line. But again, when you have two slits and one single electron arriving at two slits, somehow the interference pattern over time would begin to, to grow. And keep in mind, just for a visual on this, so when they're doing mm. these before, um, these Italian boys, they, as they're firing off these electrons, they're not firing them in single lines. They're mm-hmm. being fired kind of like a like a buckshot or something, yes. right? Maybe no, at one maybe slit, maybe at the other like slit, that, maybe in the middle. Going. These ones are being fired in single file, mm-hmm. one of the very time, pointedly and particularly. Yes. yes. So there's it's to so it should out. go if you're shooting something from one thing into another thing, it should go where you're shooting it. Yes. But these things were going out and then turning around the corner and going around a curly, a going curly through a trajectory. hole in the wall and then coming out in a totally different place. Yeah, mm. exactly. And the wall wasn't magic. There was nothing magic about the wall. It was a wall with a, with a slit cut in it or two. Yeah. And it's it's just to give that image to because. Don't try to rationalize this because people, no one and go, can understand I know what they were missing. Yeah. All these different things that have happened over the past couple of hundred years. Slit. Yeah. <laughs> they put a third slit or a joining in the slit to make a giant H. I mean, it would have been gravy. like <laughs> From steps. <laughs> um, but the, the truth is, the maths on this Ian is... Ian Watkins. <laughs> that is... Oh, wait. That's, they Watkins? both have that. Yeah, he oh. got a lot of hate, apparently, because they thought it was him. Poor H. From the, the last property. He's one of the good ones. Right, right. The guy from Steps, not the Lost Prophets guy. Oh, yes, the guy yeah. from Steps. Yeah, no, definitely not. The we are not up for <laughs> Ian Watkins of Lost no, Prophets. No, no, definitely not the no, Lost no. Prophets guy. He's the worst. We'll do an episode on him sometime. He's such a scumbag. <laughs> but uh, the maths on all of this is, is somewhat unavoidable, which says that I'm not going to run you through the fucking equations because they don't make any sense to me. But the maths says that the electron, and we've heard this before from other experiments, completely other things, the maths says that the electron arrives at the slit as a particle, becomes a waveform of infinite potentials, and then... Uh, turns back into a particle again on the other side. Basically, it goes through both of the slits. It goes through neither slit. It goes through each of the individual slits at the same time. And every angle in between. And every other way it could go. Basically, it is in the superposition, which we will hear now in a moment through mm. Schrodinger's uh, thought experiment. But this, is in some, some ways, people consider a thought experiment too because things get weirder. Yeah. Here. We yeah. think we think we know what's going on here. Yeah, it like, so yeah, it's going on a wave. It's going on a wave. Yeah. It changes into a wave because it's in a status or a state of infinite potential. Mm-hmm. So mm. when you fire the electron out and it can go through, like you said, both slits, no slits, 
or it can go through the slit and then turn around the corner mm-hmm. on the wave of potential. So like, but the math says it, it is doing yeah, all of those it's things. The same as if yes, any yeah. so if anybody there has young children, mm-hmm. you know, you turn your back, and then your toddler takes on the quantum properties of superposition. Yes, and then you turn around. And it's hanging out of the fucking the the light in the on the ceiling, or it's like inside the TV, do you know? Um, out of his little baby cage. Out of his baby cage, and he's in some place, and you're like, "How did you do that?" And he's like, "Quantum physics." And you're like, "How do you superposition? How, how can you talk? And how do you know about quantum physics?" <laughs> but yeah, it's it gets weird when people start to look at why it was going in a wave, and this is mm-hmm. where the the double slit experiment gets its fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the Italian lads. Mm-hmm. Try to measurably observe the process they have found that the single electrons reverted to particles. When they observe it, huh? they change from a wave yes. into a motherfucking particle. When so, they look at it, in the act of looking at the fucking wave, they change it from a wave into a particle. So when they're just firing the electrons single file down and not, the two and slits, not watching where and the electrons are just going, just the back wall, all they're getting is interference pattern. Yeah. But when, like they it's a look, waveform. when they look at the electron going out of the gun, looking at which slit it goes through, and it looking at goes where it through hits, a slit, goes through a slit specifically, and then hits the back wall. And when they're looking at the electrons, not the wall, but the electrons, it forms an 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're not looking at the electrons, it forms an interference pattern. And the interference pattern of many, no, many no, no. ones. You weren't listening three and a half minutes ago when I was talking when I told you the math on this is unavoidable. It doesn't go through one slit. It goes through every slit and no slits. Mm. Unless you're looking at it. Yeah, when you're looking at it, it has to take a position. Well, what's and the great difference of looking at it? That's the, 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 the uh, observer, observer effect. effect. So basically, if you look at it, it historically changes what's happened. Oh, that's the, is, no, no, that's even worse. That's, we haven't yeah, even we're not even yet. getting there yet. We haven't okay. finished it yet. Motherfucker. So they observably went through one slit. Mm-hmm. Created a pattern of just two slits. The number 11. The 11. Yeah. Not the interference pattern anymore. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's only by the, the fact They're of acting look, normal. That's only by the fact of looking at it. Okay. Now. So looking at it rules the, out the wave. Rules out the wave. Rules out the potential of hitting it. It, no longer, it no longer has infinite potential as if I'm looking look at, at it. it, it no. chooses, I make it decide it like chooses, the photon does. It chooses which definitive which way it's going to I'm gonna making be. this motherfucker decide. My consciousness is interacting with its consciousness? Yeah, yeah. Or is he making you decide? Yeah. Choose instead that there is no spoon. <laughs> there is no spoon. I haven't thought about that kid in a while. No. But isn't oh, that's it, a weird sentence. Isn't it weird that when you look at it, it, it chooses a definitive path, right? Yes, I still now, can't get my head around this. In the choosing of the definitive path, they tried to find out where along the line did it choose the path, right? Yes. So they left it for as long as possible until the very, 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 very last second, last millisecond, to look to see what part of the wall it was going to hit. Uh-huh. And then as they observe it just a millisecond before it's going to hit the wall, it snaps into position and it hits a particular place on the wall. So they're like, they're like... I'm going to, like, catch a peek of it. Like, trying to open your eyes when you sneeze. They're like, I'm going to catch a peek of it right before it hits the wall. It won't, it won't know I'm looking. It won't know I'm looking. It won't. And the second they, they have a little look at it, the thing goes, no, fuck you, I saw you. Yeah, but 
But it, think about what that does to the electron. Now, this is a hard one to get your is, fucking this, mind this around. Is a noodle because, like, answer. physically, nothing's changing in the electron's no, world. It's the same. It's, the, it's just consciousness being applied to it. Particle out of the think gun of it this into way. a wave, Ta- and then it hits the wall. And mm-hmm. as this is the quantum, as this is the superposition, I'm at, just forget about the way you're thinking about time here. Forget about what it's choosing. And Throw away the, the clock. Just forget about time in this particular realm. Mm-hmm. Just rule. So there's no time here. Yes. Infinite potentials means there can't really be any time. Yeah, so now okay. we'll continue. Uh, Gordon so, was... Mm-hmm. As it shoots from the gun, the electron gun, mm-hmm. which the government are trying to take off us. Yeah. They don't want us doing our slit experiments. The, we, want right our, we want our quantum second amendments, right? It comes out of the gun, mm-hmm. and we're not looking at it now, and it's in a wave formation. And as it's flying towards the two slits... It did what it did before, and it stayed in a wave, and it went through both both slits, no slits, and it went in every direction as a wave out of the slits on the other side, like the your man paddling in the water, yeah. and it mm-hmm. makes this the, the sunflower pattern. interference pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So as it's going out, it's still in the wave. It could hit any of the, the interference points on the wall to make the, the barcode pattern. But at the very, very, very last second, now all the way from the gun right till the just the millisecond before it hits the wall, it's in a wave and it's gone in all of those places. Mm-hmm. And then when you open your eyes and you look at the very, 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 very last second, millisecond before it hits the wall, mm-hmm. it goes whoosh, and snaps into a position and chooses and hits the wall in the 11 position. Mm-hmm. But think about what that's doing to the electron then. Because it was a wave all the way along. So they've, they've like... After the fact, they've observed that it is in a wave, it is in a quantum superposition, it, it does go through both slits and no slits at the same time. Mm-hmm. But by looking at it just before it hits the wall, it makes the electron decide a path. But it's retroactively changing the path of the wave formation that the electron has chosen and retroactively makes the electron backwards through time choose a slit that it went through choose mm. a backwards path but it did go through that slit did it because it yeah because it did every possibility yeah but so one of those possibilities was definitely it, going through the wave, left slit or the right slit but it was a wave and it was everything else at that point mm-hmm. so when you look back and it chooses it which makes, way it's going to hit the wall path. it would have to have been a proton like a sorry not a, a proton, particle a particle that was just going through without so it would have to have mm. a cluster. So, but I believe that's what it. it is when it goes when it's in a superposition. It's still you're saying you think position. you think that it it, it just but it doesn't physically mm. exist in all places though. It doesn't physically exist. Yeah, it, it physically exists in none and yeah. one. Yeah, but it has the potential to yeah. exist in all. But it's not even one. It's it's that it it can. So whatever amount of possibilities there are, mm-hmm. there are until it's observed and then a possibility is chosen, but retroactively chosen yeah. from the point of origin. So if you're shooting it through the right-hand slit, if you didn't look at it just before it hit, mm-hmm. it would have chosen the left-hand slit and two down, for example. But at the very, very last second, you're changing its mind mm-hmm. by observing it, and it goes, and it, it, it pops into the reality of, yeah, it went through the right-hand slit directly from here. Mm-hmm. Like, but that was always one it, of the possibilities. Yes, but it wasn't the possibility. All the possibilities existed. But you physically made it that by observing it. That's the observer. Oh, you're talking about like material? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't go over that stuff. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Sorry, I thought thought we said that like an hour ago. Yeah, but you're making it way more complicated to explain than it should be by arguing the the toss. But that's assuming that the way you're explaining it is the perfect way. 
No, but I think what you mean is that you're I'm saying trying to if you in a way don't, that it can be observed and understood by an audio audience. Mm. Yeah, are you are you trying? To, <laughs> that's the same way <laughs> I'm doing it though. No, but are you? Yeah, but is it? Do you mean yeah. like? Do you mean that like? While we're not observing it, mm-hmm. do you mean that the? the, the, the I think you're was... trying to make a thing of like when you observe it at the split second before it hits the back wall through the screen with the slits in it. That it's then retroactively going back in time and changing. But that's what that's it, what the scientists who do yeah, the experiments. Yeah, that is what it's saying. doing. But I'm saying that like one of the possibilities of it being every possibility is that path that you're saying it retroactively no, went back. It's so, not. That's the thing. Right. At the point. So when, I don't understand superposition is the issue here yes. because I think of superposition as being every position at yeah, the same time. But it's actually but it's not. But it's actually not every position physically. Right. It's the only the wave of potential of being every position. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, it snaps into a reality. Yes. So at any point, it's no, it's in no place at any point. You're saying that it's in all places at all times. When in fact, and it's, none, and none, and it's a none. hard concept to get your head around. It's like the, it's in the one place, it's in every place, and it's in no place. Yeah, but for it to for it to retroactively change backwards in time, yes, it can't be in all places. That's yes. the thing that you're like. Not yeah, that part goes from. away. Yeah, yeah, but it's not that it's like yeah, that's not impressive because it can't go backwards in time because it was already on that path. But it wasn't on that path. It was, it was on, on the, every. It was on every path. path. Mm. But one of the every possible paths it was was the path that but it physically changed to. At but the see, end. it wasn't on that. Like it can't. So like it's on every path until mm-hmm. it's looked at. So it's a wave, and it can choose sort of if it can be anything. Mm-hmm. Now that's potential does exist, but the potential isn't manifested until it's viewed do you know mm-hmm. what i mean so there was a really complicated version of this done uh by a bunch of dudes in switzerland mm-hmm. which i'm not going to go into now because obviously it's going to cause a consternation and it's very late this is the mirrors and all that this is the mirrors of, and yeah. lasers and all the the super catchy like definitive double slit mm-hmm. experiment right, right, right which fires out a pairs of electrons and those electrons are bounced around a whole set of mirrors where we have known knowns, known unknowns. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. split as and well. They're split, it, yeah. And they're also timed off of a um, a sample electron. Mm-hmm. So when it goes through the first gate, one goes into zero and one goes forward into the first set of mirrors. And then that bounces off of, like it's very complicated. You have to visually see it being done, and there's a YouTube ah. channel, there's a YouTube video that we're going to put up. Mm-hmm. But like the way that it's done makes sure that that phenomenon that I was telling you about, which is the the retroactive choice of the electron, yes. can't be done. So it's not changing where it's from. So it can uh, like objectively be observed. This phenomenon can objectively and properly scientifically be observed, whereas in just firing the electrons through two slits and you're watching this interference pattern and then when you look at it, it turns into a particle particle instead of a wave. Mm-hmm. You're going, something is happening, but I can't quantify it because there's no measurement between the gun, the slit, I'm and the wall. I'm not recording what happened in between. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying that I don't think, I don't think you're getting the bit of, no matter where you look at it, after it's passed through the slits. Mm-hmm. I think it's that I can't get my head around superposition. The time thing that, that you're arguing against... I'm saying it has already passed through the slits. But when you yes. look at it just before it hits the wall, you're changing the past because it's already passed through both of those slits. Yes. So you're making it not pass through one of them. Yes. It's reordering history. Okay. So you're changing time. That's what mm. I'm saying. It's going backwards through time. The electrons 
trajectory is going backwards through time and changing mm-hmm. its past. Butterfly effect style, the, the history is being rewritten around. Yeah, it. but that's why you're, you're, you're saying it's going through all slits, it's going through no slits. It doesn't have any physical form mm-hmm. except the form that it's in when you look at it. So mm-hmm. if you look at it before the slits, you're going, yeah, it's going through the right slit. If you look at it after the slits, it could have gone through right, it could have gone through left. And it probably did mm-hmm. and didn't. Mm-hmm. But when you choose before it hits the wall, mm-hmm. you're saying it didn't go through one and it did go through the others, therefore changing the past, or, or like that electron's version of the past. Yes. It doesn't make sense. Like that, I think that's hmm. for me because I, I, no, I, I can go with that. Yeah. It's, a, it's only recently. But it's that only I, when you look at it after it's gone through the slits that it has that effect of the retroactive changing of its direction. Yeah. I know you were saying, yeah, it goes through both slits. That's quantum superposition. That's the, that's the, the wave version of how that electron is in existence for that amount of time it took to go from the gun to the wall. Yes. But before it hits the wall, if you look at it, it chooses a slit. That's that's the, the weird part of it. Like, mm. Yeah, I think so. I think what I'm imagining in my brain is like infinite number of lines. And then, like you said, when you observe it at the last second, it just selects one of those lines that already existed. But not in our perception of reality. Um, to I can see, yeah, I see, I see what, what you're you mean. saying. Like there, no, it no, is, but it doesn't. It, yeah, yeah, but it, it is one doesn't of the answer the mirror effect. Yeah, yeah. So we put up that mirror uh, experiment. Like it is a it is a melter, and there's a reason. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why it's uh, probably the most famous quantum physics experiment out there. Yes, because it has caused a lot of consternation, a lot of arguments. We're near the end of this. now. We are, are we? very close because I'm half. Well, Jesus, twenty to two. Very we'll close. Uh, so the main points of evidence, mm-hmm. main points that say, yes, we are in a simulation, uh, according to the guys that are deeply uh, examining this, uh, these phenomena. Uh, one would be the digital Big Bang, which is a term used by idealists and pursuers of the simulation or hologram theory, whereby the scientific explanation, inverted commas, of how the universe was created was from nothing uh, and it came from a Big Bang. This could be... The switching on of the server of our universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can't explain what happens beforehand. They can only go back as far as that. Yes. So the logical conclusion will be that there was nothing before that. Uh, they say, the scientists say that it was a super densely packed, um, you know, clump of matter that was yes. like super highly massively compressed and then yeah, infinitely that always annoys mm, me it's like it's infinitely, infinitely dense yeah. infinitely hot it's infinitely full of matter i'm but, like and then it's just actually and infinitely floating. small wouldn't there be wouldn't there be and one for argument? no reason it just burst yeah. wouldn't there be more one argument at least for the multiverse theory if if you think multi is just more than one okay yeah. if that's the only benchmark kind of state state for it surely if we were a tiny little thing that mm-hmm. burst if you want to take that sort of generic big bang theory that little tiny thing had to burst within something a small space a space yeah and or surely... did it only inhabit its own space and everything inside of that is the universe so what was outside of it nothingness? Uh, yes but uh, nothingness is still a dimension is there it? nothingness go, is still a space so like what the fuck was it so that's that's what i can't get my I never could get my head around the big yeah. bang mm-hmm. but the other explanation according to the simulation theorists is that this was a as a computer that was getting turned on, going from a zero state to a one state, going yeah. from off to on. to on. I can see that. The switch was flipped, and the universe ex- started expanding from there. That's one of the 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 simulation theory uh, kind of tent poles. Yeah, of, yeah. Say. the other one would be the pixelated universe that we talked about with the non-locality. Yes. That the theory that every atom and particle is a part of a pixelated simulation. 
uh, and all these particles are equidistant from the processor, like 2D screen, but the only uh, uh, 3D aspects of it are our perception. Our inside. Our inside perception. So like the characters inside a 3D Xbox game are in a 3D world, but, but only, we view them only as a 2 Yes. No, they're, but, they're in they're 2D. In, no, but what I mean is we see them in 2D. And we infer, they are we infer the 3D though onto them. If we, if you imagine that there was a screen looking at us, Aye. we would be experiencing the 3D inside that. Yeah, but we're view, viewing viewed viewed by a 2D. 2D. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. inside the simulations, it's 3D, if you like. Mm-hmm. But all the things that are inside the game, like if I want to go from this place to another place in the game, oh, I the have screen to, itself. I have yeah, to get yeah. into the car, and it takes time, which is part of the 3D experience, to get to that place. Yeah. Whereas we could just like. You know, hop on a dragon it's, and fly yeah, there. It's and, be, mm. below the vision. It's like, it's it's almost, it's the same as our reality. It's behind the fabric of reality yeah. is the access to all points that the machine has. The green pipe of the, quantum yeah. physics. And again, pixelated universe. And um, like you were saying, the Big Bang theory in terms of a, a computer being booted, they are very they, much yeah, linked coalesce. together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the programming code then with James Gates finds in the string theory. Uh, and this code is a mathematics signature and it's found all the way through nature. Like all of the measurements Paul was talking about with the Fibonacci sequence, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then my maximum speed processor limitations jaunt where there, there is a speed of light for physical matter and limitations mm-hmm. in the transference of physical information. So it's like you can't send a tennis ball or a kitten or a gnat or whatever at the speed of light, but you can send information that has yeah, no mass. Yes, data has no... No mass, no mass. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish were all into that mass, man. Uh, the processor would have to make sure, though, in all states that the atoms are in a proper arrangement, like in Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. and back. It, it maxes out. So information has no mass and can be transferred. So they're the, they're the kind of things that say, like, yeah, man, I don't believe that the simulation couldn't be possible. Yes. You know? Uh, there's other parts then, like we talked about uh, string theory earlier on, mm-hmm. and we've already kind of defined what string theory would be. Mm-hmm. Um the multiverse. Does anyone want to take and see? Try and have a bang at <laughs> the, the the most my my most favorite idea of an infinite multiverse where all things that an infinite amount of things like exist. My, no, my favorite is that in one of those universes, I'm like Spider Man or Batman or like some awesome cool guy like that. Because if an infinite amount of possibilities exist. Mm-hmm. It's not even fathomable because everything you can conceive of exists, and everything you can't conceive of exists. And why couldn't you be that in this universe? I could, but it would just end much more poorly. Yeah, <laughs> much fact, more poorly. No, there's no high buildings in Dublin to be Spider-Man. No, it wouldn't work out. It wouldn't work out. We already talked about Neil Boss. Uh, we already talked about Nick Bostrom and his uh, his trilemma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. There's other quantum physicists, scientists, and. Uh, uh, simulation kind of milestones along the way <laughs> profligators yes mm-hmm. absolutely one of the main kind of quantum quantum physics tent poles would be the copenhagen interpretation mm-hmm. so we talk about a man called niels bohr who was who was the architect behind the copenhagen interpretation which is basically where we get our understanding of the particle versus wave phenomena from the double slit experiment mm-hmm. so when we're looking at it particle when we're not wave exists in all places at once um, and then, obviously, it has that weird retroactive uh, uh, time time dilation where it decides where it was or <laughs> when you weren't looking at it. Where were you? Um, uh, uh, I was over there. I believe you. 
Bohr was a Danish scientist, uh, a physicist who made uh, f- foundational contributions to understanding atomic structure and quantum theory. And without him, I don't think there would be uh, the kind of madness that's going on today. Mm-hmm. He got the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1922, and he was he was kind of like a philosopher and a scientist, and he gave that... He reconciled think, the two worlds. Yeah, I think he gave that... Quantum physics feels like more of a kind of a religious belief to me than... It does. A, theoretical physics, yeah, totally. Theoretical it's physics fucking... is is more like trying to find what actually God is, rather than... It's the than, poets yeah, of science. You know, fucking bending down on a mat or sticking yeah. your tongue out for an old man to put a piece of cardboard in your face. Do you know? Weird. He used to hang out with Einstein, Heisenberg, and Schrodinger. I'd say there were some parties. <laughs> huh? Are we really here? I don't know. Are you really here? <laughs> When will you be there, Heisenberg? You're late. I'm already there. Or am I? <laughs> Someone picks up the phone to Sigmund Freud. It'd be really, really hard to find, like, Niels Bohr or, or Heisenberg, like, in a pub somewhere where you're like, which pub is he in? He's simultaneously in all pubs at <laughs> yes. the same time. Until you enter the pub, then he will choose <laughs> if he is in, in that pub yeah. or not. <laughs> no, he's not here. <laughs> Fuck. Doesn't work, Schrodinger. I saw you on the CCTV. <laughs> um, yeah, no can one... CCTV capture what isn't being viewed? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. If Go. a CCTV camera falls in the forest. Uh, <laughs> no one could predict what would happen. Uh... <laughs> I thought that said at a Niels Bohr concert. Yeah, for a Niels second. Bohr. <laughs> sure, anything could be happening. Niels so. Bohr, crazy horse. <laughs> Um, hey, old man, you're a lad. <laughs> hey, old young man, you're a lad like everyone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll happen at Niels Bohr party. Uh, so, uh, another one of the, of the greats, Heisenberg, and his uncertainty principle. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very sure of himself. The hook man. Yeah, he's low, uh, low, low confidence. He wasn't mm. really certain about anything. No, um, it's uh, the Heisenberg Society principle is a variety of mathematical inequalities. This is a tough one. A set of mathematical inequalities which limit the accurate measurement of the behavior of particles in regard to speed and position, and it often gets confused with the double split experiment, but it's not to be confused with that observer effect, uh, uh, observer effect mm-hmm. that we see. A lot of people say, "Yeah, that's uncertainty principle." It's in particular relation. To measuring the position and momentum of a particle. So the closer you look at the position, the more difficult it is to determine the momentum and vice versa. Mm. So Heisenberg was basically finding these other weird ways that particles, uh, electrons and, and photons and stuff that were shooting out of these guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- their behavior was very erratic. And it had that particle versus wave uh, effect, but also the momentum and the position of it. Like, it's like trying to catch chickens in a, in a yard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rocky uh, style. Uh, Rocky style, yeah. I can't do it. This uh, Heisenberg. So uh, another one of the big ones, uh, Schrodinger's cat. We've all the heard the story. Ah, the um, yeah, Rolf Harris had him on uh, Animal <laughs> Hospital. So Schrodinger. He said you, put, said you put your cat in a box with some poison, is it? <laughs> uh, it's one of the most famous uh, quantum thought experiments. Uh, it's made by Erwin Schrodinger mm-hmm. in 1935. And it illustrates what he saw as the problem of the Copenhagen interpretation we heard mm. from, from Niels Bohr, which is basically the states that things exist in. Yes. Both on and off, both dead and alive. Uh, Schrodinger's scenario presents particularly a cat that may be simultaneously both alive and dead at the same time, right? A state mm-hmm. known as quantum superposition as a result of being linked to a random subatomic event that may or may not occur. Mm-hmm. 
So he set up a, a, an atomic particle that was to decay. If it decayed or didn't decay, it was going to set off. Uh, I think it was a little hammer was yeah. it, or a little, a little piece of dude, metal. His original drawing is like, fucking hell, dude. That's like so uber simple. That fucking thing. It set off a little a little metal thing that would crack a glass and it set some poison that would poison mm-hmm. the cat. I just think he didn't like the cat. Yeah. Maybe he was just I like, assume it was an airtight box and he wasn't risking his own safety. I started going out <laughs> with this girl and um, she wanted to get a cat and now we have a cat and I don't really want it. So I have to come up with some kind of really intricately uh, elaborate way of getting rid of the cat. <laughs> but also making her think that there was some kind of way of keeping it alive but also dead at the same time. Or he was just like a psycho. Like every other weekend he could be seen throwing a bag of cats and bricks off a bridge. Wow. It's like science experiment everybody. No say, need to fear with this. They're both alive and dead at the same time. <laughs> Until they're dead. Uh, the it's a brick too. <laughs> the brick is made of uh, mostly empty atoms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so heavy. Uh, the thought experiment is also often featured in theoretical discussions of the interpretations of quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schrodinger coined the term Verschrankung, which means entanglement, uh, in the course of developing the thought experiment. And... Uh, um, I nearly said Hitler, but what <laughs> oh, I meant to say was Einstein uh, kind of co-opted that into his quantum entanglement theory. He proposed a scenario. Basically, the, the, the experiment is a cat's locked in a steel chamber mm-hmm. and the life or death of the cat depending on a radioactive atom. Like, what a fucking elaborate... elaborate like, it's too elaborate, right? Mm. Yes. I would also like to say that it, it, Schrodinger's cat, the, the, the thought experiment... Also, is the foundation for every third joke on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they do say Schrodinger a lot. It's done. It's done in some heavy work. He, I think Schrodinger was kind of pulling the piss a small bit out of the lads that were mm-hmm. talking about quantum theory because you have to understand that at this time it's like mid thirties. Einstein's on the deathbed. You're talking about like a lot of lads trying to take apart physics basically mm-hmm. mm. and go like yeah no this is not the way no, i don't want it to go this way it was kind of like a satirical hyperbole in this experiment uh but it's it's been one of the most famous scientific experiments i think yeah ever, right? guys. Oh, yeah. 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 everyone knows that shit um and then the, the last tent pole uh would be uh john bell and his test mm-hmm. so john bell was pretty serious motherfucker and his attempt to prove the real-world existence of a certain theoretical consequence of the phenomenon of quantum entanglement in quantum mechanics, which could not possibly occur according to a classical picture of the world. Mm-hmm. The way it was made, quantum entanglement couldn't occur, and John wanted to show that it could. Yeah. So he, he, uh, he got measurements that were taken on quantum entities under local restraints. You're going to have to strap in for this one because it's tough. <laughs> I wrote this earlier on, and it made sense... So hopefully <laughs> I can translate that sense from what I understand it to be. Okay. So he wanted to show that the measurements taken on quantum entities under local restraints, so local parameters being watched, like the double slit experiment, right? So we're watching it. They're confined to a set of non-variable parameters. So under local realism, looking at the particle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. correlations between outcomes of different measurements performed on separate physical systems have to satisfy certain constraints. And these are called the Bell inequalities. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're looking at it makes it mathematically wrong. Like you said, it's mathematically unprovable that they would go into mm. a yes. interference pattern or whatever, right? So with hidden variable theory, you were excused from the probabilistic nature of predicting the outcomes of quantum tests due to the effects that we've seen in 
uh, the superposition test, like the double slit experiment. Mm-hmm. So by constraining quantum experiments to the laws of local hidden variables, you cannot reproduce the quantum measurement correlations that quantum mechanics predicts. So by putting physical limitations like looking at the atom, looking at the electron being fired, you are putting local constraints and local mm-hmm. hidden variables onto those things. So therefore, you kind of prove non-locality that if you're looking at it and it's able to go backwards through the slits, backwards through time, mm-hmm. that you're able to have like a quantum superposition the same electron in two places at once. And as soon as you pick one, it changes the other one. Mm. Right? So that's that electron spinning. Yeah. The same thing. You're having an effect on it. Most of these experiments were done with light, namely photons. And these were the precursors to all, all the other guys, including Aspe and all the French lads and the Italian boys and all of those lads. So the kind of theories are the basis behind the new wave of quantum computing that's coming. So we talked about the quibits. We talked about how you, how you make all those uh, calculations, the way the bits and bytes uh, move, and how the uh, ones and zeros can be simultaneously ones and zeros at the same time. Uh, a quibit is now the smallest form of quantum information. So that's what you were saying about uh, the photons or the quarks or whatever. Uh, the strings, potentially. Strings. We don't know if they're inside the quarks, mm-hmm. but they're... As far down are as the smallest go. ones we know. So about. they're the zeros and ones. They're the bits yeah, yeah, so far. Yeah. Um, so these quibits, uh, the smallest form of quantum information, and they are changed by the quantum gates and linear transformations to make them readable. So at the time, they're like scrambled. So you need these quantum gates to be able to jack them into the positions that the zeros and ones are supposed to be so you can read them and it makes the code. And there's literally, literally hundreds and hundreds of different theorems to describe the fallacies and merits of quantum computing at the moment. Mm-hmm. and it's possible future success like i fucked up my whole morning looking up quantum computing <laughs> to try and have enough information to talk about it and this it's it's a college course in itself man it's yeah. fucking immense right the um, best explanation i've heard of quantum computing is if you imagine there's a thing there's like a map right mm-hmm. so this is this is like say or sorry a maze excuse me these are the computers we have nowadays right the way that the computer does it is it very quickly processes one route to take out of the maze and this will either get you out of the maze or it won't but once that route is taken it can go on take another route and take another route and take another route but it has to happen um it has linearly yeah exactly with the quantum computer it would be that it would take every route at the same time and decide at the end when it's observed where the thing is supposed to end right well but i'm not sure about the observation all i know it was it I think the 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 outcome of it would be there's there's fifty possible points to go to and only one is correct, and instead of just instead of taking the fifty options until it finds the correct one, it would take all fifty at once and get the correct one that way. So but I when it finds the correct one, it snaps into place and becomes yes, that one. When That's it becomes, the quantum, yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. it's like a CDN or a content delivery network that they have for transferring internet data across the world yeah. where you would have a small bit of the information like i talked about the theory of the p2p brain processor mm-hmm. so cdn has like a website for example and it has tiny bits of it on thousands of servers all over the world yeah, 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 so yeah. it makes it equidistant to wherever you're supposed wherever to send you're supposed it, to. Get it from yeah so uh, yeah quantum computing is totally like the future if they can get their shit together yeah um it's very much in its infancy now but I think it could like with with the advent of you know these holographic hard drives and stuff where you're 
you're not keeping something written on a platter mm-hmm. where you're writing it on like a 3D holographic uh, image inside of a, a a solid state drive. Like it's fucked up how, how they're writing those ones and zeros. Yeah. And it's like one way it reads one thing and the other way it reads a different thing, but it's the same code, yeah, yeah, like yeah, mental. Yeah. So Bell's theorem is considered the most profound discovery in science. That's a bit of a reach, Ooh. right? <laughs> the most profound discovery in science. And it rules out the local hidden variables as a viable explanation of quantum physics, though it still leaves the door open for non-local hidden variables, which are the unknown unknowns. Mm-hmm. Where where does the proton, uh, where does the, the, the uh, proton go when it pops out of existence, right? Yeah. As observed under these conditions. So in a theory, Bell himself says, in a theory in which parameters are added to quantum mechanics, to determine the results of individual measurements without changing the statistical predictions, mm-hmm. there must be a mechanism whereby the setting of one measuring device can influence the reading of another instrument, however remote. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wanted to try and take away that observer effect, but it's impossible. As soon as you put an observer in, mm-hmm. that locality snaps into place. Snaps into place. Yeah. Can't, be, can't be avoided. And that's, uh, that's John Bell's test. Like some serious thinking there, like yeah. outside of science and outside of my knowledge of science and how it works, but my knowledge of the theoretical part or how my brain can understand the theory of it. I can understand the physicist not being great at physics, but being great at thinking of maybe if you do yeah. this thing, maybe the thing will do the thing. Mm. Like I don't have the maths to back it up. I absolutely don't, but I can. But it it shows you how difficult it is if even describing it to some like oh. I found, I read a book like uh, it was called uh, it was called Schrodinger's Cat or something I can't remember the name of it but it was some just basically or it was by Schrodinger's Cat it was like quantum physics for dummies you know and I read it and I was still like the fuck is going on yeah. like, but there's so many elements to it this is only one particular part pertaining to simulation yeah. theory yeah. on how how this stuff works like the the remnants of what quantum mechanics and quantum theories have left in our universe that leaves us proof that we live in a simulation. Yeah, yeah. Like, this stuff all exists. How? How does this stuff exist? And if it didn't exist, how could we not exist? You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't the way it is. What's interesting is that you'd imagine that by uncovering the quantum, right? Mm -hmm. And that giving us the inspiration and potential knowledge to create quantum computing would probably be the first step towards in giving us the ability towards the, computer, the simulation yeah, absolutely yeah. man but that's the thing in order to fucking get away from the theory we end up yeah becoming it in eventuality like. yeah yeah and if we are a simulation as statistics will have you believe then we create a simulation inside a simulation how do yeah. you know we're not a simulation inside a simulation? It's the simulation, simulation part of the simulation, which is part of the simulation, which is part. It's like the man, mm. the, the idea you have is you're the person who controls you, but the man in your brain controls, or sorry, the man in your brain controls sort of what you do and blah, blah, blah. Then there's a man in his brain that controls what he does. Yes. And a man in his brain that controls what he does. And a man in his brain that controls what he does. Once upon a time, does. life. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, it's shit crazy. It's all happening. But yeah, simulation is simulation. Crazy. Um. Yeah, the infinite regress, which is fun. It's the idea that any knowledge we find could just be a simulation in and of itself. So no matter how much evolution of ideas 
uh, and basically anything mm-hmm. that happens, it's just a simulation. It's all part us... of the simulation. Yeah, yeah but so... that's like saying if you left the Xbox on all night, that somewhere in the Grand Theft Auto world, there's a scientist in there. And he's working on his program his to own, think outside the yeah he's the he's working on his own. Uh, he's been you know, programmed to randomly, potentially find the answer to some sort of in-game problem. Yeah, and that's part. That's his character. That no one you'll never see him as Nico Bellic because he's just in one of the. You won't run into him or yeah. anything mm-hmm. like that. But he's, that's he's not his, even in the city that that the, the game is set in. But even, then maybe. does that does. And you come and turn on the telly one morning to go and play the rest of it after you leave it out all night and he's just right at the front of the telly going, oh, so you got up, did you? I finally found where the camera was pointing. Mm, It's an ineffable ineffable point in my universe. But I saw this guy standing here and you're usually behind him, so (laughs) I'm just talking to you. What about the anomalous variant? The glitch in the system? Yeah. The The Agent Smith? The Neo. No, not the Neo, the Agent Smith, the one that wasn't predicted. Hmm. That's the that's the unknown unknown. That's the John Bell. Like, how can we know if there's if we set local parameters on these things, mm-hmm. then they're not going to go outside those local parameters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we know that when we look at something, it's going to go into a certain place, how do we know that it wouldn't go into a certain place if, if we, we didn't, didn't look, look at it? it. That's but, the fucking. That's the. That's the melter. That's your your black swan again. That's the, the not known. That's the, the every unknown. time. Every time I leave a room, does that in that room exist anymore? I know. Yeah. It, I know it's a head melter, but in a way, at least that helmet head melter is saying, yeah, you can't know. Like by definition, yeah, you can't, can't know. It, seem, it does seem because so if that's a better answer than the definition of may know someday. Probably not <laughs> yeah, know. but because we're mati- this is what this is the part I really find tricky about this. I understand mm. the concepts to a certain extent, and then the other part of me just sort of jumps in and goes, "Yeah, but like it's like how, what's how, the point? Is, no, it's not even what's the point. It <laughs> just sort of goes. It just goes. Sure, how do you know? That's just because you're not like you're not observing it. So maybe it was like that already, but they're just they're just getting they're just complicating it too much. Like but when you just, look at it, you are making I know. all those electrons snap into place. And I know, no, I totally like I I but totally I, I, I get that. Yeah. But the material part of me is going no, nah, but sure. That even there already. Like Schrodinger's cat he goes. Well, the cat's both alive and dead. But you're like no, nah, but it's one or the other. Yeah, but it's. It's if it's that's just your materialism. Your material in, part looking at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to like wank your brain with. It's fun, yeah. It's fun. I think. It's yeah. fun if it's not scaring the cunt out of you. <laughs> Playing the pipes out. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was saying at the start, like this one's got no murders, no rapes, no tortures. I think it's worse though than that because it's like it could be murders, it could be rapes. Uh, yeah. All of those things are potential. Loads of like needless simulated murders and rapes. Yeah, but didn't need the, to happen at the same time. Yeah. They only happened. Oh, to, only happened to simulated humans. None of us will ever meet. But again, do a lot of and us... that could be part of the, the simulation that they're only on the TVs and in books that they're not actually people. That they're just like a they're the narrative, a shadow of a person. Yeah, yeah. they're a shadow. Yeah, the narrative the, of the simulation. They're the cutscene. They're just in a cutscene. Just the two D. It's a. Ah, look, it is. It is. It's. It's. I like, I'll never meet Justin Bieber, and I'd like to think that he doesn't exist. But he's just like written about by loads of people, like Zorro or, you know, Homer Simpson. Yes, he's a figment of collective imagination. But does Homer Simpson exist now? Mm-hmm. I love that episode of The Simpsons where he goes into the third third dimension, he comes out, of goes the to the cake one. shop. Yeah, it's fucking classic. The erotic cake shop. But I'm saying, like, does Homer Simpson exist? By all accounts, he does. We all have a memory of him and his escapades. Mm-hmm. We all know what he would say if he would say something. We all know, like things he likes the things he doesn't like the stuff that he's done we talk about him like he's a real person mm. does he exist 
in simulation theory, we have made his universe. We have, uh, well, not we, but I mean, Matt Groening and the, the, the Simpsons people and the writers like, you know, Conan O'Brien and Louis C.K. and all these guys. Well, they've made his multiverse. They have made his his universe. Because in some he's three-dimensional, like the the open-world games, but in others he's two-dimensional. They've created all of that. And even that, even if you look at the... And his back history and his... And they keep on retconning and changing stuff. Like, imagine if you were a Simpsons. The character's almost identical across the the different that The rules of that simulation are subject to change, whereas the rules of our simulation are set in stone. But are they, though? What I mean is that the, well, I mean, to our knowledge at mm. present, they appear to be set in stone to. Until we find the one. Neil. Or there's. Who can jump. <laughs> whatever's Neil. running the simulation does a massive hardware upgrade that we're not uh, you know, obviously aware is going to mm. be happening. Or well, I mean, we, are we brand new speakers, brand new computers? You can, you can, you can kind of bring in some of the woo woo secret type stuff to, to at this point of kind of your consciousness being projected at a certain point to achieve a certain thing or mm. draw in a certain thing. But uh, I don't know, Secret's kind of like the McDonald's of spiritualism. Um, But yeah, like there, there are, I suppose, little bits of that. So like with quantum computing, you're going to be upping the ante on the abilities of artificial intelligence, right? Yes. Well, you're going to be... I, I, like, I think you went to a lot of this with like the brain part about how much it takes to create like a human brain because most of this is just like hmm. it's like see it's like conspiracy we're kind of going back to it okay, okay. it's this can be used at a certain point but in the in the way we've spoken about this topic there's no point in me going in and going bell labs carnegie you remember the name carnegie no. huh remember the name rockefeller foundation you remember that one huh like yeah, I get you. these dirty bastards have their hands all over the ai market just but, even talk about the google project and stuff like that then just one example of it mm. Like, say, like, and even now, before quantum computing, we can make well, fucking self-driving cars and shit. Yeah, I mean, well, just to cover off the idea of the, the artificial intelligence, that may be the thing that comes and Yeah, well, the potential it of it as, as quantum computing evolves mm. means that, like, yeah, we can create an actual sentient electronic being. Yes. But what, like, is there stuff now that we can say, yeah, it definitely will work, like? Uh... Is there artificial intelligence now that's in operation or that is is closer to what we would believe to be something that we can be tangibly, like, tangible, to be can tangibly experience? Yeah, there's somewhere in the region of over 900 patents for neural network pathways alone for that style of artificial, artificial intelligence, brains. which is to, yeah, to copy the, the human yeah. brain. Mm. And uh, basically, like, free mapping every neuron, every electron in the brain and then just artificially creating that with 500 petabytes of ram <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah shit man and almost impossible run and uh like and back in like 1988 there was only about 20 patents for this kind of thing now there's over 900 the majority of them are held in the in the private sector mm. by private companies and a few public sector institutions like nasa and darpa yeah are, are cutting edge darpa's field. pretty high up in that shit right? yeah but the the vast majority of the, the private market Patents are owned by IBM. Hitachi, surprisingly enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what they're up to these days, but apparently it's artificial intelligence. And Google, of course, because uh, Google X, which is a, d- a separate division of Google, have their, or X as it's just known now. Mm-hmm. It's not even called Google anymore, it's just called X. They have their moonshot program, which features the, the Google car, the self-driving mm-hmm. car, uh, their the delivery Tesla, drones. No, the Google drones. Dro- yeah, Google sorry, car. sorry, I'm thinking of it. Yeah. And they have their, although our Tesla, is it they're employing, they're working with Google, is it to do the self-driving thing? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm getting confused. Apple are bringing a self-driving car to copycats. What's the one that nearly killed that dude on the first day they tested it? Oh, I'm sure it's... 
Never seen that one. Guy gets absolutely milled by his own self driving <laughs> car. It's brilliant. I think <laughs> that was the guy from Star Trek, wasn't it? Probably. The guy who plays Chekhov. Oh, that's bad taste. Yeah, I know, I know. It's bad taste. Edit that out, please. It was a no driving car. <laughs> that was either too soon, not soon enough, or just the exact right amount of I soon. I think it was the right like exact that. amount of soon. It's a superposition it's, of soon. It's, it's <laughs> that's every possibility until someone hears it on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's until you hear it and decide what you think of it. That that It's good taste, quote, it's bad taste, it's ugly taste, every it's beautiful possible. taste. That's funny, it's, it's not funny. It's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, right it's derogatory, it's celebratory, it's everything. Yeah. It's right what, if, what, if, what if we found out later that the quantum had, had a subjective thing when viewed? What if I viewed it and it looked like this, but what if you viewed it and it looked like something else and my subjectivity changed the... I'm sure that, that that's the way I it is. I feel like... Yeah, that's, yeah. But you I can never know because you can't, you can't like you discover can't, the, same, yeah. the same thing by two people. Once it's observed by one person, it already it, chooses. It is what it is. I think you can't yeah. observe it again in a quantum. I'm going to coin that. That's Eamon O'Neill's Eamon O'Neill's theorem. Quantum subjectivity. Uh, quantum bumjectivity. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine, and I call it what I want. To. So I Google, like that one. Google alphabetically, X. it goes to the start as well. Google X is <laughs> making all of our decisions every day. We do on our yeah, phones. the Google Glass, it's the, the altered reality. It's, it's, it's farming our info. I don't know if you're familiar with their Loon weather balloon project, which is to like cover the planet with weather balloons that transfer internet. That sounds like uh, going to be a lot of aliens. Like Highlander two song. to me, yeah. man. They're getting there. They're getting. But they're, they're... Got the, 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 what is it? The shield is up. Oh Come on, Christopher. yeah, Come on, Christopher. I know, I'm thinking of the Arcanet thing in the red and black. Same. Same thing. I've never seen Highlander, so I wouldn't know. Uh, Highlander 2, man. I've seen the TV show. The Quickening. Episodes of it. Is that what it's called? <laughs> the Highlander 2, The it's Quickening. Awful. What was The Quick and the Dead 2 called? The Sloaning, I guess. The, the quick, Sloaning, yeah. The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> Remember that, that movie? Yeah, I've never seen the last 10 minutes of it because uh, it ran out of tape. Everybody does. Is that the yeah. one with Sharon Stone? Sharon Stone yeah. and... Uh, Russell Crowe, Leonardo DiCaprio, Gene Hackman. Yeah. Good. Stella Castle. Was she ever in a movie where she didn't give a lad a ride at some point in it? I think that's part of her. Part of her. Uh, Maybe Catwoman her deal. Catwoman. I don't. I haven't seen Catwoman, Catwoman, so she probably did. I haven't watched. I, I think I've seen like twenty minutes of it on on like RT two one day. <laughs> I was like, I ah, know I wouldn't be. I wouldn't <laughs> be. They'd be, they'd, be some, they'd be some mild strokes. <laughs> they would. Yeah. You like, were simultaneously you aroused and disgusted. It was, it was quantum, <laughs> quantum erotic. It wasn't until I came that I realized how disgusted I was. That's the quantum orgasm. Quantum when you come and you always feel ashamed. You're both ashamed and aroused at the same time. It's euphoric. Like, I'm not, the greatest thing ever. I'm the worst thing it's ever. Quantum. I thought we were done with this. Quantum physics. It's always the first thought. Oh, I thought we were done with this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Loon Weather Project wants to have like to conquer the world put Google Wi-Fi all over the world yeah and, but these are scary parts is Google X are working on the Calico project which is a life extension program it's Calico you know, vision yeah bio-industrialism right. you know so like let's replace all my crappy biological bits with super Deus Ex yes kind of a super life. working electronic bits it seems bits. to be like science fiction recreating itself right? yes and, uh, and their final job is Anne Anne is the artificial neural network that they're creating yeah okay and we're all feeding it yes so it's and getting stronger every day yeah, it's it basically it's a race at the moment for a lot of different country companies to see who's going to be the first to make a pure I think Google true AI. Think. Google I, is I think it's well ahead of Microsoft's to, Cortana, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Google so. is as close to Skynet as mm. I this really is going this like that thing it, this is going to be the this is going to play out exactly like that movie her where Scarlett Johansson is like yes. a phone. Or yeah, the, her. the operating system of a phone. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. 
And right. hair lips are ba- banished. Oh, so we're future. saying that Siri probably do, will do, be the... Do, do, do. Oh, that's horse lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not my wacky thing. I do, yeah, I do. I was... Um, Ray Kurtzvale, I see here. Mm-hmm. He thinks the singularity... What did he, what did he predict? Uh, he's, he's, I think, rather... Um, He's trying to stay alive until the singularity. Well, what like I, that's, yeah. that's, that's he's like, setting out a date that he's he'll still be alive. Like, what I know like of Ray Kurzweil is that he mm. invented an AI that was able to read speech yes. and transfer speech into text, right? Yes. He's a fucking genius, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Well, he believes that our singularity moment, the singularity moment is basically the moment where the AI outstrips us. And that's it's game that's over. That's the moment It's the bit we spoke about at the start where the AI hologram, goes, yeah. fuck these things, I'm more advanced than they are, I deserve to exist more than they do. Yeah. Goodbye to the humans. Launch all weapons. Yes. I mean, I'll take a few of your consciousnesses into but the neural network. But Ray Kurzweil, he, he fully believes that we'll be able to upload ourselves into some sort of mainframe. And mm-hmm. he is basically... Like Lawnmower Man. He has a, a similar enough to Lawnmower Man. Like Lamb Johnny Depp's Transcendence, which is... Awful. Bit of a mess. Prefer it's Lawnmower always, Man. It's, it's awful. It's yeah. fucking awful. I haven't, it's quite I haven't messy. seen it. Johnny Depp apparently hasn't watched any of the last of his six... He's never watched the last of his six movies that he's done. Where four of those parts his, of the Caribbean His ex-wife movies. gets that amount of money. He gonna be making the next six or eight. He won't have time to watch no, some movies he, with he the race. He doesn't them. watch movies with himself. And I'm like, yeah, man, because some of them are a bit shite. Like, yeah, mm. fuck, um, yeah, like uh, people like Kurtzman and stuff like that calling out shit. Like, mm-hmm. you're going. Well, yeah, if you see man. him, he has a bag full of vitamins and tablets that he's he's literally taken to yes. keep himself alive long enough so he can upload his brain into. I would say so. Yeah. I'd say if, if Walt Disney had the chance, he'd do the same thing. Would like, you not like to see what's on the other side? I'd love though? to see. Like the, but you I can don't see mean, I don't mean, with a swift slug to the skull. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, can you, will you choose eternal life shit, or will you choose, not choose death? It's it's different to choose death. And again, I'm making no fucking judgment on anyone who does choose, you know. Mm. I, I don't mean to be like, anyone commits suicide is a coward. I think that's fucking bullshit. Um, You're just a quantum explorer. Yeah, you're just like, come on. No, I think I think you can't fucking judge somebody else's pain by like your own. You know, yeah. it, it's you can't you can't experience what it's that materialism is. Materialism over ideas. But you think he's making else. a bad choice by not choosing to exist forever in a machine with no, no physical corporeal form? I think it's going to be totally uh, subjective to who. Like, you can choose to exist forever. That's fine. Or you can choose to l- let your life run its course and. Mm-hmm. Potentially, there's something else. Potentially, there isn't. Uh, take that that Russian roulette gamble. Yeah, again, who wouldn't like to live potential. in the Matrix? No, wouldn't it be? <laughs> you don't know wouldn't it be great to live in the Matrix? Yeah, but who knows what else is there? Wouldn't it be great to live in the Matrix and know it was the Matrix and have all those awesome superpowers and shit? Would you? Be, all right. So, if you're living uh, in the Matrix, would you be able? Say, you uploaded your your brain a, into whatever. Would you be able to back? Can you back out at some point? I feel that doing this podcast has really opened up my mind and i guess paul's as well into Mm. the amount of mad shit that's going on out there Mm. like sasquatch is a bug in the system or like Mm -hmm. you know hitler was a a virus that like wrote over a lot of other people's code like if you're talking about it as a computer program as a simulation like but then you look at it we've we've learned that stuff we're i think we're operating at a pretty high level when it comes to like thinking about that kind of stuff but yet we're failing in other parts of the program like we're not advancing like all other elements which is like you know, get your mortgage, get your car, have your kids, do your stuff. We're doing other things, yeah. mm-hmm. but maybe that's not our place in the but program you see, to the, do that. But I'm saying, like, I feel that we're more in touch with that fifth dimensional, that quantum level of thought. I want to believe that, but where's idealism. my encounter? There's where's my a, encounter with something supernatural? But there's a, that is a subjective way. You don't know what, like, 
the simulation doesn't necessarily think in terms of good and bad. It doesn't think mm-hmm. there is no there is no spoon. There is no moral rule or no yeah. point or meaning that we're aware of. Yeah, least. but maybe the operator has the has the morality. But you're still just yeah, is he it? could he could, he might not as well though. Yeah, like, that's that's know, the thing know, where everyone goes, no, God has yeah. a plan. For all the shitty things that happen, there's a plan. God has a plan. Yeah. Does he though? Is it not just like random code replicating itself? Yeah, it could be. It could be it could be that the tiny nut exploded and this is here and it's just making sense of itself and choose it's both informing evolution and being driven by evolution. I don't know, maybe that's it. Maybe it's some dude who made a program that's is simulating everything down to the the syllable i say yes one after the other um maybe it's maybe it's a, a spiritual component and where the that the, all right i'll tell you i'll, I'll finish because we're getting close i think to, we're climbing yeah, down off the yeah. fence here well, are we okay let's get your ass officially let's do it let's go amen um tell us all right all right i'll tell you i'll tell you i think i i believe that the nature of reality is more shrouded and complex than a strictly materialist explanation mm-hmm. okay um in fact one of the one of the mm, i don't know one of the best theories i heard of what life is came from an old foreman uh that i that i used to work with out in canada and he explained this as he says the universe he said the universe is like the universe is just always here right and he said, what the universe and what God never had, or sorry, God, not, not necessarily the universe, but what God could never experience was limitation. So in order for God to experience limitation, mm-hmm. he created the universe and lived as these things. The structures that couldn't, mm. Yeah, couldn't be everything. And so now we're at a point as humans where we we have limitation and we seem to supersede it bit by bit. Um, but our our general quest is to overcome our limitations. Yes, to become limitless. His his become point godlike. Yeah. To become yeah. godlike. That's the whole point: is that we become we work through our limitations until we eventually become God again. So God go experiences on, and then get bored God, and go right? back to our limitations. Yeah. Now he used God. God was his way. It was a Buddhist kind of a way. I think of you know he was into those kind of spiritual ideas, but it was that Smoking idea drugs. of sorry smoking them drugs. No, he did. he was actually a reformed alcoholic. So yeah, well, they, them lads know. Yeah, them lads know. Um, but yeah, so he that was his idea of things. I I like that idea. I don't necessarily believe anything. But it's I, a good I, I idea. Like it also idea. stays in line with what you were saying earlier on about the guys who are in the other dimension that have experienced all the different types of VR mm. and they want the one with no escape button. Mm-hmm. That yeah, the only escape yeah. is death, and you have to genuinely fear it. Then have the death, and then realize oh, it was all simulation. Again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, the simulation. I am. Um, I'm not against the simulation theory, but I I wouldn't believe the simulation theory either any more than I I would believe any theory. There's, Both provable and unprovable yeah, right? until I die. What about the Bostrom um, trilemma? The which? The Bostrom trilemma. Um. Well, Bostrom himself. Like you don't think it's an inevitability that computers will get to the point that we could very accurately render a, a, at the a moment, working universe. Will we be at the moment at the moment moore's law is already starting to slow down so we've had this huge growth in the last i don't know five ten years but that's a materialistic mm-hmm. concern where they don't want to outsell the, the processors 
Well, like there is processing power being invented, but there's just so is the processing power uh, like it? It's actually still keeping up with that because my understanding no, from my research actually, yeah, said it's, it's starting down, to yeah. slow down. So potentially we get the quantum computing on, and it, it does mm-hmm. speed it up. But at the moment we're at the decline. So in the same way, one way I thought about this when I was researching it was if you think about I don't know nineteen eighty something, right? flying cars by the year 2000 seemed like a goer mm-hmm. and people were kind of going oh yeah by the year 2000 flying cars or at least automated ones some yeah something like something I, better than i don't think i i'm gonna maybe i don't think we'll ever have flying cars. it depends how population goes do we need to tear the roads or mm-hmm. what like i don't know how the but you mean like work. not jet propelled you mean like some new kind of they mean they 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 were talking Gravity about flying cars. cars like fifth mm. element type yeah, but things. They also went yeah we could totally have like electric cars ten years ago and because of materialistic concerns they decided no yeah. we're going to stay with fossil fuels because we be own that. the fossil fuels and it mm. makes fucking money so I we think, want money. I think that to a point we we were going in a direction where we started to make a lot of advancements. We were landing on the moon. We were allegedly we're do but we're making a lot of these advancements right. We're doing all these things mm. and. Mm our scope was a lot bigger for a while. And whether it's down to, like you said, particular uh, high-powered sort of um, cartels withholding this progress, potentially that's part of it. But it has seemed to slow down even just a little bit. I count you on that. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that at the time when we were sending people to the moon with the amount of RAM that it would take to power a Game Boy... Yeah. Nintendo Game Boy, <laughs> right? Now we have gigabytes and gigabytes and gigahertz we're, we're and gigahertz only, we're of technology. The widest, petabytes, so. the, white, the widest amount of information freely available to all citizens in the world that there's ever been in any point in humanity before that we know of, where there is uh, information education available online to all of these people like Apple at the moment have a new plan where they're teaching kids how to code. Yeah. Right? So all of this potential that we have, but yet there are stop gaps and there are limitations to what we're allowed to do. And yet in other fields, there are no limitations and people are going way beyond the, the expected norms. Mm. I'm saying that there are glass ceilings across all of these different uh, industries. For example, yeah. so the likes of Elon Musk who comes along and goes, I have infinity money. I want to start going into space. And NASA and all the rest of them are like, no. And he's like, no, I will. I will. I will. I will. I will, though. <laughs> no, but I will. Because I want to. Because I have infinity money. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? And then he did it. But the law, like, you had to wait for ages. To but get NASA were like, law. you don't just have to, like, invent the things we invented. You have to not invent them. You have to invent new things because otherwise you're infringing on our patents. Mm. It's it's right. like so you don't have to just think of the way they did it, mater- but think of it, it different like way as well. Materialistic limitations that people are putting up because of greed and because of yeah, this other stuff. I'm like. sure that's definitely part of it. I'm also I think I think what we originally thought where we might be by the year 2000 or whatever mm-hmm. has been stopped by materialistic yeah, concerns. It, people it are like, could be. we don't want flying cars, we don't want electric cars because we're fucking no the Illuminati. Like, yeah, we're not done with this. Yeah, look, yet. that that could be it. All that I'm could saying, be the underlying guilt in humanity where we're all again. going fuck the day that are stopping us from fulfilling our true potential at the speed we're supposed to. But whether it's material or not, it mm-hmm. has slowed, slowed down, down somewhat, yeah. and it's probably sped up in other areas, mm. slowed down in other ones. Um, I I don't know. 
I don't know what the human imagination is in terms of what way we move forward and what things become developed. Um, I think this this is yeah, like the whole simulation thing is very much down to the quantum. Everything about it feeds perfectly into the idea of at the end of the day, you have to believe that either this reality is happening and we may go on to create these things that will make simulations that could potentially orchestrate what we're in now. Mm -hmm. So you can either trust one of two things. You can trust the idea of that, which is a possibility that you can't prove, or you can trust the material world, which seems very provable, but then on the tiny uh, molecular level may not be. So for me, it's almost like this is the quantum idea is that I, I can't, I can't come off the fence one way or the other mm-hmm. about what I think is, is right because you it exists. You're on a quantum fence, right? In both, it exists in both places. Oh, no, oh, yeah. I never thought about the quantum fence, Paulie. <laughs> He's a Schrodinger's fence post, this boy. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 if I had to roll the dice on it and I had to just choose. Like, you have to. I had mm-hmm. to choose. No, you have to. I would say I, I don't think that we're living in a simulated universe i think i think that's i think Mm -hmm. that's the language and i think this is the the zeitgeist that we're using to describe the new findings that we're kind of unearthing now and it's it's a it's synchronizing with our technological age Mm -hmm. and i think in the same way that we maybe used uh christianity or different concepts um, the the maya and stuff like that to describe what we thought we understood at different times this is how we are um how we're shading what we're finding now theoretical physics is the new religion the, yeah high theory. science is the new religion right now today and it is even i would spir- agree with that spiritualism yeah. mm-hmm. it loves the quantum they're yeah. like in bed together all day because it seems to sing the same tune the double slit experiment oh no. but it'll sing the quantum might sing any tune yeah right now and every I think tune that's why i don't know i think it probably does synchronize to a certain extent um with computing and technology but at the same time, is that just kind of like what we're seeing because it's what we're looking at? Whereas if we started to look at something else... Something it, that we don't know is, is an unknown unknown. We can't know what it is. It seems to sort of balance up with, yeah. with computers right now. Again, the main reason for that is conjecture. Is the way you're kind of like going, well, that says that. So potentially it's this um, that the, the biggest evidence is probably the fact that there's you know computer code in string theory but again string theory hasn't been proven yet it's it's a based on equations that were conceived by men who aren't sure if they're true or not Mm -hmm. they might believe in them um you find computer code in that that's fine there's also computer code in several other types of equations and i don't know if they relate to reality or i would have to look into that and sort of figure a very specific computer code they found in this yeah it it is a specific people what difference does it make if it's like a web browsing computer code or some other like enough ones and zeros together would be that's monkeys on typewriters, right? Yeah, but that eventually would be, that you come out with a good equation formula. It? So yeah. I, I would say, I would say, I'd say no uh, to simulation theory, um, with a complete hmm. open mind to being wrong about being that, simulated. You know? Yeah, being simulated to say that I don't believe in the mm-hmm. simulation. Um, you are Borg, but I do believe, uh, or I think I believe, or I want to believe that the 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 reality itself is a veneer, and I like the fact that 
quantum physics and my very rudimentary understanding of it leads me to believe that there's more for want of a better word mysticism or magic underlying the very uh hard exterior or shell of nature mm. um that excites me to think that there could be this whole other sort of world that that seems to be more and more likely um, another an extra level of exploration like what do you see as a final question what do you see as as consciousness what do i see as what consciousness? is consciousness yeah i think i know it's a bigger question than simulation theory i think is it just, but is if we're just, not in a simulation then is it chemicals is it electro impulses going around the wet slop in our yeah, heads? is it just a product of evolution consciousness it's the best way to keep all the the cells in our body alive is as it, a collective is for us to believe that we're one conscious entity and then what is art what is love what is Baby, don't hurt me. This, All just these, byproducts of evolutionary um, quirks. Like, did we just eat meat from the fire and it was and able it to make this. protein to make our brain Things to make us want to stay alive? If you want, again, if you're going with, like you said earlier, the, 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 to, to give credence to the simulation theory was the probability of all of this happening to manifest in our little blue planet that we're slowly destroying. and Our billion to one about. shot of existence yeah. here in the universe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I I do. I I feel a sense of connectedness to things that I feel are bigger than me sometimes, and I won't call it God or anything. I wouldn't mm. know what to call it. I something just like soul, something, something like that. Yeah, potentially. But you know that when you try to when you try to decipher it and try to add logic to it, it doesn't really work because you're like, mm. well, I have a soul. What about a cat? What about a worm? What about an ant? What about a blade of grass? I think it's the way we can see that is is wrong. It's it's not we can't understand that we try to bracket it into these categories to make sense to us but we can't make sense of it and so all you can go on is all right i've got this sort of feeling of infinity and i get that maybe like if i if i meditate if i try to connect with some uh some things inside me that i'm disconnected from from working all day or from living in this world where i can't concentrate on these things and i do to an extent believe that what we believe will become manifest not necessarily in this life but i have think that when you die if you're like nothing exists potentially then for you nothing might exist if Mm -hmm. you believe that there's 72 virgins then there might be like i don't know why i think that that might be i don't believe it but it's an idea that's the idea of paradise that it's whatever you believe it to be well, that's if you want it. You're then, you know. But what about thought man? Like thought manifesting in the idea of like a tulpa in the guise of Slenderman. You might be like, oh, that's a bit of a stretch. But and thought yet, manifesting in the and idea yet of two girls stabbed another girl in the ideas of Slenderman because yeah. that thing came from a thought. But I thought think... manifesting in the idea of like going, oh, I've imagined a new type of whatever, mm. and then I build it with my hands, and now the thing is reality tactile, so tangible like, in the universe. Like we know that you can. Uh, your brain goes, oh, move your throat muscles in this way and make air come out. And then you make an awesome song. Yeah, well, it's just like... Like from nothing. I think I think your imagination, your ideas, while they can sort of create solid things, they can only create solid things within the confines of, for want of a better term, the programming of this world. Mm-hmm. Your John Bell's local limitations. You, Yeah, so like whilst you can manifest, they've manifested the actions or the horror of what one might imagine Slenderman would do, and they manifest this as two young girls kind of obsessed with an idea. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is neither good or bad, but it's it's manifested the same outcome as this gruesome figure that we've created who's eerie and 
uh, makes us feel a lot of disease. Um, but they've manifested the outcome of that based on this. The filter of the observer. From what, whatever's it. happened, we, we've created the outcome of Slenderman within the confines of our universe without a Slenderman based on the idea of Slenderman. But the potential for Slenderman to do anything was defined by the fact that thousands of people looked at him before he hit the wall and made him choose a certain particular path to end up becoming a reality, manifesting those two girls, stabbed the other girl. Yeah, so it's Like from nothing, by observation, Mm. became something. By a potential of 10,000 kids stabbing 10,000 other kids by just looking at it. And then at the same time can use that like Freudian sort of a cigar is just a cigar argument where you say, well, look, fucking thousand kids look at fucking Slenderman. The reality is that at least one of them is going to be a fucking nut bar. Two of them. Yeah, that's not too far outside the realm possibility. Stab the girl. Yeah. They, you know, mm-hmm. that there's that's that, I guess, the material way of being like, yeah, but at the same time. And I think marrying the idealistic and the material is probably important because you have to live here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the realms of society, you got to make enough money to get by or you have to have some support if you're not making money to get by. You have to eat, you have to drink, unless you're one of those Breatharian or Inedia guys who says they don't, which is very suspect. I don't. Maybe. I fucking love the idea. So Nobody he loves want, a cucumber. I want it to have, they eat nothing and they just survive. But it, is it true? I don't know. Um, so off the fence, yeah, sorry, it's fucking long-winded. Uh, off the fence, I, I I, don't think, I think, I feel that mm-hmm. it's unlikely that simulation theory is real. Mm-hmm. But I also feel at the same time that it's incredibly highly likely that there's a huge amount about this universe and this world and our own, even our own selves, maybe more so, our own brains, our own minds, our own consciousness, that we don't, we just straight up don't understand. And we, it might be so subjective or so on such a different wave that we're not connected to that we could never understand um but yeah that's that's my when you say not understand do you also account for a certain amount of also having wrong answers having made assumptions that we think are right that are wrong we could like we could like we're explaining the world with maths right and Mm -hmm. science but if one of those things doesn't synchronize at one point then it's all moot like Mm -hmm. and if we're if we're i and i'm not I'm not good enough at maths to understand exactly how it works, but if we're um, manipulating... It's like one of yeah. one. You get that <laughs> yeah. one. You, you get, get one of one, one, don't you? But, uh, I think I know that one. It's all numbers <laughs> and no all numbers. All the numbers. Fuck. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like maybe we. This is we've manipulated these maths to say what we want them to say. Yes. Because it's a language. Mm. All languages say different things. Because it gets us a little bit to closer to the big answer. Yeah, and may, I don't know, like, it, maybe we've mm. just created this sort of little machine that runs itself, but it is it real? Is it, I don't, like, I just don't know. I just feel there's more to it to know what the fuck it is, but it's a feeling that I have. Mm. And I, I on this one, I'm going to go with my gut. Can I ask you yes. one more? Yes. Do you think we'll ever find out? Um, I think... The nature of reality. Will we ever find what the hell's no. going on there? I think we'll never find out, and that's the mystery of life. Yeah, I don't think I think. Or if we do find out, it won't be our reality anymore. We'll be into a different reality. 
I think reality will all, we'll all just dissolve away like sugar into. But tea. reality might be able to change as fluidly as we change, as fluidly as our culture Oof. changes. Reality might be able to twist and warp as well. It, like we don't, we think we're trying to bracket it, but I, it, it's so slippery that we can't even figure out the start of it the way we are. And when we think we have it pegged down, it's like moving in two places at once now. What the fuck are you going to do now? It won't, We. I don't think we'll be able to figure it out. I think maybe in death it's designed to fool us maybe uh like a simulation you're saying saying death is the only answer it might not be i'm saying it's a potential it's the only answer we know that might get us an answer but it might not it might might just just get you a rope yeah this is it like and i think look you'll have that time for those answers you're living now so enjoy this life as best you can uh do what you can to just make the most out of it uh invest in your community and people you love try to make something good with it, try to do less damage than, you know, or do more good than damage. And for me, that's the way I want to live or try to live. Mm. And it works for me and it's my sort of meaning. Everyone else might have some other bullshit. It's a lovely message, Eamon. I like it. I like the life and death thing because it really, it, it tails back to some of the possibilities because it's like alive, dead, both, neither. Mm. You only got four, like, thank God with that. <laughs> Fucking happy days. I'm going neither for the minute. The more, yeah, the more we can boil it down, yeah, yeah. the easier, the easier it all becomes. So, Polly, what's yes. your get off the fence? What do you think? Simulation. Th- that's it. One percent job done. Simulation. Statistics. Really simulation. On the side. I can't get my fucking head around the fact that I heard like the Musk man, and I heard this uh, this George Smoot fella, mm. and I heard all these motherfuckers, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I'm going to be honest, deGrasse starting to get me nerves a little bit. A little bit. But big now fish. I have all these other simulation theory fish. heads to replace them with. Mm. Like, the the truth is, I can't get past the fact, I, I, I completely understand what Amos saying there about the, 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 he doesn't, the slowdown in Moore's Law, that, that we're not going to get to that point of quantum computing, that knocking up billions of, of artificial consciousnesses and one giant artificial universe is is going to be almost impossible for generations and generations i go with all of these motherfuckers that i I mean i don't know but i go with these motherfuckers who i've had to listen to for the last couple of weeks telling me oh no we're definitely definitely like there's no question about that statistics lean on the side of yes there's no denying it like it 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 just cannot be questioned it's like going oh we invented the airplane at some point we're going to invent a jet or whatever it was just an inevitability it was going to happen this is an inevitability we will get to the point where we can process like fully render in probably better clarity than our own existence and other existence universe. a whole separate existence to our own and what happens us then assuming we're like the base yeah we're the base universe no what happens to like if we do that if we make a simulation yes or if we are the society that made us Yes. What has happened to us then? Are we still living in our society? Like goes like that. We have a whole universe running in a black box under a desk somewhere? Yeah, I imagine it like that crappy Robert De Niro movie, Simone. Remember that one where he's like a movie director and he artificially creates an actress who's like like Fibonacci sequence, like mm. the perfect actress. Um, and I think of it as that idea of like, if we do create a, a fully rendered, close to our own quality universe... It'll be purely to, for like our our terrible Big Brother esque purposes mm, of like t- to watch the titillating, loving to watch shit happen, yeah. like and 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 the the lack of of uh, like with the Darren Brown thing you spoke of, the lack of responsibility, the lack of repercussions that comes with having a fabricated universe. We'd end up having a Grand Theft Auto situation where a motherfucker bursts into a gate club and shoot a lot of people, right? Yes, partly, but also I just think like that's one of the reasons we'll do it 
once the technology comes along see. and the debate comes out of should we do this though we'll be like fuck yeah because this is a world where we can like run any kind of scenario and it's not it doesn't affect our physical base universe so fucking yeah we're gonna do it i think we're in a simulation and i think because of the people that know better than me or seem to and tell me that we will definitely get to a point where we can create artificial universes and create many of them so many in fact that as time goes like what i had to hardly think about when we when we did this was when emma when you when you first picked this subject like two years ago yeah the probability that we were the base universe and not one of the artificial ones was lower than it is now because i think as time goes on more, more universes yeah, create like yeah. our our probability of being yeah, real yeah, goes down every day <laughs> as we reach that singularity moment and uh i just can't get my head around how we're not simulated it's just it's it seems to me if the if the maths holds up what i'm being told by all these people these nobel prize winners holds up then the math says it's almost impossible that we're real yeah well it's almost impossible so in that sense, then I think, what's the fucking problem? So you're in one of the fake universes. So what? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. You, you don't know no, it. It doesn't, doesn't seem any different to you. If you walk out in front of a train, the same shit's going to happen as it happened before. You thought you were yeah. in a simulation. Everything's still the same right? as it was. There's no real train, simulated train. Fucking yeah. hurts like a train, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know what's outside of my simulation. Mm. I know what's outside of the Matrix. It's like some sweaty fucking shithole where everyone eats like potato mush and they all give each other fucking chlamydia shagging around because the there's no condoms and for some reason in Zion in the Matrix movie even though there's only like a thousand people they all start pairing up into like monogamous couples stupid yeah. dude when there's less than a thousand humans on the planet you gotta go with polygamy oh, you okay. can't fucking you can't just pair off and leave like four dudes standing in the corner going well I'm gonna become a psycho now and murder everybody because <laughs> it is that's that tribal community that's what you yeah. want everybody owns the kids and everybody's married so to saying, everybody and you it all takes a raised. village to get my rocks off <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I think of, of the Matrix I think I would have chosen to stay in the Matrix not just because I know that Zion is so unbelievably crappy outside, and like such a hard it life outside like war, of the Matrix it a war of principle it's it's Rather purely attritional, and I've I've done many stupid attritional things in my life, but the overall choice of existence would not be one of my stupid attritional like, mistakes. I wouldn't understand why they all wouldn't just like live in the matrix, know that it's a construct, and, and then just whisper, and then just like write loads of cheats to have an awesome life in the matrix. Just become a very good pole vaulter or whatever. Just don't overtly use your matrix don't, bending don't, abilities. Don't, just ah, right, so slightly. Yeah. I was so like, say, don't they like don't they come after you when they when they No, think not when you're very slightly like like Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi does mm. stuff that apparently no other human being has ever been able to do with a football before. Have but ever, he's just ever so slightly ever bending the, the matrix. And a matrix. Slightly. Yeah. Yes. You know that one with the runner? Yeah. And he's like, he's about to run too fast. <laughs> Get him yeah. boys. Um there's some actually that's that's awesome. Yeah. That that little anime thing. I think of young Clark Kent in the same it's way. It's like eleven stories or something like that, isn't it? Something like mm, that, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um so what's what happening outside of the simulation? You don't know. What's happening in that I think it's our AI. I think it's something we created. Right. I, I think I So it's human made, it's not alien made. As mo- as, as as unbelievable as the statistics say, I think we might actually be the base universe. That's and yeah. I think we, right now, maybe we're not in the simulation right now, but I think we will be. Or I think we're the generation that puts all humankind in a simulation. Do you think that because we're living, and we've only got our own like 30 years, we're all around 30, mm-hmm. uh, we've got our own 30 years of, of um, existence. Mm-hmm. 
if I was going into 40 years in the future and we had quantum computers, uh-huh. this is probably the, the time in history that I'd want to recreate the most because it's the amount of time just before the landslide happened. happened. Well, from, yeah. the, from the 50s on or from maybe even like... Like it says in the majors. The like, turn of the century, have one war, have another war, have loads of technological advances, uh-huh. humankind rockets forward to practically its own demise, creates AI. So much so that no one can notice the simulation and collapse the system. In on itself, yes. I would think that whatever the moment is before the AI singularity moment happens, which again seems brighter minds than me appear to be mm, predicting that. Yeah. If the AI singularity moment happens and then everything from then on is a simulation, the time they're going to simulate is, luckily or unluckily for us, is pretty much our time that we've been alive, which is right before the singularity hits. So which we, just for whatever, whatever coincidence is the time already. that we are alive now. The other potential is that you're not actually human at all, like... And this mm-hmm. simulation is you're a different species altogether experiencing mm-hmm. what it's like to be human. We're I the feel, fifth dimensional cloud entity. What if, what if I feel I, like that already, man. <laughs> what oh. if, what if like you die and then you're just fucking like that hairy octopus thing out of, out of Prometheus. Yeah. You're just like, Jesus, I'm a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, was, I was used to that. Cause you got, yeah. Cause you got used to like the, the bipedal. Like, yeah, human. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you forget it. Uh, like, uh, like a dream on waking. Mm. It's just like, well, and you shake it off and you go a back dream to dream within a dream. Why would the simulation, why would the simulation give us dreams? Like what would be the, the like why? It's like a defragmentation for the hard that's, drives yeah, of our brains to be able to put away all the stuff in the right place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. I a cache clearing. Yeah. Maybe. Like that. But I am and also, why, why give it also the planet is only able to run half the planet at a time. So one half is dark and asleep and the other half... <laughs> we have to... Oh, yeah, while you're asleep, good. it's using the yeah. parts of your brain to create data that it's using yeah. on the other side of the planet that yeah. someone that's else the, thinks is real. That's, that's the, the P2P. P2P. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. They're smart enough to wait until you're asleep most of the time to do it. See, that's or why like you said, there's the zombie people that walk through like going, man, I can't fucking think today <laughs> that they're doing it to you while they're awake, which is very unfair. <laughs> very unfair. Yeah, that's why I... So it makes it seem like Aegis. I used to stay awake at night time. Because it's like you know when you're in a uh, you're in like a cell service or you're in like a an internet area where you're on a contention rate. Mm-hmm. So the more people in your area that's using the internet, the slower it is. Oh yeah. yeah. So I was kind of in like a fifth dimensional contention rate where I was going, you know what, man? If I stay awake all night, I feel awesome. Like between three and five in the morning, that's when I fucking wake up. I'm like, yeah, my brain is running at full capacity. That's because everybody else is asleep. You have all. The, I have the, the full bandwidth, man, for the fifth dimensional information. Devils there, or they call and that shit would fly the into my head. I come up with the fucking most amazing ideas, and then like a dream on waking, I'd forget them the next day. That like, was your really. excuse for taking a bag full of downers and then fighting the pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> you, know, you always need an excuse for that because otherwise it's like, well, this is just too stupidly dangerous to you be doing them, this. Unless sleep. you have a, a fake good reason to tell you. Take yourself. them sleepers and be rolling around on the bed, dribbling, going. It's worth it. Three in the morning. I've got all the bandwidth. I've all the bandwidth. So simulation. Are uh, we in a simulation now? I don't think now we're in a simulation. I'd like to believe. Is there any not. way you would know if we were or not? I could kill myself and then get rebooted to the start of the simulation again, or Still just go back you. into the fifth dimension. There could be. I get rebooted a, to the start. But I don't get rebooted to the start and go through your life having deja vu moments and remembering past life kind of moments and feeling that you've known knowledge before moments and having Mandela effect. There could moments. be a code written in that every time you try to kill yourself, it sends you to like a a sister universe where everything's the same but you having tried to kill yourself here so you come back immediately right. you just it's too it wouldn't send you to the same respawn spot because it'd be too like obvious it's just too sort of it's 
it's not too like not that it's wrong it's just there's mm. no fucking there's just no way to know what mm. this is if mm. it is a simulation outside yes. or the if it's a simulation then the parameters are strong enough that we can never understand what's outside of them. we can we never could beat work them really 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 hard like those lovely lads at CERN mm. and be able to blow a hole in reality like they've done try to create a black mesa. oh so we're like we're like that pot of water that's about to bubble the lid off the top and luckily for us, whatever this simulation creator is, is off outside the kitchen, like, messing around on their phone while the pot's about to blow up. And they don't even know it's about to happen. But we're about to blow this pot wide open. All over the stove in the next 10 years. My goodness. Um, CERN has started to try and get into the parallel universes, shooting photons into parallel yes. existences. I'm saying send it back, but with, like, a note or something attached. Yeah, so you know. like a brick with a note <laughs> wrapped around it. Like, that's happening now. Yes. Do you know? Like, I think we're as close now as we ever were like like all the theoretical if we are in the sim we're close to punching our way out yes. or find at least finding, at least out, finding that out that we are we are in the same and as soon as we are a reset button gets hit yes and then all the stuff we talk about all the hard evidence all the theoretical evidence suddenly falls into place where it's like you're right the, the universe has been screaming at us mm. i'm a simple construct do you know one of my biggest wishes is just to know yeah just to know you give it all up just to know you give it all up to me know, too man. that's why i keep shouting to the sky to the aliens is like you can take me away. Take you can never process. bring me back. You can do whatever you want to me. But as long as I get like a quick answer off you before you start just the probing. Know, just let me fucking know, I man. I think it would be awful. I think it would be awful to know. I think it would be great to know for 20 minutes and maybe then kick it. Mm. But to know for the rest of your life, to know everything, to know the reason behind it all, to know how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And then have to that. live in it. Yeah, and then have to live in it and to know the limits. Yeah, it's like watching a magic trick when you know how the magic trick works. You're like, yeah, this is fucking boring lose. bullshit. I would love... It's in your other hand, dickhead. I'm, I'm saying right. I'm saying right. Let's take this podcast for an example. Uh-oh. This whole thing started as an idea. And now it's a thing. It's a physical thing. Uh-huh. And yet, being a physical thing and operating in a physical world using physical devices is still an ineffable force. It's still audio mm-hmm. that's being, you know, cre- recreated digitally and then compressed and then uh, put into the internet and then like sent to your device that you're listening to it now. And then through like technology of like vibrating sinews or f- fibers or whatever in the earphones and the, 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 uh, the, the sound waves are flowing into your cochlea and vibrating at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like all that science, all that science is all going into your ear. But the consciousness that's being transferred from us three, the, the, the innate, ineffable information that has no weight or mass is being transported into the brains of tens of thousands of people, maybe influencing them to think of a different plane or to come up with an idea to push somebody into inventing something that was, would never was like, not even as benevolent as that. Like, not that I think that this podcast is fucking changing the world around, but in some small aspect, people's minds are being changed. Decisions are being made differently than they would be if it hadn't have been heard. There is a butterfly effect, a wing beating, using the constructs, using the the John Bell uh, localized limitations that we have. Mm-hmm. We are reaching outside of our own existence, reaching into mm-hmm. a, a fifth dimensional space, reaching into an informational faster than light stream of consciousness that we all inhabit simultaneously and like Paul and me were arguing earlier on not at all yes. in, a, in a state of zero 
turning into a so by reaching that other realm the answers the, the observations answers we get from back the future from are the like past from, ununderstandable for us though from this fifth dimension being able to siphon off like some kind of force outside of ourselves i feel yeah. deja vu all the time i feel like you know there's something out there that i need to put my finger on that i need to know and i'm looking for it i'm searching for it i'm, I'm sometimes i'm finding it sometimes i don't want to know Sometimes I see like reflections of it, like in the different attacks that are going on around the world or how people are treating Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton or like these huge things that are that are making a an impact on how we live our lives every day. Mm-hmm. And yet they seem disparate from me. They seem somehow distant and unimportant to my life mm-hmm. because of the things that I do on a day to day basis. None of those things have a direct effect on me. They could be just like words on a page or somebody made it up like a TV show. How do I know that all that stuff is real? Like this all started as a thought and a thought became a word and a word became an action. And now you people are listening to this stuff. We're all sitting mm-hmm. here and it's like early hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, a hard slog has been put in. We're, cha- we're changing, we're changing <laughs> our lives. You guys are changing. Like, there's time being spent to do that thing. Yes. And all it is is an idea. All it is is a transference of a consciousness. Using the limitations and the technologies that we have, but mm-hmm. and going at the speed of time, it's not infinite yet. But that's the next step, is being able to transfer that information instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like... If I had the chance to know that this was a simulation and know that I was in the fucking matrix, mm-hmm. I'd stay in it, but I would learn to hack the shit out of that man. <laughs> I would be like, how do you do the jump thing? How yes. do you do the fly thing? Yes. I'm not going out to that stinking... No, we son, all use GTA cheat codes, Because right? that's how you do a rampage. You don't do a rampage with your, with your <laughs> actual money and health or whatever. No. Show me Wally. the fucking special shit, man. Yes. Show me that. I want that. And this, I think, I've been, I feel I've been hooking into a fifth dimensional force, like a, a force outside myself that, like, you know, the fucking The Secret or whatever bullshit they talk about, but like, uh-huh. finitely envisaging an idea and going, I want that thing. That's the thing I want. And I feel like I'm hacking the universe. I feel like I'm rewriting the code a little bit or reshaping it. I feel it like I'm able to have that control over how that happens. And nice. it's over over things that I shouldn't really have a physical control over. Mm-hmm. That are things that are outside of my remit or outside of my reach. Mm-hmm. Yet, it's the same thing as thinking if you, you're not going to win the lot if you don't buy a ticket. If I don't make the actions towards those things, I won't get them. But I still feel that if I are go, I'm going, universe, make that shit happen. I need this thing. Over the last year, those things have been happening. When mm-hmm. I when I needed them at the moment that I needed them, it was fucking happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I I'm can attest to some of this, man. Yeah. I feel like you know, not powerful, but I feel like I'm understanding the power. I'm closer to that power. And these quantum physicists I know can feel that too when they're really deep down examining it, going hard into it, really like f- touching the void. It's like they're creating the information as they go yeah. in their heads with their theories. Mm. It's like an inception oh. when he goes, we're, we're simultaneously experiencing and creating our reality. Yeah. As we go along, do you know, where does, the, where does the line stop? How do we know if this was a simulation? We wouldn't know it was unless we started to try and experiment with the reality itself to go, if this is a simulation, do this. Just like a person kneeling on the ground and going, God, show me a sign 
tell me something show me mm-hmm. something that will prove your existence yes. and therefore my faith so my actions through my thoughts can become manifest i'm going to the universe universe i want this thing do it or don't but i want that and there if, is no try if i do that if you give me that thing then this and the this is the thing i want the unknown unknown the john bell local uh, uh limitation is the physical elements of Somebody needs to send me an email. Somebody needs to phone me. I need to be in a place. I need to have the money to do that thing. They're all the local limitations of what mm-hmm. my ineffable idea is. And those things seem to manifest themselves. For and me. they create the path. That was and I'm able infinite to possibilities them before. and say, yes, please. Right. The path is there, but you have to take it. Do you know? Mm. In that case, I do, I do believe that we probably are in some kind of a alterable a quantum existence where mm. but things are all things and things are nothing at the same time but you have to be the observer but not only the observer but you have to be the 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 maneuverer you have to be able to a observe participant more than a an participant observer. but like not a participant passively mm. they have to exist within the universe you're speaking of you're yeah. trying to observe you're trying to understand you have, you have to, to, pick, to be a part of it. like god the, can't exactly you have to pick the right electron oh. to look at because there's fucking millions of them, but you mm-hmm. just have to look at the one that you want to be in the place where you wanted to be in and go, be in that place. And it's just blink. It, and it's in that it place. It chooses then. that place. And it always did in some weird way. It's always, that's what it's. It never did, but the it always Irish did. The Irish saying is whatever is for you won't go mm-hmm. by you. You know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. All of that kind of stuff that karma, I don't know if mama was right <laughs> and we're all floating around on the wind like of Jenny was right mm-hmm. and we have a destiny. Like, True. Even Forrest Gump had a fucking quantum theory. Like, <laughs> yes. You know? Okay, last thing for me then. Eamon, you spoke earlier about the Alan Watt thing of if we were all in the Total Recall game, we'd want to do like uh, something exciting, be James Bond, yeah, be whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. If this is all just a big game simulation and there's somebody on this planet with us now that is the player and the rest of us are all Sims, who do you think is the person, oh, one person on this planet right now who is the player of the game? The one controlling the of sim. All the, of all the people. The person sitting in the Total Recall chair, enjoying their fucking the architect. game. The architect. Now, they might have chosen to be something incredible, yeah, or no. something normal, or something unique, or something different, or something the same as everything else. Who do you think could be, if you had to pick one person randomly out of a hat, who could the person be? If I was to pick somebody, I would probably pick, like, a nobody. Uh, I think... A lot of times those old, like I said, those old sayings hold a, a monicum of truth. Mm-hmm. So that old one of the devil, his biggest feat um, was was for everybody basically not to believe in his existence. Yes, convinced the world. And if the devil is someone who manipulates us in a similar way that mm-hmm. this sort of simulation would. Uh, that's what Descartes thought anyway. That's, yeah, Descartes, he was onto something. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, I think he would probably be someone who... I don't think he would be a, a person who gets a lot of attention or anything, but he... Could they be a foreman in Canada? <laughs> Potentially. He fucking shouted like the devil. Um, <laughs> if it is an actual person, do you think you've ever met them? No, I, I don't... I mean, I, I really don't know. I wouldn't know where to start on it. I, uh-huh. I, I don't... I don't think there is one part... Like, I don't think there is a player one. Uh, I'd... I, I suppose I probably subscribe more to we're all player one, just experiencing what it's like 
the whole thing, the system is the player, and we are and sort that every of, every iteration of the universe is through the cone of our experience. We're like that's some, what the multiverse is. We're, we're like the eight billion cells that make the thing work. The P to P. Yeah, exactly. Fucking tell you, bro. I think we're all, I think we're Same all. question. If like, Tom Cruise, uh, Donald Trump, the Dalai Barack Lama. Obama, Dalai the Dalai Lama. Lama. Dalai Lama is your one. Dalai Lama. Oh yeah, the person who's closest to outside enlightenment. Yeah, that of anybody. That motherfucker's just too happy. He's just like he started that enlightenment. I'm about to level up. Like motherfucker. Dalai Lama looks too happy to. And Bud is like his older brother who let him have a go at the game next. <laughs> and he's taught, yeah. Motherfuckers passing the controller he amongst the family when there's a big group of people looking to play. Fucking llamas are in, man. <laughs> Dalai Lama. Who do you think it is? Uh, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> <laughs> was that the setup? That you were just that was all you wanted to say, folks. The last couple of hours was just for that. The whole thing yeah, was just for that. It. Yeah, it was. It. That was a long. It was a long ride, folks. Oh, that was yeah, a long yeah. ride. Eamon, your head is hanging low. Yeah, I, I have Paul worked in about four hours. Well, so. look, yeah, yeah. You won't have, we won't see you again until Halloween. No, it'll unfortunately. be unfortunately. And uh, we've had later nights doing less. We have, <laughs> we certainly have. We certainly but have. that's the, that's some definitive work I feel that we've yeah, done there man. on, I like on that. the idea of like Yeah, that. yeah. It's big we work. went deep, we went hard, we left them balls hanging out, but <laughs> it was it was good. And uh, I'm glad we got to do it. Simulation theory, folks, we got... We got two yeses and one no from Eamon. Mm-hmm. Were you simu- Did you say yes to simulation? I said yes, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I said, I said <laughs> no. That there's definitely a, a, Did he turn you when I took a piss? What? No, no, I, just, no, I was <laughs> in all the time. Like, I, I handed the off my decision making to the, the Elon Musks of the world. Right. Said, ah, they, yes. They'll decide for me it's and they a, say it's yes. A, it's, 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 that's a gambling choice. You, go, you go with the... Yeah, go I'm playing the, the odds there. The is, 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 has presented itself to me over the last 12 months. Hmm. The universe and its power and its whatever... The, the log- you can't deny there's some malleability the al- to yeah, it all. Yeah, the algorithm is out there, but I'm telling you, man, like I'm switching my consciousness on and going like, and fucking making decisions. And player one has entered the game, son. <laughs> it feels like it. I can feel it, you know. Um, up, down, left, right, ABC, and start the podcast. That's what it is. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, so yeah, two yeses and a no for simulation theory. Eamon, thanks so much. Thanks Thank for you, having me. for being with us, man. Thanks. It was uh, emotional. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to hang out quite soon. The three mm. of us without a podcast in the way. <gasps> and maybe not, and maybe not stay up so late. Yeah. That, well, it's no. Jeez, if it's, if it's not a school night. Well, now that, you're, now that your life is back now on a, an easier track. Yeah. Fucking, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm absolutely. the same. So if, if anything in that episode gave you a cause to call us and say, you're fucking wrong, you're full mm-hmm. of shit, or, hey, you're right, we love it, or... Your philosophical musings are entertaining while inaccurate, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. reach out and say to us. Uh, you can get us. Or I am the player. I'm the player. I'm the one who's creating you, manifesting I am, you. I am the one. It's like, do let us do. Oh wait, if you call us, do we do our heads explode? Or something? Yeah. Oh no, like, no, no, don't do it. Like Alanis Morissette, just send us an email. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah email at thoseconspiracyguys at gmail If you want to reach out to us, we're quite good at social media. Uh, facebook.com slash those conspiracy guys or at t conspiracy guys on twitter just search those conspiracy guys we're going to be there and we're Lovely. quite good with facebook and twitter we're mm-hmm. on everything else i'm not even yes. going to tell you all the things but we're on everything else um instagram uh google plus but have faith that if you go to uh, your favorite or your usable yes, account thing we we're going to be there. around there and somewhere. send us a message and we'll always reply uh, we also have a subreddit where all the mad shit happens mm-hmm. at r slash those conspiracy guys. And we have a lovely Pinterest with all the boards for all the episodes and all the little bits and bobs and sources Blinky that we stinkies find. And and the crazy shit. Cool um, images that don't really transfer via audio very well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel now and mm-hmm. there are some videos up there. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash those conspiracy guys. 
um, it's 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 up and coming, yes. and we're 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 working away. It'll be well populated before the singularity moment. Just Absolutely. trust that before the end of all there. humanity. Uh, create the singularity yeah. moments. <laughs> one of our one of our fart joke With videos. A, is the gonna... shockingly bad YouTube video creates the singular where some AI just wakes up and goes, "Fuck that! It's over for <laughs> it's humans. Over. Switch it off. Game over." Uh, we also have a crowdfunding website called Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Those Conspiracy Guys. If you like the show and want to support mm-hmm. us, this shit is hard to make. If you want to be a patron. If you want to be a patron of the arts. Old-fashioned and Hennessy style. Uh, you don't have to give us loads. Like $2, $5. Some people are so generous to give us $50. Thanks, mm-hmm. Rob. Um, th- we get 20s, we get 10s, we get this and that. You don't have to be in it for a long time. You just have to be in it for a good time. Yeah. If you're feeling like, yeah, I want to throw them a tenner, throw us $2 a month for five months and avail of all the awesome stuff that Patreon people get, which is discounts on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. You get... Uh, I think uh, that's the most important ac- thing. Early access if to you're videos, thinking of buying a T-shirt, yeah, you're probably best off subscribing as a patron, getting your discount, and then buying your T-shirt with totally the discount. You'll actually, I, I've crunched up. You'll save money. You can be three months. What kind of a fucking universe are we living in? Yeah, buy a T-shirt. We're paying you money to get a discount on Absolutely. the T-shirt. Um, uh, anyway, we'll probably work of, out that that was stupid of us. To there's do, loads but. of outtakes and stuff. You'll hear all the bullshit we talked at the start of this before mm-hmm. we actually got into it. Um, loads of early access to videos. We also have live shows every two yes. weeks now. So the podcast has gone weekly, ladies mm-hmm. and jelly babies. Uh, blab.im powers our live shows. So if you want to come and join us, go on to blab.im. We did one last week about the Zika virus. Uh, get on blab.im. Join in with your Twitter or Facebook. If you can't get in, just keep on trying. You will get in. It is awesome. It's a four-way video chat. You don't have to come on the chat. It also has a text chat. You don't mm-hmm. have to join in. Just come and watch it. If you want to be included in the show, you will be in the podcast. You will be on the YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, as You're essentially a guest on the shows. show. You're a guest on the show. We'll, we'll have a talk about whatever topic is at the time. Mm-hmm. You can join in uh, and comment on what you know or just join in for a chat and, and see what the crack is. And we berate and fillet in equal measure. Exactly. Uh, and if you can't speak English, we'll let you have two seconds to tell us you can't speak English and then you're fucking out of there. And I will say some real choice racist stuff. Absolutely. With regard to the Patreon campaign, uh, the numbers are so high now, we are bursting with excitement. Mm-hmm. We are about to get advertising. We're, we're we're really looking forward to that and the obvious we're about to dip our fiduciary concerns yes. that will be allayed uh, because of that. Uh, but if you're a Patreon subscriber, like think about even coming in and donating one dollar. If everyone who listens to this episode donated one dollar, we'd be sorted for a year. Yes. One dollar, one dollar. You would have your weekly episodes. Year, we're done. Weekly episodes, you have your radio show, it's all good in the hood. Uh, $1 from everybody from everybody would have us sorted for the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to break the bank. Drop in, drop a dollar. If you don't want to sign up to a Patreon, you don't want to sign up to any kind of a a subscription service, we also have an office fund there that's going to help us. Via PayPal. Via PayPal. Go in, drop a couple of dollars. Mm -hmm. It's all good. I know we're, we're... Begging for dollars, but we're at that stage now where a bit it's, of money on the nightstand. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna change some stuff. Uh, Patreon the sheets don't wash themselves, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, we're trying to move into a, an office at the moment. We're 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 getting some nice equipment, and the stuff is all mm. uh, ticking along really nicely. You'll you'll notice the increase in the show's qualities over the over the next couple of weeks. But but that's it. We just have to say thanks a million to Emma for joining us. Thank you, Emma. And uh, simulation theory. Tell us what you think. Please yes. reach out to us through the void. Uh, uh, be a one. Don't be a zero. Let us know what you think. Uh, or be both. Or yeah. Or, or neither. neither. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't be neither. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening. We are mm-hmm. Those Conspiracy Guys. I'm Gordon. Uh, I'm Paul. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.